0: Uh Saturday night from PSX 2016, uh, we have finished with our appointments for the day, and back in the lush hotel room here in the Anaheim Marriott, uh, I'm Glenn, obviously. Oh wait, this is episode 503, by the way. I think this is officially an episode, so 503, folks, woohoo, woohoo, uh, with me, you've heard his voice, actually you've heard a couple of these voices from our E3 podcasts, and you can also hear him on the SideQuest podcast. Woohoo. Andy Richardson. Yo, how's it going? How you doing, man? Pretty good. Day one? You
1: feeling all right? Yeah,
0: not too bad. You didn't do very many appointments today, though.
1: Uh, Did
2: you? Five, I think. Did you?
0: Holy shit. Yeah. All right. And walked around, played some stuff. Nice, because I didn't get a lot of chance to do that. I was too busy bullshitting like usual. Of course. Uh, Another voice you've heard on this podcast, especially recently, the first motherfucking MJC.
3: Catchphrase. Catchphrase. I, I need a catchphrase. That's you need a catchphrase? I yeah.
0: Uh, I think we should have people email some catchphrases in. Sure. That's not, that's not going to happen. They didn't email any uh, wrestling,
2: wrestling stories, No wrestling
3: emails at I all. I know. I was hoping that they, Josh would just be pissed one day because I know he didn't listen. How about like we should have wrestling fan
0: fiction that, that stars Josh Langford?
3: <laughs> there you go. That's what we need. Or some anime fan fiction starring oh, Josh.
0: That shit's just going to get out of hand. And then uh, Andy's buddy... Who didn't really want to do this, but we're forcing him. Uh, Wyatt. Hello. I remembered your name still. Thank you. Check that shit out. I'm sure you just looked at his badge. <laughs> no, actually. There. Oh, I, I didn't know he had it on. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Yeah. Tired. Tired? Everybody is. Yeah. Everybody's girlfriend isn't there. Oh, Wayne's World joke. Anyway. So you. Oh, man. we we'll are have to talk about your story uh, this morning. Oh god! Yeah. So uh, they let people start lining up last night at twelve o one a.m. or this morning, technically, at twelve o one a.m. Uh, we get up well, and we got back from the bar at about one ish.
3: Yeah, it was like when we left Jack in the Box it was like twelve forty five. Yeah. Oh god,
0: Jack in the Box. That was that Why was. How would you do that to yourself? It was awesome, and it was a mistake at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carl's Jr only had their drive through open, and it was jam-packed. We would never would have gotten our food. Just walk through, you know. No, you couldn't. Well, and that was that's what sucked, is they had the lobby lights on, like the the whole uh, dining room, the lights were all still on, so we all kept walking up, and then there's some dude in a hoodie like, lobby's closed, or dining room's closed, or whatever. And I didn't hear him. But he was <laughs> just standing there telling people that.
3: But Chandler like, heard him, but still tried to open the door anyways, because it was just like a... That's even funnier. It was just like a... A dude in a hoodie in the shadows in front of this,
0: You know, Chandler writes for PlayStation Lifestyle. You wouldn't expect him to be too on point. <laughs> I just know he'll never hear this because it's not a cat podcast.
3: Oh! Sorry, Chandler. That inside jokes, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. He has three cats, and apparently he used to do a video podcast with his wife, and the cats would walk through the frame all the time. So, anyway. Uh, so... And we'll talk about the meetup. Well, let's do that really quick. Uh, so we, we had a few people show up last night. Uh, the bar was kind of fun. It was a nice little bar. The music was a little bit too loud, but prices were decent. Bartender was, was cute and she was sassy and all the things a guy looks for in a sports bar. You know, <laughs> and they had bourbon. I was all right with it. You didn't mention the food, so they didn't have food. No food?
3: Which is why Jack in the Box happened.
2: Yeah. yeah, So that
0: was the whole thing. Like when I was looking at it on Facebook, it kind of looked like a a sports bar place that would have like wings and burgers and shit. No. No food. Just drinks and... Just drinks. Well, I mean, not just drinks. Drinks. Come on. That should be enough for a bar. Okay. Mm, Uh, But the problem is I hadn't eaten dinner. I hadn't eaten for like 13 hours and MGC really hadn't eaten. Yeah. So we got done at the bar. I'm like, I got to get food, and that's all that we... We didn't know Roscoe's was still open.
3: God dang it. We got to hit Roscoe's tomorrow
1: sometime. Yeah, we'll we'll go there.
0: Well, maybe we'll do dinner there tomorrow night. I had
3: uh, Carl's Jr. today.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: I went at like... I had an hour gap, and I'm like, it's only a five-minute walk. Yeah. I went at like one. I'm hungry now, though.
0: I am, too. I could eat. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, we went to Jack in the Box, and... Had a couple tacos. Who all showed up at the meetup? Uh, John Monteguido. I think I'm saying his name right. I always get his name wrong. Uh, actually, Kyle Prawl from PlayStation Universe. Chandler, Chandler Wood from uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. Uh, and also, Ernest from PlayStation Universe. And then, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. The one that was sitting next to me, and you were talking to him.
3: I'm Shit. bad with names. Damn, it was like
0: Luis, I think. I'm so sorry. There was like...
3: Those two guys, and then there was the other guy. the two
0: guys were the ones from PlayStation Universe, and then there was the one that showed up later oh yeah. oh, and yeah. then charles overbeck and and Brian Schmidt, obviously b Schmidt yeah. yeah uh no it was it was it was a lot of fun. We had a good time, so thanks to everybody for showing up it was so last minute. I was like, oh, by the way, maybe wants to do something, come drink with us uh so today uh we we get up this morning and I look out the window, and the line I wasn't really paying attention to where our hotel room was in, in relation to where the front door of the convention center is. Cause we're right next to the convention center. And I'm like, wow, not a bad line so far. It looks pretty decent. Like, holy crap. These people stand, you know, stood out there all night for some reason. Although this time it, there actually was a reason because before they always filled up the room and everybody got in. Uh, then we walk outside and we like, holy shit. Like <clears throat> the line went, all the way down the whole roadway for, for where all these hotels and everything are. Then it looped back around all the way, and then it shot off to the side where you couldn't even see the end of it.
2: Yeah, when we got here this morning, like we walk out of the parking structure underneath the other hotel. We're like, oh, there's the end of the line. Yeah, okay. I know, I know where the front of the convention center is. That's not a very long line. And then we realize as we get closer to the front, oh, it loops all the way down there and back. Oh, crap.
3: There were so many pissed off cheerleaders today. There's a cheerleading competition. What? Like yeah, next door to the... No shit. Yeah, yeah somewhere it's else in like, the convention it's center. It's like little girls to like teenagers, and most of them look so pissed. That is awesome. Because like, they're, they're like sitting out there, you know, trying to get some air, and they're just sitting next to like big sweaty nerds eating at the food trucks, and they just look so pissed. That
0: is perfect. Yeah. That couldn't be more perfect unless it was like a Rodan and Fields convention, and all the sing- all the married women were here. <laughs> to show off their their face cream and whatever else <laughs> they do so you know we we have our media badges they actually let us get in a little early for the keynote unfortunately Wyatt didn't have a media badge <laughs> and i felt bad because i really was thinking like we should just sneak you in with us because i didn't really think they were going to check that they weren't well they weren't checking to get in the door but the dude at the metal detectors i think was kind of checking
3: Well, when I passed by, I heard him say, "Like, should we be checking badges?" Oh no, shit! Yeah, so I don't think like if he was like right behind me, he probably would have got in.
0: So, but we saved him a seat. We saved him a seat. We were in the third row because obviously we didn't have Seat Ninja. Way to go, MJC. I,
3: I didn't want front row because I hate being that close. I like being like oh, okay, like three rows back. But the the problem
0: is, the guy in front of me kept holding his hands all the way the fuck up in the air to take a picture with his phone. And I couldn't get any good picture without his hand in the corner. Uh, it, plus, it was all like Latin America media, like up front. They they just zoomed right in. Um, so we we save a, a seat for you, and then we start looking around. And I'm like, I don't think this place is as big as the other ones. And sure enough, they cut they they cut off the line or something, right?
4: Yeah, I mean it. I, I honestly it just the line just stopped moving and no one like bothered to walk down the line saying that it was full or anything. It just stopped
1: and, uh, and it was like Uh
0: Yeah. You'd think they would say something like on that big ass T V. Because you, you could hear it. But, I mean you could hear it, couldn't you? Because Oh I yeah, I mean they
4: had speakers lying down the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they had this big truck out there and, and there was this humongous screen sticking out of the top of it. That's what that truck was. We thought it was a food truck last night. Uh, so you, you actually had to watch it outside?
4: Yeah. It was decent, at least. I mean, if you could see the screen, it was a nice screen. <laughs> but uh, where I was in line, they, uh, the food trucks were kind of blocking a lot of the screen, uh. as well as all the trees. I was like, I had to like stand inside of like some of the vegetation just to get a better view.
0: Oh, man. That sucks. You
4: can always watch the replay,
0: bro. At
4: least you're here, bro. Yeah, I was just like, you know, I, I probably could have had a better view of this from my house. Yeah. When,
3: That's something we say. When Gio Corsi screamed for the people on the outside to scream, did they scream?
4: Uh, Not the people around me. Okay. But, I mean, some of the people around I could kind of hear, but... Nice. They had, all,
0: uh, they had them all going this morning. They were throwing a lot of games out to people and... In in line, yeah, although they, they had them chant on like PlayStation in the front and PlayStation, yeah, and yeah. then they were throwing them games or T-shirts or something. I don't but know. The thing is, they were doing that for the people at the front of the line. I yeah. always do that for the people at the back of the line because those poor people aren't going to make it in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, keynote. What do we think? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, some pretty good stuff. I had somebody today say they weren't that impressed. Are they crazy? I. I don't know. Maybe they were looking for something and had their hopes up for something. Yeah. I, I'm not sure.
4: I mean, there' a decent amount were remasters, which I can understand. Sure, if they wanted some new stuff, but there was some decent new stuff too. Well, I mean, Naughty Dog capping both ends of the uh, press conference,
0: starting was, and like, ending. Yeah. Uh, for and the weird thing is, I thought that was Chloe.
3: I know. I, I did too. As soon as I like saw her, like. Enough of the face. I was like, "No, this is Chloe," and the music sounded so uncharted.
0: It did, and we were all saying, "This looks like the the Naughty Dog engine." And then somebody was telling me today, one of the Sony people was telling me that they heard from somebody that what tipped them off was her grunting, like the grunts she was making when she was climbing something, and that's how they figured it out. I'm like, "Wow." Okay. Yeah, I thought well, they were
3: trying to tone down her voice because so, she was not really making much sound because her voice is very distinct. Right,
0: right. But at first I thought it was Laura Croft because I heard that kind of English accent and I was like, oh, maybe it's a new Tomb Raider and they're going to say it's exclusive to PlayStation this time. You know, to kind of thumb, it at, at, thumb their nose at Xbox for Rise of the Tomb Raider being exclusive for a year. But then she said something about... She said something on the radio... And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, that sounds like like Quaddy Black. And sure enough, I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe I had it right.
3: <laughs> um, look cool. Yeah. I, I love Chloe. I was disappointed that she wasn't in four. Yeah, me too, actually. But now it makes sense. It does.
2: And uh, that's I've, gonna be like a single that's the story DLC for Uncharted Four.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the way they the way they titled it, yeah. Yeah. So very exciting stuff. Um I'm really excited for this game called I think it's Blood Arena. Uh, I didn't really know what it was. They showed it in the in the sizzle re- or they showed it in the one of the trailers. Uh, it's a VR only game. It's a PlayStation Four exclusive for VR. It's actually I met the guys today because they had it back in the media room and I haven't played it yet because I haven't had time. But it's I, I I was talking to the guys and I'm like, all right, I I just saw the trailer. I haven't played the game, but I get this distinct notion of descent which was one of my all-time favorite games back in the PC days, years and years and years ago when I was in college. And one of the guys points to the the older one in the in the group. They're like, yeah, he made Descent. I was like, holy shit. So I'm freaking out. Um, I'm definitely going to play that tomorrow because I'm a huge Descent fan. Uh, I'm excited for that. Big time. Uh, you guys were talking about Marvel vs. Capcom.
2: Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate. Yeah. I was joking that... Um that's they quite. started off that trailer with Mega Man. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way this can go bad. Like, <laughs> either it's a new Mega Man and people go nuts, or it's a new MVC and people go nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the worst thing it could have been is like, it's an
0: anime or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, it's an uh, anime that's only available on, uh, I don't know, Walmart.com. Yeah. <laughs> something. But
2: yeah, that trailer looked pretty... I mean, they only had four characters in there, so it doesn't give a lot of... yeah clue into what the cast is gonna be yeah
3: but it, it, it was Captain Marvel so it's like maybe it is what people predicted of just like it's just gonna be the Disney and, Marvel universe yeah the MCU yeah, the characters. characters indeed uh, I have the rundown Ben Palmer actually did the rundown oh well, I can cool can start reading off that yeah let's do it's, that he actually, we can react I think to he it. hit everything so good job thanks Palmer. Ben <laughs> uh, hey, so, hey
0: hold on Ben Palmer just for that I got an extra was it Shakedown Hawaii yeah. Yeah. I got an extra Shakedown Hawaii PS2 case. So I'll I'll send that over to you, Ben. Nice job.
3: Let me just make sure it was actually him. Yeah, it was actually Okay.
0: Oh, that was close. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. So we already covered Uncharted Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which is due out 2017. Then they announced that available today is Ultimate okay, well, Marvel we'll vs. Capcom. 3. So
0: how do you guys feel about that? Because that was the PS3 one, right? Correct. Okay. Because I I own that game. Because that's that's the game they brought out with a blank case, and it had digital code in it. Yeah,
3: I'm sure. yeah. Uh, the uh, the Vita one was like that, or something. Was that Marvel vs. Capcom too? No, I know the, the Vita one was a case that just had a code. No, there was a I PS4 was or a
0: PS3 game, and it literally you had to go to GameStop and buy it, and it was like a regular PS3 game case, but it just had a digital code inside. And I bought it because I'm such a sucker I, for. I don't it think that games. was the
2: game because. Uh, Ultimate MVC 3 got delisted from the store Okay, right, right when uh, Disney bought Marvel. And I know people were still playing it, so I'm
0: pretty sure it's available in It must form. be MVC 2 then, when they redid it. Yeah, that might have it been it. It has that. to be, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, w- thoughts on that, because you said it got delisted. Is this, must, this is a bigger... I, I like watching the game. I don't play those games, because yeah. I'm terrible at them. I think it's... It, I haven't
2: played a whole lot of Ultimate, but the... Uh, Original MVC three was real fun. So. so
0: what's different about Ultimate? Just more
2: balance,
3: and, more more, more characters. Characters. Okay. Added Rocket and uh, Phoenix Wright and some oh, other okay. characters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so people were complaining that it's the same netcode as the PS3, which apparently, you know, like went to shit. It's so. So I don't. know. I haven't tried it out. I'll probably pick it up. GGPR.
0: It's, G-G-P it's twenty five dollars
3: though. So I don't know if I. I'm going to pick it up right away. Oh, Okay. Twenty-five dollars seems kind of a lot for that. Yeah, but
0: it's that it's that deep-ass Disney slash Marvel licensing they probably had to pay. Yeah. The, Dis- the Disney tax, Disney tax. Yeah, it's like the Sony tax. Only Disney.
4: <laughs> you excited for that at all? Or you care? Um, I, I'm fighting game wise. I'm just I'm not professional or anything, but yeah. I mean, like I did enjoy playing it with friends and stuff. Cool especially like i mean marvel versus capcom is you know get iconic characters there
3: i just never got into that series
4: i never liked the original one in on the arcade i just never
0: i was a street fighter guy
3: it's really it's way faster than street yeah, fighter it's completely though. not oh, street
0: fighter <laughs> i know that's the that's the thing i suck at it
2: it's a lot closer to like uh guilty gear and blazblue which
0: are games i also like so see i love those games too but i suck at them too
3: yeah
0: I just go back to Street Fighter 2. I'm I'm comfortable there. <laughs> I'm
3: trying to remember what my team was. It was Taskmaster, Tronbon, and the Scroll, Super Scroll.
4: Wow, you just yeah. really nerded it up here. That
3: that that was you my team. What was your I, I, team? I had a team
5: too,
2: but I actually don't remember it at the
3: moment. You suck. What was your team?
4: I, I have no idea. I mean,
3: I played Amaterasu. One, one of them was
2: Amaterasu. I definitely played Amaterasu just because
0: uh, I like Okami.
4: Yeah, I just Ocomby's remember play playing Ocomby. with Dante, and I'm like, wait, this actually kind of feels like it controls like Devil May Cry 3.
0: <laughs> I'm
4: sure one of them was probably Ryu.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Ryu's uh, in there. Uh, no, I'm thinking like the ones I would normally play um, Hulk. And.
2: Uh, was
3: Hulk in that, or is it She Hulk?
0: In 3, I think 3 had She Hulk. I think 2 might have had. Regular I, don't think, Hulk. I don't even know if I have 3. Yeah. I'm talking I'm talking two. I don't think I've ever played three. Yeah. Because I watched it, I'm like, yeah, no. I don't
3: know. Alright, on to more important things yes. though. Wipeout Omega collection. So
0: awesome story behind this one. Uh MGC last night, swear to God, was saying, you know, I just want a remastered wipeout. That's all I want. Sean Layden walks out with a wipeout shirt and I and he didn't see it. And I'm like MGC, look at the shirt. He's, oh, it's happening.
3: No, I said, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. And I got really worried because we are only a couple rows away from him. Like, ah, oh, did he hear me say motherfucker really loud? <laughs> he probably did.
0: Um, and it happened. Yeah, it's HD twenty forty eight and or wipe HD, out HD Fury, Fury
3: and twenty forty eight
0: all in one package. Twenty forty eight's the Vita one.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: And they, it was just funny because I think they brought out. Fury is an add-on for that, too. Yeah, they did, her. yeah. yeah. Um, completely remastered. Uh, it's actually, one of the developers on it is uh, Clever Beans, who did When Vikings Attack. So happy, because those guys are very talented. Uh, I think the other one is D3T, which I believe one of the at least one of the original team from Wipeout is on that team. Nice. Yeah, so uh, I, I got to see it today. I didn't get to play it. It was mobbed even back in the media room. You said it was running native 4K and... Uh, native 4K, 60 frame solid,
2: everything HDR? about it.
0: Uh, HDR? Yes, I think it is HDR. I just want to play zone oh, mode with That game like is, like,
2: HDR. one of the most beautiful PS3 games. Even, like, when you play it in 3D, <coughs> it's like... Yeah. That's, like, one of the games I play it in 3D on my yeah. 3D TV. And, oh,
0: it, it's oh, so amazing good. 3D. Actually, that's one of the games that really benefits from 3D, because you can you yeah. really catch those corners better, and... Yeah. Now they
2: just need to put it in VR, and then everyone will <laughs> start puking.
0: Shit. Yep. That'll make everybody puke.
3: I think I have the Shatter soundtrack on my flash drive. You need to take me into that media room <laughs> so I can put the Shatter soundtrack custom soundtrack.
0: I don't think they have the media player on the debugs though.
3: One thing I, I do want to know is: are they going to do the thing where it was the like the it would uh, react to the tracks that you would put Ooh. Ooh. in there? I would wonder if it would mess with that or remind me it. tomorrow. We'll ask. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I, I would assume if it did, it would be through USB. Probably not through like their Spotify. God. but but like i just want to know cuz that was my favorite thing to do is just go into zone mode that's you know like it'll transition from yep. different color schemes yep and, and you'd just,
0: see the the graphic the 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 wavelength stuff on the on the track yeah, and that, yeah
3: that that was i spent so many that's a good that's hours. a really good question we should ask that
0: um yeah i i don't even know who's here from the team i was talking to the producers today uh so yeah we can find that out for sure it lo- it's so funny because back in that media room especially they have like these $10,000 Sony, you know, 4K displays and it's just crazy. Like, literally, they're 10 grand a piece and you're you're looking at it like, wow, this looks amazing and then I go home with my little Vizio, I'm
3: like, oh, look at that, it's so adorable. I have a 40-inch Vizio. My roommate bought a 55-inch 4K Sharp. Yeah. I just want to beat the shit out of my Vizio. I would, but... uh,
0: I have, I have a really bad taste in my mouth with Sharp, because that's the crappy TV Josh has in his basement that never wants to work with any equipment we ever hooked to it.
3: My roommate didn't consult me with it, so I'm not happy with the one he got either, because <laughs> I was just like, oh man, you don't know what HDR is, and yeah, and the lag on that is fucking awful. Oh, I'll
0: bet. Well, yeah, that's the problem with HDR in general right now, is uh, pretty much any set out there that does full HDR, two, HDCP 2.0 or higher... Uh, the input lag is like 90 milliseconds because the display has to process it all, and a lot of the um, a lot of the TV makers didn't take gaming into account really. So, like Vizio is rewriting all their code so that the input lags less. So that's actually in the beta firmware I have right now on my on my display. Yeah, TV firmware. The future is here. It, it's cool. I, they. <laughs> I mean, my Xbox One S is actually working on there now. For yeah, I know it's HDR. good. It's good
2: they get they get stuff working, but yeah. it just it's annoys me when my TV pops up a message. You have to
0: update your thing, and I'm like, ha ah, The cool thing it's is a my TV. Yeah, but my Vizio actually does it overnight. I just watch it it does it when you're when you don't have it turned on. It doesn't stop you in the middle of something. It'll do it when when you're not using it. That's good. Yeah, I'm actually kind of impressed with that.
3: All right, next. Um, we go down a step to the sparrow racing, <laughs> which.
0: Did anybody not expect that? I think I called that out on the
2: podcast.
3: Well, what was the thing that they all freaked out about was coming back? What weapon? Uh, that was a oh, weapon. icebreaker or whatever. Icebreaker,
2: yeah. yeah. I actually didn't play a whole lot during year one, so Wyatt's got to step in on that weapon.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's icebreaker, infinite ammo. It can totally screw up a lot of uh, battles they have planned. But I mean, I don't playing through the newest raid. I don't know that there's actually a lot you can really cheese with that.
2: Yeah. That was the one that was used to cheese um, Vault of Glass, right? Where you stayed up top and... Yeah. Yep. I know. mean... Yeah, you just... <laughs> Even I know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the Vault of
1: Glass.
2: Yeah. But yeah, it was like... So, Sparrow Racing. And then there's also... It looks like there's some new uh, content outside yep. of Sparrow Racing. What like do they call it? Score matching or score... Strikes leaderboards for Strikes.
0: Well, but then the new content, too. uh, It's coming out on, what, the
3: 17th? Uh, The 13th. 13th 13th. is what we have listed here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and they had a name for it, like the the (laughs) something-ing. The dawning. The dawning, thank you.
4: (laughs) Gotta get that generic holiday.
3: (laughs) Oh, Oh, Ben Palmer actually has it. Uh, Strike scoring is what it's called, and new quests. Okay. Yeah.
4: All right. I think I overheard there's um, talk about the way to get the icebreaker is from something to do with strike scoring on a nightfall. Oh, interesting. I just kind of uh, overheard someone So it'll be it.
2: quest-based rather than drops.
4: Yeah. Well, also, kind, I think I heard it was kind of random from it, so uh-huh. I don't know.
2: <sighs> well, how legendary it is. I could see it being like Gallahorn, where they're like, all right, let's put it at a quest so everyone can have it. Right.
4: Yeah.
3: All right. Next. We have Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I
0: got to play that today. Uh, it's really freaking good. They uh I was talking to the developer, actually the project lead, and uh, they actually got all of the original geometry for the levels from Naughty Dog. Oh nice. So that they they built everything on top of that original geometry, so all the timings are just still the same. Um, they re recorded all of the audio, uh all of the audio cues, all of the voice acting, and then for the uh like the intros and everything, the video the videos that would run. They couldn't actually even get the original files for it, so they redid all of them, and they look fantastic. Uh, voice acting is really good, but the game itself, beautiful. Uh, fully supporting HDR. Um, control is dead on. And I even asked him about like their process, like, are they going to mess with it very much, whatnot, and he said, the only thing that we're going to do is probably add a couple more checkpoints, because there's... It was very stingy with checkpoints, especially the first game. But they're also bringing... So think Uncharted, uh, the Uncharted collection, how the refinements that happened in Uncharted 2 and 3, they brought to 1. They're kind of doing the same thing with these. So the the enhancements that happened for Crash 2 and 3, they're putting in 1 as well for controls and everything else. Um, but it, it did. It, it controlled really, really well. It was a lot of fun to play. Very, very faithful, though. And one thing that they're adding is... Because three had it, but the other two didn't. They're going to have uh, score attacks for all three games. So, oh, nice. per level, they're going to have score attacks. Uh, they didn't get very deep into it. Um, but, yeah. And you can pre-order starting today. I think it's like thirty nine ninety nine for three games. But, man, Crash even looks just really good. Like, insanely detailed. So, it's cool. It, it, I think this is the right way to bring Crash back, honestly. Uh You know, we saw some of those later games that Activision did, and they were absolute trash. Uh, So, personally, I think this is the right way to go. I think
2: I remember playing a crash game on the Game Boy Boy Advance. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know at the time about, you know, the the Fallout with Sony. I was like, well, is there a crash game on Game Boy? And then I just bought it, and it was...
3: yeah.
4: (laughs) Didn't that, like, cross over with the Spyro Game Boy Advance game as well? Yes. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: Teenage Spyro.
0: And then I told (laughs) them uh, they need to do, like, some kind of a collectible... um, where you can play as the the guy that was in the crash suit that was in all the PlayStation Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> he, I told
3: you that yesterday. I'm it was like, funny, because
0: he just kind of looked at me, and he goes, wow, that actually would be really cool. Make, make it happen.
3: I, 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 I told you that. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool yeah. if they could do that? Well, Josh and I kind
0: of talked about that, too. Yeah. Uh, but,
3: but then I think you mentioned yesterday, he's like, that guy's probably dead. <laughs>
0: yeah, he probably died of a heroin, o- heroin <laughs> overdose. And- I'm
3: just happy to hear they re-recorded the audio, so that means Uka Uka's alive. Whoever no, that voice I don't actor
0: know if is. They, well, I don't know if they used all the original... Voice actors or anything, okay. But they, re- it sounded really good. I mean, right. it, I, I, wa- they actually had it so you could queue up the original uh, or the first uh, like opening movie.
1: Hmm.
0: Wow, it's it's very well done. Maybe so. this
3: will lead to Spyro. That
0: would be pretty cool. Eh, I don't really care about Spyro. I love those games. Eh,
4: eh. Both those trilogies were just like so much fun for me. Like, it uh, came
0: in a great time. I mean, in yeah. terms of being iconic for a console, they really set that console up for for having some some really cool brands. I mean, when you think the original PlayStation, there's only a few games you really think of. For uh, what did I play first? You know, yeah. Ridge Racer,
3: Spyro, Crash, and Ridge. Resident Evil for me.
0: Ridge, I really see. I never got into Resident Evil. I,
3: I was. I was like. A, little kid, so it was me watching my brother play while I hid behind a couch.
0: With me, one of the ones is Wipeout. The original Wipeout. I didn't get into Wipeout
3: until uh, PS2.
0: So, <clears throat> with the launch day P- uh, Playstations, they came with a demo disc. And there was an ESPN uh, downhill like skating thing, and like a street luge thing, I think it was. And then there was another demo on there for Wipeout, and it was really early. Like, there were basically no sound effects whatsoever. and Or it had some sound effects, but no music. So none of that Firestarter stuff was in there. And textures were missing, all kinds of stuff. And we played the living hell out of it, trying to get the best time. So, yeah, we were huge into Wipeout back then.
5: All right, next.
3: Okay. Uh, Call of Duty World League, basically just a promo for it. $4 million for the
0: for the prize pool this year. That's huge.
3: Yeah, I feel like uh, out of the
0: whole conference, that was one of the most... Tepid uh,
2: crowd reactions.
3: Yeah, it, it's weird because I mean, no, there was another one that was a little bit more mild. Oh yeah, which one? Uh, NAC. Oh yeah, that was... actually, Knack, too. I was hearing people talk about it. Oh today. no, no, but I'm saying in terms of crowd reaction. Yeah, when, yeah. Uh, it, this like the it, crowd, was one mild. Of those.
0: Oh, they actually are doing it. Well, see, I've yeah. I've actually known about it for like a yeah. year and a half. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute, but you know. You hear kind of a tepid response, but go to Cod XP like I oh, did. Oh yeah, it's I know there are, are a lot of people insane. who are really into it. And but. actually, so they were doing that today. They had the competitions going on today. There was a huge crowd around it. Every time I walked by,
2: I did notice that because they had it in that main area, right in it the was, middle. It was um, pretty crowded around there. And yeah. Then they had a signing. We walked past. They were doing a signing with one of the teams. Yeah. There was a you know pretty decent line of people waiting to get signatures. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. It, it, this is the new celebrity I mean, and yeah. it, it, it i i'm really like that esports has become as as well uh liked as it is i mean turner really has a lot going behind esports right now uh i mean we get pr from them all the time but cod xp uh or cod world league is doing really well the street fighter stuff shit capcom cup is blowing up evo is a big thing still evo's grown into something really legitimate it's yeah. it's cool it's on espn
4: which is funny,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: I still yeah. think it's funny that like on TBS they have e game esports. Well, and
0: and it's, it's funny because Turner actually like sponsors a lot of it now too. I mean, they've somebody at Turner. It, it's probably from Adult Swim games. I bet you anything. It's like because Adult Swim is owned by Turner and everything. And I, I bet you some kind of crossovers happening there. And somebody said we should get into this, even though none, their, none of their games have anything to do with it, but. Um yeah, it's uh it's crazy. We get I, like they keep emailing me like if you want credentials for any of the any of the, uh uh events, yeah, just let us know, we'll we'll get you credentials. I'm like I'm not going to Atlanta <laughs> or whatever wherever it is that week. What
3: the fuck do people do in Atlanta? Uh
0: go to esports apparently. A uh, Coca-Cola factory. No, people in Atlanta overpay for a stadium that they don't need.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. And then pay overpay for parking because uh, all the shifty politicians never gave them a chance to, to vote on the stadium, number one. And they took all the money from their parks department and put it into a stadium, which is bullshit. And then, because they made made it illegal to let people park in your parking lot, you have to use the parking that the, the team owns. That's what people do. Actually, not even in Atlanta because now the new stadium is not even in Atlanta. It's on the outside of town.
3: So they just like member oh, Glavin and Maddox. It is
0: absolute bullshit what's going on in that, around there. Anyway...
3: Okay. Followed by, uh, <laughs> what followed that was uh, Resident, Evil, uh, Resident Evil 7, uh, the demos getting an update for PSVR <clears> today.
0: <throat> right. Final demo, they're saying. Yeah. The video Which we played, really yeah. Really good. Like, there were a couple shots in there that I thought it was kind of real video. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of the series, but it looked cool. Who's doing that tomorrow? It was today. Was it today? Yeah.
5: Oh. I did it today.
0: Okay. We'll have to talk about that later. Yep.
3: Okay, then they um showed the story trailer for Ace Combat.
0: Yeah. I watched some people playing that today. Wow. It There's looks a cool. Big, big crowd around that. I wanted
2: to go see it, but
0: big crowd. Well, it it kinda sucks because we did have an opportunity to go see it on Friday, but it was early. None of us were in town yet. Yeah. And I, I was very sad to turn that down because I wish I could have been there.
3: Um, Capcom Cup, <coughs> 230,000 or 250,000. Something like in that. Yeah. Uh, Palmer has 230, so I'm just going to take him for his word.
0: Nah, he's probably wrong.
3: 230 he's seems like a weird number. Well, who who fucked up and didn't do the extra 20 grand to get it to 250?
0: <laughs> he's too busy polishing his PS4s.
3: Oh, and Akuma is going to be. Yeah, Akuma's
0: the, the new. Uh... The and I saw, they,
2: they showed silhouettes for I think five other characters, but yep. they were up too fast. I couldn't like yeah. try to identify them. They were they were there and gone
0: very quickly. I'm
2: sure there's already internet sleuths all over it.
0: I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming that,
2: that as soon as they put up the you know first character, the PC version, and then everyone's going to hack the code and figure out the other characters. I
0: I have a feeling that they're going to find a way to not do that again because I, mean, I would hope so. Look at how much they've joked they're, about they're, it. They're
2: a leaky boat recently. Oh
0: yeah. Well. it... They're a leaky boat because they're stupid. Like, It's yeah. not that somebody's letting all. like, oh, psst, by the way, it's because, oh, let's just put in the code and be lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that won't happen again. They, no one's going to datamine our game. Yeah. I would hope they've learned their lesson.
3: Uh, Shu then came out to sure. a huge chant. Yep. Is a, as a grown man, is it weird to call another grown man adorable because Yoshida is adorable? He is.
0: <laughs> He's the people's champion. When yeah. it comes to PlayStation, he is the people's champion.
3: Like, I, I, I wanted him just to, like, just embrace that chant, but he immediately was like, no, calm, calm down, guys. Yeah, yeah. I just want him to just, like, let that go for, like, five minutes. The the
0: pride on his face for the fact that The Last Guardian is finally coming Oh, out. yeah.
3: Yeah, that you want to guy. mention your tweet?
0: Yeah, and then I trolled him. As a joke. He knows I was joking. God, yeah. I hope he knows that he was joking. Shoot, I was joking!
3: There was no emoji. I don't think he knew you were joking. I
0: nah, I think he knows.
3: Um, Parappa the Rapper. Uh, you know. He he announced that that is being remastered with native 4K support on PS4 yeah. Pro. The demo is available today, which is good because um, the uh, PS1 version that they had on the PS3, the timing on that was
0: yeah, I heard it was really bad. Was really bad.
3: Well, that's because that t- it was made for a CRTV back yeah. then. So
0: yeah, and then also Loco Roco and, and Patapon. Patapon. And I, I was joking. Remastered the guys native I, 4K. <clears throat> um, I, I, I know the guy that's in charge of the team that does a lot of these conversions. And I was like, did you really even have to do very much with LocoRoco? He goes, eh, not really. Because the game looks fantastic already. I mean, I'm sure it didn't have to have that much work. He goes, once again, once we got it working, no, it was pretty pretty good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Pretty excited
0: for Patapon. That was a really fun game. I liked it, but I got really bad at it at a certain point. Yeah. There was a certain point where I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. But it was neat while it lasted. Yeah.
3: It's a cool concept, too. Yeah. Yeah. Knack 2 followed that?
0: You know, word about that game has been going on for a long time. About a year and a half, I'd say. And it's cool that it's finally out so we can talk about it a little bit. But uh, Mark Cerny's not involved with this one. Uh, They showed a lot more of the co-op stuff happening, which is kind of cool. Because the co-op in the first Knack was decent, but it was, you know, it's a launch title. It Um, was, like, not quite co-op? Because it wasn't, like, one person not... No, you could play, but what would happen is it was kind of made for if you have a little kid... Yeah. So if you would get out of range, it would just blink you into the frame again. <clears throat> this looks like it has a lot deeper co-op. Uh, I actually know the producer really well, the U S producer. And, and he was, he's like, I can't wait to talk about this more. And we definitely have to do something in the podcast for it. Um, but it's sounding like they're very happy with it. Uh, so it's cool. I mean, it's funny cause I've actually been replaying the first one lately cause they did a pro patch. And I was like, Oh, let's see what the pro does. Um, and and I always liked the game. It just it was it was a it was a pacing mess after a while. That was the only problem. It was one of those games that got kind of hyped up by fans and then didn't quite live up.
3: It was a launch game. That's and, how and I, it was I a look at it. Game, yeah. That's how I look at it. It was a launch game. It was good for a launch game.
0: Everybody was always really tepid on the game, though. They, everybody joked about it, like it, it, you know, it's it's one of those oh, oh, oh neck. but then you see tons of people playing it.
3: But, and it's
2: also, well, it was a pack in for a while, wasn't it?
0: No, no, I don't think it was ever a pack-in. I don't think they. I thought really there was had. a
2: bundle where you could get. Maybe I'm confused. Maybe
3: a lot of stores did the thing where if you bought a system, you got to pick a game, or you if you bought two yeah. games, you got a game. That when I bought my PS4, I did a buy two games, get one free.
0: I think the first actual pack-in might have been Destiny. No, yeah, Destiny. I think was the first. I think that's the first like bundle, bundle. Nah, it can't be
3: a Call of Duty.
0: No, because Call of Duty only had the contract two years ago.
3: Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I, you know,
0: I enjoyed Knack. I'm, I'm excited for Knack too. Until I have a reason not to be.
3: People give Knack shit, but there's also like that those PS Plus people that comment like, when's Knack going to be a game? Yeah, but yeah. they're like the same people that give the game crap, but they want it as a PS Plus game. What people on the internet are angry about? Nothing. No way. Uh, Gravity Rush Two Free yes. Raven DLC. Is that what they that that yeah. Ben Palmer has it down as?
0: Yeah, you can p- finally play as uh, Raven. That's coming out in March. The the DLC yeah. is it's free. It's cool. Yeah, looks pretty cool. Yeah, game looks great. I was watching somebody play it today. Looks that one also always had a crowd whenever I walked by. So that's back in the media thing. So I, I'm pretty sure it was also on the sh- the show
2: it before. It is. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. GT Sport. They, they pretty much confirmed oh. and showed uh, not confirmed, I think we all knew pro support, 4K support. That's all been a
0: Well and so this is great because I had a half an hour session today with Yamauchi. Yamauchi and uh, and his translator. Nice. Dude's awesome. He is I've met him before, but he he's such a nice guy. Um so the demo we did today, number one was on literally ten thousand dollar Sony screens, obviously, like these humongous screens and they were identical screens and they had them sitting next to each other one of them the one on the left was running SDR so no HDR at all just standard definition or standard lighting etc on the on the right they had it full HDR <clears throat> and they were running the exact same demo on both of them so you could see like you know everything side by side and it's funny because the one on the left you're like oh no it looks like HDR is working and then you're like oh no that's just bloom because then all of a sudden HDR what one of the things it does besides giving you that expanded color gamut is an expanded color palette is that um the zones of the the display itself the lights will actually get brighter inside so it's not just that it's showing like a sun it makes it brighter so you actually like it it actually illuminates it and uh one of the things that really showed it off was they pulled up uh, a pace car that had a bunch of blinking lights on it. So a big light bar on the top like a cop car. On the SDR one, it was literally just like really bright lights. You know, a lot of bloom and everything. When you looked at the HDR one, though, it still had that luminance. But you could still see like the wire covers for all the lights. You could see all that detail still. You could see, uh, like, there was a light on the back that was flashing. On the SDR one, you just saw this light flashing. On the right, you could still see the, the license plate, and you could still see the detail in the, in the in the brake lights. And then, one of the best examples of what they can do with the expanded color palette for HDR is the fact that there are certain manufacturers like McLaren and Ferrari, no game actually represents their signature colors correctly because they're not in the RGB space. So even if you go and take a picture of a Ferrari with a Canon camera, it won't represent the color correctly because it's in the RGB space Uh, or the camera itself. The sensor is in the RGB space, but their colors that they use are not in that standard RGB space. So they pulled up, you know, where you can go look at a car, they pulled up the Ferrari and holy shit, the difference is night and day. Like, they pulled up the McLaren, and it was like this deep orange. On the HDR one, it, it was just deep. Like, you could, everything had depth to it. They pulled it up on the SDR one, and the color was different. It was almost like they chose a different color. It was that different. So, uh, they were showing, the like, they would go to Nürburgring, and they would show different times of day with different weather and how that affected the lighting, and it was all real time they were showing um, weather effects in HDR. It was an astounding demo. Uh, And I asked the question, I said, so because everybody kind of forgets that even the standard PS4 can do HDR. And I said, well, then what is the pro really affording you? Because if both of them can do HDR and that's really what they're, they're focusing on. I said, is there a frame rate difference? Blah, blah, blah. You know, And he actually said, the only thing you're getting out of the Pro for GT Sport is 4K. Everything else is the same on both of them. So still 60 frames a second. uh, HDR support for the expanded color palette. Everything. And I was shocked. Because I actually thought they would do more geometry or something. Um, But he was very adamant about it. They also talked about uh, how like screens nowadays, displays... Uh for standards like uh for a movie, like a ultra ultra HD Blu-ray, the standard right now for brightness for HDR is thousand nits, it's called. It's kind of like a luminance uh, uh meter. Uh the new sets from Sony that are like twenty grand can get up to fifteen hundred nits. But the standard that they're that everybody's trying to move forward with for HDR is ten thousand nits and they're thinking that they're gonna hit that in a couple of years. GT Sport, they're actually making sure that it hits that standard. So even if you don't have a display today that can do all that all that HDR magic, it's going to be future proof to hit that standard when it when it finally like is available and is affordable. It's pretty cool. Um, it's hard to explain though, and, and this is the same thing Josh had a problem with when he was at that thing in New York City. It's really hard to explain, but when you see it next to each other, oh my god! I mean, it's just it's night and day different.
2: Yeah, they have some PS4 Pros sitting in, in an area with I'm assuming pretty nice. TVs. Yeah. I kind of want to go over there and sit down and like
0: just see how uncharted looks. Well, the GT sport on the floor, Yamuji was actually saying go look at that because that's on a brand new um this is like Z T nine set from from Sony. It's like a, it's like a hundred thousand dollar set. Jesus. It's a hundred inch brand new display technology, and that's the one that can hit fifteen hundred nits. And he says, It's actually better than these screens that we have in here, and he goes, Go look at it there because it's amazing. So I'm going to have to go check that out tomorrow. <clears throat> but it's really cool they're doing that, and and it sounds like they're they're really hitting a lot of their goals. You know, all the all those problems we saw, or that you know the the sticklers saw last year, or even at E3 with the visuals. I didn't see any of that today. Uh, they showed Willow Springs. They showed Nurburgring. They showed um, uh, they showed a dirt track. And then, like, fisherman something or other. And then they showed, um... Oh, God damn it. I can't believe I'm forgetting the, the name of this track. We see the track in every game. Uh, but, wow. I, I But, like, I even caught him because the headlights weren't actually displaying... Or, they were just there. They weren't actually uh, throwing light. And I said, so, early build. So, that's why the headlights aren't throwing any light. And he's like, oh, yeah. You can see it on his face. He heard me. And he's like, yeah. It's, it's an early build. Um... Oh, man, it was it was impressive.
3: Do the clouds move? The what? Do the clouds move?
0: Uh, I asked this last year. I think. You know what? I don't think they move, but the lighting actually <clears throat> the lighting interacts with the clouds, okay. and time of day does move when you're playing the game.
3: Okay, because for some reason I was always just something I remembered playing like GT five and six.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, again, this is an early build, so I don't know. It might be something they add down the road because they're building this as a platform. They're not going to bring out a new game every couple of years. It's it's going to be the game that they build all the Gran Turismo stuff on in like the next 10 years or whatever. A couple of years? Are you sure you're talking about Gran Turismo? Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're adamant that it's going to be out in 2017. I'm I want like, okay. patch
3: notes that say clouds now move.
0: Yeah, patch notes. That might have been in the most recent uh, no, Man's no, Man's no Man's Sky.
3: Sky. Oh, that, that update was good. All right, sorry. Nino Cooney too. We got a wow. trailer that looked good. Yeah, I didn't finish yeah. Nino Cooney. Uh,
2: I sucked
0: at the first game. I tried
2: it. it. It's it's. I love that game, but it does have a lot of like little nitpicky things that make it kind of hard to get into. Yeah. But like once I fall, fell into it, I was like I spent eighty hours in that game and oh, it's did Like almost everything I could. And, yeah.
0: That yeah. That's a game I want to watch somebody play because man, that is just breathtaking. And the new one looks even better. Yeah.
2: Like based on that trailer, it's just <sighs> The only thing that seemed odd is that it, I didn't see any of the monster combat. So maybe it's just they weren't showing it, but Yeah. And there was only like quick glimpses of the combat, so I I might have missed it, but or it's just not there yet. Yeah.
3: Scheduled for next year. Yeah. 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 Um Yakuza 6 scheduled for 2018. Oh, this is when Geo came out with the Vita. It was 2018? I didn't hear that. Yeah, and uh, Kuami, Kuami, which is He's a remake of the first Yakuza. Yeah, that's 2017. Oh, so that, okay, good. Oh, that's good. So Kuami's 2017, Yakuza 6, 2018. That's f- effing
0: huge. And then who was it that said Jason needs to...
2: Yeah, I leaned over when those
0: came on. I said, Jason needs new pants right now. I tweeted that. <laughs> when I tweeted that those were coming, I'm like, Jason needs new pants. I'm excited too, though. I Man, that is awesome. And we still have zero coming out soon. Zero's coming out soon. Uh, I don't know if they put a date on it yet. I want to say March, but I'm probably yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, but uh, very excited. Very very excited.
3: New Ropa V3 Killing Harmony trailer. I love that series. Fucking names. <laughs> it looked neat. Both for uh, it's coming to PS4 and Vita, which I thought we already knew. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't
0: tweet it because God, I'm not going to try to spell that. It's it's dang it, Ron Paul. There you go.
3: Not, I just want wait, to say, am that, I been saying it wrong? No. Oh, okay. Oh, everyone online calls it that. I just okay. wanted to
0: say Danganronpa Gang, Gang, Gangnam Style. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's one of those games that I never would have played, but no one wanted to review it. And then I fell in love with that series. <laughs> Except they did the thing where they translated them so close together that I played one, which took a really long time. And then two came out like a couple months after. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Nice. Um, after that, we had a uh, near uh, scheduled for March seventh. Beautiful,
0: yeah. They had it running on a seventy-inch display in the media area with full HDR and everything. Beautiful. There's no f and way I'm ever gonna play that game because <laughs> that demo kicked my ass.
3: Um and then uh is this Mark's franchise, the Yees franchise or I Ys? love Ys, too. Yeah. I'm a
0: huge Ys fan. He's bigger than bigger fan than I am, but yeah, it's East Origins is a big get.
3: Yeah, for uh, PS4 and Vita, February twenty oh. first. Man, that's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. They had it playable too. I was watching some oh, people did play they? that. Yeah.
2: Oh. It looks like it's pretty much just the Steam version. Ported over, but
0: uh, Mark's probably gonna have an opinion about that. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, sure. Uh, soundtrack on that one's not really a good soundtrack. They should really <laughs> get the one from uh, I don't know. I, I guarantee I'm gonna get a text about that.
2: Yeah, that was just like passing thoughts as I watched someone else play it. Oh, uh, okay. Floor.
3: How do you pronounce that? Ease? Ease. Okay, I like, like ease, and then I think a Kanye no, it's and ease. Then I'm just like, yeah, yeah,
2: like, like E-A-S-E. Ease, like oh, you okay. ease into something. Yes, yeah, the go.
3: way I say it, I just think of Yeezy and then I'm yeah. just like. Because I'm easy. Uh, then we had, I think this is when we had like the montage of games coming. So yeah. uh, Dreadnought, Pyre, Vane. Um, I think those were the ones in. Yeah. Uh,
0: so you saw Dreadnought today? Yep, Handy. and Pyre played a little bit of that. Oh, cool! It looks good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's super giant, man. Yeah. They, those those guys are freaking experts.
3: Um, and then we had the Devolver Digital. Uh, digital uh, Trailer, yeah. montage thing. So,
0: Mother Rasha bleeds.
3: Yep. Yeah, uh, what Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, Absolver. Yep. Yeah. Absolver looks nice. That, looks really good. I'm going to play that tomorrow. Okay. Um, and then, Next Machina. Next
0: Machina, uh, which is the new one from Mark. This is the one they've been teasing for over a year. Uh, they've been calling it the Jarvis Project. Uh, it's They're working with Eugene Jarvis, who is an icon. Uh, the guy...
3: Might have seen him in Iron Man movies. <laughs> What's that, Jarvis God from Iron you. Man? Um, he was also an Agent Carter. So, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: yeah. He uh, he made a lot of iconic midway games, uh, arcade games back in the day, and and I actually got to meet him today. It was really kick ass. I I watched him play the game, and I got to meet him, talk to him for a few minutes, which is funny. I met him at CES like back in ninety two, ninety three, and I was like, I actually met you once, but it was a long time ago. We started talking about McCormick Place and stuff. But uh, I played it today. I recorded an entire. I, I recorded the video for the entire demo, so we'll get that up on YouTube.
3: Uh, and then uh, Geo dropped the out today list. Yeah. Uh, he started with Let It Die, uh, the free-to-play game from Grasshopper. Did Grass you have any inkling that that was coming out this soon? I knew. I had a feeling when uh, I kept talking to their PR people when I went on a trip, and they're like, it's coming out soon, don't worry, it's coming out okay. soon. To where it's like, okay, PSX, a couple weeks away. Because okay. they're not going to drop it after, P- you know. like Right, no. right. Um, then we had Mother Rusher Bleeds, which we'll, we'll have a review for that in a couple days when I get back. We'll talk about that tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I,
0: I, I have it too, but I haven't played a lot of it.
3: Yeah, I, I'm pretty much done with it. Uh arena mode keeps distracting me. Nice. Then um Garu Mark of the Wolves.
0: Fucking awesome. Uh so this is an SNK fighter. Uh it's considered one of the best. It came off of the Dreamcast. It's a really tough Dreamcast game to find. Um that's huge. It really it's it, it it the game holds up big time. So, um that's a huge deal. I haven't played it yet though. It's out the it's out on the floor, but I haven't played it.
3: Uh, then we have Surgeon Simulator VR.
0: Finally, we've been hearing about that forever.
3: Lara Croft Go. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the the most important one, Windjammers.
0: I actually captured some video of that today too. Dave Lang's going to be mad. Apparently,
2: they, they have they have frisbees with the Windjammer logo on them. I think.
3: I saw I saw that at their... I, I might actually like <laughs> go out of my way for swag tomorrow. Yeah. I, I played that last year. There's an arcade that has a Neo Geo cabinet thing, and I played Windjammers for the first time like last year, and that's fun. Uh, it, it, <clears throat> the whole reason this, the Windjammers like came back into like the video game pop culture, whatever, the last two three years is because a giant bomb. Yeah, uh, they played it on one of their unprofessional Fridays, and people were like, "Holy shit, what is this game?"
0: It's funny because the video I recorded. Boy, the first couple of matches were disgusting, and then I won a couple. It's it's a very simple game, but it's damn fun. Yeah, and it has online uh, support.
3: That's great,
0: which is friggin' huge. Uh, Yeah, I I really didn't get to mess with the options too much to see if they had any smoothing or any of that crap. But um, it's I mean it's it's a favorite Neo Geo game for a lot of people, and it's a really tough cart to find. Um, even the MVS cart, which is the arcade cart, is really tough to find. I have it, but um, that—that's a big get. It really yeah. is. Yeah,
3: I—I I, I have heard the stories about that license, and then I ran into Geo, and I just asked him how how he was able to do that. He just gave me this look and like a sigh of just like I can't <laughs> tell you,
0: man. Geo Court, I bet you think There was there was some uh, if you do this, then you have to do this too, or something. <laughs> yeah, um, that dude. That's why when people say like you know how bad was losing Adam Boys, and it was bad, but Gio Corsi is definitely some of the that can take that he or take those reins. He's he's got a lot of contacts in this industry.
2: I just love how he walked out with the Vita and yep. Every game that he announced it was mm,
0: and, and on Vita except for Pyre. Yeah, he pulled, held up. I didn't really get that joke at first because he held up his hands without the Vita. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, then we had the Star Blood Arena, which is... Is that the what it re- is, Star Blood
0: Arena? Yes. Okay, yeah, I yeah. think that was the one that you were... I am um, so playing that tomorrow.
3: What studio was that? I don't even know. I thought I saw San Diego's logo, but San I think... San
0: Diego is, is doing the production on it. Okay. Uh, I actually am a very good friend of the producer on the game, which is even better for us. Um, yeah, San Diego's handling the, uh, the XDev stuff for them. Uh, but I can't remember the actual studio name.
3: Um, then we have Neo, uh, releasing February 2017. Mm. Yeah, uh, th- that's I'm the old. one that they keep doing those demos that are like they expire, right? Yeah, yeah, they
2: did. I think two of them so far.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, the show 17
0: retro mode. Holy shit! Uh, so everybody's heard me talk about Ken Griffey baseballs uh, uh, on the Super Nintendo the first game. They have gotten so close to a lawsuit <laughs> because it literally is like you're playing Griffey from the SNES. Like, even the music they, they included is really close to that song that's in the game. Um, you can move your batter. You can move your pitcher, just like the old days. You've got the stamina meter, which was, actually wasn't in, even in the SNES game, but um, it's really fun. It's really fun. Uh, they even changed the bat sound. It sounds like the bat sound from Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on the test. It looked like it had like the same models as the base game, though. It
2: was kind of weird. it is.
0: It's so, and that's where I think they're still kind of playing with it a little bit because I said, "Oh no, you got to do this. You got to make it a little more simple. You got to do this a little more simple." Um, it plays like Griffey to to the most to uh, for the most part, but like if you hit. Hit the button to make your uh, your fielder run to the base to to tag tag the base. Uh, they still have the run animations, mm-hmm. but one thing I've been noticing because that, that's all that's playable for MLB here is um, like the catch and then throw animation from an outfielder is way smoother now. It's noticeably smoother. So I was like, oh shit, this is pretty nice. But yeah, it, it's freaking awesome. They're doing that. And then, uh, of course, Ramon said, "Oh, this isn't even all of it. There's more for Mode. I'm like, "Like what?" He goes, "I can't tell you." He's an asshole. <laughs>
5: yeah. Uh,
3: what followed that uh, new trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn? Looks amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, and then we got the and there's one more thing. Oh, and one more
0: thing. Yeah. Uh, and as uh, soon as that uh, that painted logo on on the street sign was the the Firefly. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's a uh, little bit older, Ellie. Yep, uh, playing the guitar, and she just got done wrecking a couple people in the house. Yep, uh, and then uh, you see Joel, yep, pop out. Which uh, I guess a lot of people were in. It. Uh, spoilers. He he made it. Like, I I barely remember the ending for that. Like, I did he leave that like messed up, and that's why people were shocked that he was.
0: No, yeah. well, you make spoilers again.
3: Spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. Well. Well. So he. He, I know what he did to get out, but was did he leave that situation really messed up again? To where like his, his...
2: well, I think she he told he lied to her, which was the main thing. Yeah, that was yeah, the big I, thing. I he, he lied to her and didn't tell her about.
0: The... She might not know the truth yet.
2: Yeah, she probably doesn't.
3: No, I was just wondering because people seem like the the reaction when like Joel popped up. It's like of course he would be in this, but I, I was trying to figure out if he was like mortally wounded. Oh, I don't think game. he was wounded. Okay. I don't
2: remember him being yeah. wounded. I mean, he didn't have a like rebar go through his stomach earlier in the game. But yeah,
3: but he. It's three was... months passed. Okay, yeah, that's how that works. Look, look at the Tomb Raider games. Like, she have and I have to scare every two seconds, and she's fine. You just got to eat a deer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I'm excited for the Last of Us, too. Uh, part two. I, I was
2: surprised they had the number on it. I thought they would give like a subtitle or something.
0: I like that it's well, part, part two. part two. I like how they said yeah. part two instead yeah. of just two. Uh, that, that makes a big difference.
3: Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. And then that's how the show ended.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, how much of that did you really even get to see outside? You said
4: that you had to kind of... Did, I mean, you, I managed to... I mean, as I said, I stepped in some vegetation, but I mean, I... I did it so I could actually see the screen. <laughs> you, yeah, sure you, could, you could hear it all too. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could hear it fine. I'm, I even tried to like take out my phone and watch the stream on my phone. <laughs> but I was just like, the stream was like enough of a delay that, from the audio that I was like, that wasn't going to work. As well as like, so many people probably had that idea that I was just, like, yeah, the, the 4G was so saturated.
0: I, I- Which I'm surprised I was on 4G the entire time in there and I, I never had a problem.
3: I, I found it funny, though. I came back to the hotel, like, right away after the press conference, because I had some time just to, like, charge up my phone again. Yeah, yeah. And they still had that screen going as they were doing stuff. Yeah. And as I was, like, walking, people were, like, turning around, freaking out, because they would hear, like, gunshots and stuff coming off that screen. <laughs> oh. And there's still, like, there's all these people, like, trying to do Disneyland stuff, and then they just hear, like, explosions, because they kept replaying the uh, the Uncharted That's thing. That's awesome. Nice. So, those those poor cheerleaders, so confused right Aww, now.
0: poor cheerleaders. That is pretty funny that there's cheerleaders here for that. Uh, all right, well, want to go through our list really quick. We don't have to get too detailed. Sure. Um, who wants to start? Let me pull up the list here. Well, you your first one was Dreadnought, right? My first uh,
2: appointment was Dreadnought. Right. I played a few things before that. Oh, okay. But uh, what do you get to talk about then? So the first thing I played, I walked over to the Atlas booth. Of course. I played Miku.
3: Of course. Did you have to (laughs) dance for anything this time? The what? Was there any dancing for anything? No, no, unfortunately.
2: I mean, (laughs) yeah, so uh, what's this one? I can't remember the subtitle anymore. Future Tone? It's, uh, It's basically a port of the arcade versions.
0: Oh, okay. so it's like a direct port of the. Oh,
2: that's versions. right. Yeah, I think I heard that. Couple it's got like two hundred songs in it or something. So, um, yeah, played a bit of that, and then uh, Wyatt and I went and played Nidhog Two.
0: What'd you think? Oh yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it, how different is it? Well, you had, did you have your appointment today for
5: that? Yeah, I, I had yeah.
3: my appointment. With okay, them. Well, yeah. what would you guys all think of that? Um, I, I like it. I'm still trying to get used to the visual change. It's yeah, so
2: weird. It is very weird. It looks like a especially the Homer Simpson Homer character. Simpson. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I don't is know. Is it different characters now, or they all
2: look like that? There, there's several characters. There's yeah. like a skeleton and
0: oh, okay, purple dude. Interesting.
2: Yeah, it, it felt pretty similar, but the biggest difference is there's like different weapons
3: and they're randomized and
2: they're randomized. Oh, really? So when you spawn, and you you have a random weapon each time. Hmm,
3: that's interesting. Uh, one of the uh, uh, PR people, I, I think I should be able to say this. Uh, take note um he said that they had like a esports guy who played Nidhog play and he was just like like i can't do this because the randomization stuff he was just like oh. i can't do this and i guess he was like an esports guy uh because uh now uh when you die you'll come back you know how you, you die in Nidhog, you'd always come yeah, back yeah. with the sword now you come back and you can have a bow and arrow you can have a knife you can have a sword so it's starting to get a little more like tower fall ascension really yeah Wait, yeah. is that the same guy think so no no, no 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 that's right okay yeah so so that uh, element of randomness might take it out of the esports
5: <laughs> oh okay uh
0: interesting
3: i i the, the the map or the board whatever you want to call it it seemed longer yeah than usual because the matches went on longer uh it's still fast but like you had to really take your time like matches went on a really long time uh the, like i played two matches oh geez it took way longer than uh, most matches uh go mm.
0: wow I've se- But I've seen some really long matches online. Like, I'll, I'll watch some of the eSports stuff with, with that game, and I've seen matches take, like, 15, 20 minutes. You get a lot of back and forth. Hey, it's fucking crazy.
3: Yeah, but now with, like, a, a bow and arrow, or if you, like, spawn back and you just have a little shank knife. Right,
0: right.
2: Like, and and that, you, I think he said, when we were there, he said that was really good for throwing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I. I, I once I started to throw those. But there's now, like, more elements where you know, there's, like, more platform.
5: Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, so there there will be sections where there's like a boardwalk And if you spawn under the boardwalk You can't really throw your weapon or anything like that The best option is to use the bow and arrow Oh, okay. So there's stuff like that And then he said um, uh, Not in the map I was on But like there's more platforms above That most people aren't using Which oh, I want to try and play that again To see if I can find them uh, But yeah, it's, it's fun You just gotta get used to the uh, art style change Sure, sure Alright,
2: what was next? And then uh, I went over and played a a little bit of Pyre.
3: Tell
0: us about that a little bit, because I I see a lot of uh, descriptions, but I really don't understand, because it's like multiplayer.
2: Yeah, that was the weird thing, because I think they said in the trailer it's they're single player as well, but all they had on the floor that we played was um, multiplayer. Right. And it was kind of a, it was a 3v3, but you're controlling all three members of your team, and you're trying to grab this thing and dunk it into your enemy's, uh, like, base. Oh. And there's, okay. like, a bunch of really weird rules that, you know, there was no explanation. It was just kind of the controls. So we were kind of figuring it out as we went. Like, um, uh, you can throw the, the, the ball. And if you walk into someone else's circle, you die, like, instantly kind of thing.
1: Yeah. There okay. were some
2: weird rules like that. It, it took a little bit of getting used to, but by the end, it was, it was really interesting.
4: Yeah, it's like, I mean, you can jump, and it's like, as long as you're in the air above their circle, you don't die, but the second you land in it, you do. Oh, okay. So,
2: it seems like there's a lot of interesting strategies that can go into that as a multiplayer title.
4: Yeah, and an interesting balance, too, was that it's just like, the once you dunk it in the enemies one, is that you actually lose that character for the next round. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it actually balances so that, like, then the other side has an advantage, so someone can't just run away with it wow. yeah. easily.
2: And you also get more points depending on who dunks it. Because there was like a heavy, slow character, a medium character and then like a f- small, fast character. Uh-huh. so like if you dunk with a small, fast character you get fewer points than if you dunk with the big slow character. Oh, okay. So, it was a very interesting game.
5: Wow.
4: It's funny, That's... it's like I haven't even seen single player uh, combat and it's just like this PvP has me interested and I'm like, wait, how, how does single player even work? Yeah, yeah. no kidding.
0: Huh,
2: but okay. Very beautiful. Had great
0: graphics, of course. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching somebody play for a couple minutes, but I really wasn't understanding it. Yeah,
2: audio wow. was pretty good too. I think they had an announcer. It sounded a little bit similar to the the announcer who's in their previous games.
5: Okay, I wouldn't doubt it. I yeah. mean,
0: they have the same composer all the time, and yeah, and there's no reason to change because what they do is awesome. Yep.
5: Cool.
2: What was next? So then I had a thing listed on my schedule as unannounced game.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Well, and now
0: then, now in all fairness, the original email I got that was all I was told. Yeah. And then I I missed it because I was going through the calendars on Wednesday and I was filling all the blanks in to make sure that we had all the booth numbers and everything cuz they never send that stuff ahead of time cuz they don't have it. And that's when I missed. So mm-hmm. booth was de- to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I know. <laughs> so, well, it was even funny because, like, sometimes they'll say unannounced game, but it'll say the studio. Yeah. But this was the PR firm. of the, the studio, firm, so I couldn't yeah, even find yeah. it. So then finally Shit. I got the, the booth number. But it ended up being uh, the game Dreadnought that they showed in the. Which looked presser. really cool in the, in the trailer. Yeah. So it's a free to play game. Yeah. Oh, uh, it is? Yeah, free to play. Uh, it's uh, ship versus ship combat. Okay. Um, so uh, the way they were playing it, they had five different ships set, but it sounds like there's a lot more ships in the game than. You know, of course you can sure. unlock and buy them with I'm yeah, sure, yeah. You know, all the stuff that you're you're used to with uh free to play games. But it was very interesting because um first game especially, we both ended up picking the like one of the heavier character uh, ships. Sure. It's very, very slow. Like there there's there's a um <laughs> you, you swipe the touchpad. And there's different modes. Okay. And if you're not in the speed boost mode, you like hardly move in that one. Okay. Um, but then, like when you're getting attacked, you can swipe to turn on shields, oh. go into shield mode, or swipe to uh, upgrade your weapons. Interesting. So it's it's kind of interesting. Um, and the first game. So we we both started with the same big heavy one. Our team dominated so much we
4: never died. We never got to try another, another no ship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
4: think Andy went six and zero, and I went seven and zero with yes. crap. <laughs> yeah. So they have some balance issues. They, they well, work I think
0: out. we just we had also had a dev on our team.
4: Oh, I think he was uh, you know doing yeah. pretty
2: well. That's all. Yeah.
4: I mean, when when everyone's new and then the devs giving you hints, you kind of have an advantage. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: So That's then we played funny. a second time, so we could try some other ships. And there's. A, a lot of difference was the, with the other ones. So, you know, nice. they have a, a fast ship that um, was able to heal, and there was one that had like a little bit of a stealth drive. So, okay. he could kind of. The, the dev was telling us he likes to play that kind of ship with sure. a stealth, and he'll stealth behind enemy lines and then start taking out all their healers from the back oh, kind of thing. Okay. So, it seems like there, were, there was a lot of interesting balance. It was definitely. Even the faster ships were still. Relatively slow, so it's a very slower, methodical yeah. kind of. Um,
4: I mean, it almost I mean, game. It's definitely balanced. That if you want to move, you got to put power into speed. Yeah, okay. So I'm mean, just like, because once you do that, all the ships actually move at least. Oh, I haven't. I never tried out the super heavy dreadnought. But, yeah. I mean, at least even the bigger ship we tried out in the first match, when you spec for speed, it actually kind of moved. Okay. But yeah, I mean that's drawn into your energy, and, and at which point then you don't even have any shield. Okay. Something you'd want to play again.
2: Yeah, it was really interesting. And okay. being free to play, it seems like a, a pretty easy thing to download. try. I'm so free to play games. Yeah, I'm so, uh, so This was a common theme because I played a couple other free to play games, and the devs like, oh, but we're not going to be mean with, you know, yeah, the only yeah, thing you can yeah. buy is you can get a little bit of currency mm-hmm. to you speed you up faster. Yeah. So,
0: but they, it's, it, a very, it's a very common theme with free to play yeah, games. I mean, yeah. you hear it from every one of them. But they, I had one today. Too. The, the
2: guy who was uh, who was talking to us was real nice and cool. He was he was talking up the game a storm, and uh, <laughs> we had some, some good questions because uh, Wyatt was asking about control <laughs> schemes, and he was like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> you're my man." Oh
4: boy, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I was mentioning putting the uh, swiping energy to on the D pad. Since that wasn't used too much, and apparently that was the guy who was talking to his favorite control scheme.
2: <laughs> yeah, they only had the one control scheme. Like normally, uh, D pad was to switch weapons. Okay, and you didn't depending on which uh, ship you were, you didn't do that a whole lot. So okay. I was like, it seems like that's a little bit, a ba- little bit more important. But yeah. so <laughs> then, he, then he started launching a tirade about the different control schemes in the offense, oh, and the politics involved in it, and oh, but oh, it's okay it's- when they when they <laughs> when yeah. they launch the game, they'll all be in the game, so you could just oh, cool, try them yourself. Yeah. But, it
4: sounded like they were. Hopefully, going to move towards like being able to like assign what you wanted and not yeah. just lock you into a few set yeah. defaults. Oh, yeah. it looked good when I
0: walked by. I, I stopped and watched for a couple minutes, and the graphics looked really nice. Yeah,
2: and um it will have pro enhancements. We okay. were, we were actually playing it on a pro. Oh,
0: nice! So it
2: looked really good. Cool. There was some uh, pretty decent lighting, especially like when a ships getting hit by you know laser blasts. Yeah, yeah. I was noticing there was some really nice like you know the the lasers lighting up the ship and. Uh, he was saying that the ships are all fully animated, so like you'll see the little turrets kind of nice. turn on the ships and stuff. So, and uh, I think they were saying that they're hoping to launch it early next year. Um, wow, what they have on the show floor is you know basically done. They're just kind of slowly getting the last bit of content in there. And hmm. there's a there's only one mode that was here, but he, they were talking about a few other modes that have slightly different rule sets and stuff. Okay, like a uh, this is in this one you respawn and you can change a class. But there's another mode where you die, you don't respawn. Um, except you become like a little fighter, so you can kind of help the team that's still there. But,
1: pew, pew! Yeah. So, I mean, that might be, might
2: be interesting. And he, he was saying that there might be some single-player content,
0: right?
4: I think so.
2: Yeah. So, it sounded interesting, and what we played was definitely pretty good.
0: So, yeah. uh, And it's not asynchronous or anything, is it? It's actually like on yeah, play? Yeah, yeah. It's, Thank it's, God. Yeah, action. Because asynchronous, <laughs> uh, free-to-play, that, that just, I don't like it. I don't
3: like it. It can get dirty if it wants to. Asynchronous games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just just doesn't have the same feel. All right. Uh, I already talked about Gran Turismo. MJC, you got one?
3: Um, Yeah. What did I see? Uh, I saw The Church in the Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. That game's interesting. Uh, It (sighs) takes place in the 1970s. You're a I think you're an uh, undercover cop or like a private eye? Oh, okay. Um, and you're on a a job that involves uh, getting uh, a kid named Alex from a cult. Okay. So you're investigating this cult and trying to uh, figure out like, is it a bad cult? Is it a not a good guy? Uh, is a good cult a thing? I was going to say I don't think there's actually something.
2: Well, in this one, the Kool Aid's the just Kool Aid. PlayStation?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? The, the Kool Aid's actually just Kool Aid. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know that it actually wasn't Kool Aid at Jonestown. It was. It was Flavor Aid. Oh, uh, just saying. Everything's ruined my whole. <laughs> I
3: know. Rewrite that fan fiction.
0: I, no, I just. I just read a bunch of stuff on Jonestown, like about. A month ago, I just...
3: I kind of had the same thing, like, six months yeah. ago, I was watching, like, random Jonestown documentaries.
0: Yeah, I just, all of a sudden, one day, I was like, I really need to know more about this, and I, I just read a shitload on it.
3: I get and like it. that with, like, World War II.
0: Oh, don't get me started on World I, I War II. I
3: go into random, like, you know what, I want to have a nightmare tonight, let me look up about the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a nightmare.
0: <laughs> I like to read about different battles, I'll hear about a battle,
3: oh, I gotta read about that.
2: Is that when you get on the Wikipedia, cl- the... Kick where you like. Read a page. Oh, I'm gonna click on this. Yeah, I do.
0: Oh, See, I don't do this. that very often. But I call that the IMDb syndrome because I'll do that where I'm like, Oh, what movie was that person in? Oh, look, that person was in that movie really? And, and oh, god, I'll do, do it, 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 it on that rabbit hole. On the hole
2: I'll do that on Wikipedia or on TV tropes. Yeah. Those are
0: both fun to do. It I don't remember like check that. All
3: right, anyway. uh, back to the church and in, uh, in the darkness. Yeah, is, yeah. um So you're basically trying. Like the, the devil was explaining it of just like. You don't know if it, this is like a cult cult or it's just like a group of people that... Just, just like you know, a commune or something. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the voice actors, uh, one of the cult leaders is uh, GLaDOS. No shit. Uh, it's that voice actress. Oh, wow. Uh, but she, I, I heard her voice. I, I don't know if I heard her voice, but he says it's like it's her, like her normal voice. It's not... You're not going to immediately hear... It's not modulated. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and everything you do in the game, like you want to play it stealth, you're dressed like um, someone in the commune or the cult and you have to get you don't you don't want to get too close to the other people because as soon as they see your face they'll know you're not one of them oh okay. so uh, there's like vision cones you hit circle on the uh, on a controller and then um you can see their vision cone uh and then huh. you have to like work around that and you're just trying to uh navigate so you can find Alex and then the game is constantly uh it's like procedurally generated in terms of like the, where you start in the in the camp, okay, or in the whatever you would call it, the the compound, um, and then uh, some of the interactions with other characters would be slightly different. So, like if you find Alex, um, based on what you've done, so if you went in killing people, uh uh-huh. you know, just decided I'm just going to kill everybody, I interact with Alex might not trust you when you find Alex, oh, okay, or you you know, or and not want to go with you, or will go with you just because they don't want to be killed by you type of thing huh. so everything that you're doing gameplay wise will change the story <clears throat> like if people start dying yeah. you'll start hearing the cult leaders and the over and on the pa lose their mind slowly you know slowly become more oh, wow. like aggressive towards you in terms of like trying to find you or they'll just go from like everything's great and then like two three days into you on a compound they're Start. You might start hearing them like break down mentally. So was it as unnerving
0: as the trailer was? Because the trailer really bothered me. Like, and and not like it bothered me because the game sucks or whatever. It it really just bothered
3: me. Uh, I played early on, so I didn't hear like the downfall of like the cult leaders. Okay, but it seems like it can definitely get that way. And then the characters you interact with, because there'll be like side stuff that you end up doing on your way to Alex. Uh, they'll treat you differently based on like if people start disappearing in the compound. Yeah, they they might not be willing to help you, <clears throat> so you might have to do some things to make them help you.
0: It's a it's an interesting uh, uh, premise for sure. I mean, it, it's a weird subject.
3: Yeah, I, I I asked like why why do you want to like touch on the subject and he's and then uh, same thing like me and you are just like he just you know yeah yeah just got Wanted interested into to, to random stuff and just. Wow, Wanted to go in there. And he wants to keep it very grace so where it's up to you to decide, like, is this a cult or is this just like people that just wanted to be left alone? Sure. Is it just a commune? Well, and, and they like want a it... cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one of those things where, like, I, I kept wanting to say, like, a good cult? But... A <laughs> good cult? <laughs> My Little Pony. It, it's just a bunch of bronies. Because yeah. c- c- he uh, he said, like, you only hear about a cult when some sh- bad shit has happened.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, There's yeah
3: probably a bunch of them out there, but oh. they're so off the grid and just not on anyone's radar. This is
0: either going to be a total disaster, or it's going to be brilliant.
3: It, it has a potential to be Man. To, to be brilliant if they can deliver on uh, the story.
0: That's really cool. Yeah.
3: And it, it's it's all going to be based on your your actual game play? Sure. Because like, I asked him, like, is this going to lead to like dialogue trees? And he's like, no. Everything that happens in the game, they react based on how you're playing the game. Wow. So, like, it, it's up to you if like, I went non-lethal. I didn't... I had a gun, but I only had, like, 12 bullets or 15 bullets. Right. So it's one of those things where enough of them were around, it's like, I'm not going to be able to shoot my way out of it. Wow. And running is just going to probably lead me into a dead end because yeah, yeah. I didn't have a map because I didn't know the commune. So... Uh, wow. Or the compound. Uh, so that game could be uh, pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, my, my first one was Super Mega Baseball 2. First time they've shown gameplay. Uh... It is a game that I really liked, but my uh, my buddy Rock played so much that um, he got, so the, the opponent AI will actually try to match your gameplay over time. He actually got it so high up that I emailed the developers and I'm like, hey, you know, we're at this level and we have a couple of questions and they were like, wait, you got that high up? And Rock has a bunch of the top, well, probably not anymore, but he had a bunch of the, the top spots on a lot of the leaderboards. He played the game obsessively. So um, the second one, they actually redid a lot of the all the player models. Now they look more like real people. New running animation, uh, updated a lot of the uh, the graphics engine itself. It's using the same base engine now. Um, they're gonna do HDR support, which is really kick ass. They're doing some new stadiums. They're gonna bring back the old stadiums, so they're gonna redo them a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but they're they're just expanding it quite a bit. You know, it, it, it's um, you can now create your own teams and you can create your own leagues even. And you know, they're working on the balance for a lot of that stuff. Uh, one of the biggest additions though this year is that they're actually adding online play. Very exciting stuff. Uh, we're gonna have more on the podcast with those guys. We're gonna have an interview with them. So, baseball fans, uh it it's great because it's probably going to come out late April or they're shooting for, so it's going to be after MLB the Show. It's a it's a fun alternative though. It's it's a little more whimsical, I would say. Obviously, it doesn't have the real MLB license or anything like that. Uh the uh, the the stadiums are all kind of, you know, a little more fantasy involved. Uh but I'm really happy. It it sounds like their team has grown. The, the first game did really really well. And, um, obviously, because they brought out for Xbox One, hey, we have a baseball game! Uh, it, it's a solid baseball game, though. I played some of it today, and I probably would have played a full game if another guy didn't want to play. So, um, very, very excited for it. Yeah. Go Super Mega Baseball 2. <laughs> but all the old teams are coming back and everything. They're just pretty much expanding it. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I texted Rock, I'm like, dude, this is really good. and So... You have to go check it out,
2: because apparently you can get the first game for free if you get your badge yeah. scanned there.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's, I'm telling you, it, it's a fantastic game. The first one is insanely well done uh, for a three-person team, too, which is unfathomable for how deep that game
3: is. That's one thing I've loved about PSX, just talking to people and then finding out a team's like two people, yeah. three people.
0: But, you know, indie games suck, and you shouldn't give it any time of day. And even though, you know, Giant games, they're officially in indie as well, so don't play any of their awesome games either. Goddamn, close-minded <laughs> people. Anyway, uh, what's next here, Andy? Are talked about Destiny? Uh, the flame in
3: the flood. Did you talk about that? The fire. Yeah, the flame in the fire. Uh, 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 the flame in the flood is what's in the calendar. okay. Oh, I might have copied it down wrong on my next. list. Which didn't make sense. The flame in the flood. Oh yeah, sorry.
0: Okay. You know what's really funny? I just copy and pasted this, so I don't know why it's.
2: That's well, I, really I odd. Just, I didn't, I don't know.
3: Wait, maybe that's the actual name because you did copy and paste. I'm going to click yeah. the YouTube video.
2: I typed it down in my no,
3: personal like. No, yeah, the like Flame in a Flood is on the YouTube. Video. The booth.
1: See, you so guys just...
3: keep acting like I
0: don't know what I'm doing. And... The Flame in a Flood. So this one was described to me as kind of a uh, don't starve. Yes. With better visuals, which it does. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um,. But kind of a Don't Starve-ish kind of game.
2: It, it was very, very Don't Starve. Like, the, the biggest difference is that instead of... Don't Starve is like, you're dropped into the world and you've got to run around and explore. Right. This is like, here's a small little island. Okay, now get back on your raft, go back down to the river, another island kind of thing. Right. Um. So, I guess the, the main... The other thing is that this one kind of has, has a story. Okay. Uh, I guess not really story, but there's like goals. Um, and I don't remember quite as much of that in Don't Starve, but
0: Don't Starve really didn't have a story. You,
2: you were kind of making
0: your own story.
2: Yeah. So in this one, I guess there's a radio transmission. Oh. And you're trying to find out where it's coming from, and so you get on your raft, you get on this the river, and then you're... so is there
0: an actual end game in, in this one? I guess this, so. I didn't... that would be a big difference because I don't think Don't Starve has an end game at all. Yeah. So
2: I'm guessing if you get to the radio tower, maybe that's that's. You finish, start okay. over, kind of thing. But okay.
0: you know, it's all procedurally generated, so you
2: could right. you know, potentially play it again. Right. Um, but yeah, it, other than that, it's kind of similar. There's a lot of resource gathering. You got to keep your you know health up. You got to keep your uh, hunger. You know, can't get hungry. You Can't right, get thirsty. Right. Kind of thing. So a lot of scrounging around for resources. Um, occasionally coming across enemies. I didn't seem like there was a whole lot of way to combat enemies, but um, I, only played for, like, 20 minutes. And I
0: remember seeing something in the trailer about, like, uh, either a bow and arrow or a spear or something. Maybe. Or,
2: yeah. There was the, Obviously, there's crafting as well, so you got to craft right. the different things. So, like, in the, the demo, or when I played, uh, I gathered some water from the river, and it was, you know, polluted water, and right. I had a filter. So, p- combine the two, and then you get clean water, you can drink, kind of thing. Okay. Um, And then there was another one where you could combine a few different components to make a trap, to trap a rabbit, to okay. eat for... You know, very don't kind of right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, very similar gameplay in that in that sense. Hmm. Um, but the visuals did look pretty good, and you know the whole like rafting thing uh, kind of changes it. So you're going from island to island, and maybe like you get to an island, it'll say it's a very dangerous island, but it also has good rewards. Sure. So you're you want to search it for to find stuff, or it might you know not, might not even be worth your time, kind of thing. So
5: okay.
2: It seemed pretty interesting.
3: Cool.
4: I thought a neat thing was it um, said that your um, the dog with you has its own storage. And she's saying that it's like if you actually die, you know, it's like you lose everything in your storage, but the dog comes back to your character for restarting it and you get oh, all the no inventory shit? in the dog.
2: Yeah. So, so the, then
4: you could actually start trying to hoard stuff a little bit or like exactly. the essentials.
2: The was the, the, the like, yeah, so if you know you're about to die, put all your valuable stuff on the dog so when you die, you start the next game yeah, with that. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> That is an interesting take on on the roguelike stuff. Yeah.
3: I mean, I've seen Homeward Bound. Dogs always find their way home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And
2: they talk and get hit by skunks. It's Milo and Otis all over again.
3: All right. What's next? Uh, uh, I saw a game called uh, The Divide. Yeah. Um, This game's top-down, kind of like isometric. Okay. Um, There was like two... Demos for the game. There was okay. a, a combat demo. Um, I don't know. Uh, the combat felt weird for me. Uh, it, it just wasn't working right for me, or something. Okay, like that, but it, it still feels like it might have been early. Um, the game takes place in uh, some like future period. Uh, you you start the game where you're like with your daughter. Something happens, and then you end up in like this facility. Uh, and apparently, it's the future. So you might have like. Some weird thing happened, like the the narrative was kind of hard to to follow trying to trying to think back to some of the stuff, but I just remember uh, oh,
0: the, I remember this trailer, yeah, yeah, it is odd,
3: yeah, and then they were trying to explain there was like a wormhole thing, and yeah, it seemed kind of like one of those scenes where it might not have been the best thing to demo, yeah, um. So the the controls are a little uh, strange. Uh, it's basically like a twin stick shooter type thing where it's uh, the right analogs, uh, you know, like move around and aim with the left and right analog stick. Right. Uh, but you never use the face buttons. You only use like R2 to interact with things. Right. Or And if you want to shoot, you have to hold L2 down and then hit R2 and then use the the right stick to like aim. Uh, which made it made the combat just a little trickier yeah. to, to like grasp in like a you know a, a quick demo. Right, right. Um, the story could be interesting. The music was great. Uh, I mm. think there's like some. Well, pedi- the
0: composer is like a. I think he's the Bioshock composer or something, isn't he?
3: Uh, at TV shows or something. Like there, there's definitely like a pedigree that like
0: composer Chris Tilton, who also serves as divides game director. Uh, he worked on television, film, and video game scores, including the acclaimed score for Assassin's Creed Unity. And several collaborations with J.J. Abrams, including Fringe and Undercovers.
1: Yeah, I
3: but, uh, Undercovers. The, the soundtrack st- is the thing that like stuck with me when I was playing it. Right. Uh, it it's really good. Uh, the story uh, seems like it'd be interesting. There was like this this, this like weird choice they made where um, I don't know if there's a thing for it. Like you know, in Dongon Ropo, when a character is talking, they pull that like sli- they slide in this, like a still picture. Yeah, and they do all the dialogue. <laughs> The pictures just were so off because there was a lot of times just like the dude shrugging, and yeah. he's just like, "Where's my daughter?" And he's getting really intense and getting really angry, and it's just him shrugging, shrugging, <laughs> and it was just like, What? What, what is happening right now?"
0: Int- wow, that's weird.
3: Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I, 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 couldn't get a get a grasp on that game. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm interested to keep an eye on it, but it's a, yeah. uh, you're you're hacking terminals and stuff like that. You eventually uh, get a companion. Uh, she's really your muscle uh, because uh, your character—he's not really in- uh, inept at combat. Okay, like she, uh, what you you would want to do is have her fight the people off while sure. you do whatever you need to do. Okay. Like you have a gun, but you're you're pretty pretty weak, and that's was apparent when I was playing it because I died a couple times, <laughs> and I, I was just messing up a couple times where. Uh, to interact with like a door, I had to like step into the right position, yeah, and then uh, move the the right stick to point where I wanted to interact with the door, and then hit R two to oh. get it the trigger. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, it was just one of those scenes where I, I hope they can like refine some of that. Yeah, because uh, uh, that that stuff was kind of in the way. Okay. Um, I played
0: Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. Yeah, and then they gave me real bullets.
3: <laughs> I, I want to know because Emra, I know Emra checked his fuck? bag two years ago when gave I'm going to have to. Yeah,
0: yeah. If, I'm t- if I take him back, I'm going to I'm gonna have to check it.
3: Just Come put on. a put them on your lanyard and decide. Put him necklace. on my lanyard.
0: They have these big holes drilled in them, but still, I, we went through this um, when I, as an aside, uh, when we went to Belgium and France in 2013. We found a shop that had munitions from uh, World War II and World War I that were found on the battlefields. And my buddy wanted to buy some some you know dead bullets that had everything drilled out for his kids, you know, because they were actually from World War II. And we we go to the Belgium airport, and this is 2013. This is before that bombing that happened and everything. But there were soldiers in that airport, like armed soldiers all over the place. And I we walk in, and I'm like, dude, you're going to have to check your bag. And he's, I'm not checking my bag. I'm like, no, you're going to have to check your bag. So we get in there, and... Uh, the customs guy, he, you know, my buddy pulls out the bag Right, he's got a, like a Ziploc bag and he goes, I have these. And he says, I don't know if this is gonna be a problem or not. You know, and the guy takes the bag and goes to like, I have to go find my manager in Belgium. And, um, he's gone for like 15 minutes and he comes back and he goes, yeah, you're going to have to check your bag. <laughs> so my buddy had to check his bag. So I'm going out of LAX to Milwaukee and I'm still going to have to check my bag. I know this. So, thanks a lot. Um game itself it it's it actually has a story. Um a lot of gameplay though. It it they're using CryEngine. It looks fantastic. It's it's one of the best-looking CryEngine games I've ever seen. Um three large areas. So, open world but not one large map. It's three roughly 10 square mile maps. Uh and all of, like the, so those individual maps are open world. Um kind of Far Cry 4-ish in terms of you have mission a mission based story to get through but there's also a lot of side missions where you can like gain new weapons you know whatever else kind of loot you can get um, he was on PC and with my left hand I couldn't do the keyboard so I was like hey can you play that part of it so I played I played the prologue and it's pretty cool like they get really detailed about watching where the wind is and it'll kind of tell you like you have to be over two hash marks on on your on your viewfinder. Um, you know, watch for drop here. So it's very, very conscious of trying to be like a sniper game, you know. Um, But after that, he played on the laptop and actually took me through, through some missions. It is really cool because, I mean, most of the time I see a sniper game, quote unquote, I don't care because it's literally just like you blowing a guy's head off and then you go to the next mission. But this was, you know, you, you outfit yourself with a nice sniper rifle and you might have a heavy, like a 50 cal or you might go with a lighter one that that you can silence easier, so you're a little more uh, stealthy about it. Uh, but you also will have like a sidearm and also maybe a submachine gun or something because you have to infiltrate uh, an, an encampment or whatnot. Uh, you you get a drone that you can send in and mark all your uh, all your opponents or all the enemies ahead of time. Uh, you can hack different uh, panels to like take control of the cameras. Really, very gameplay for for a sniper game. Uh, it, it's cool. I'm actually pretty excited to try it out and, and play the full game. Uh, but this is the first time the series is on console, so uh, they're doing again. They're doing full HDR support, which is awesome, man. This TV is going to be worth its weight in gold if all these developers start using HDR. I'm telling you. Um, but again. Even Yamauchi today was like, "Yeah, wait for a while to get a, a better display because these things are so expensive, and the the ones that are going to be announced are going to be way better." But yeah, sniper this the sniper game was cool. So you said it was the first time coming to consoles that yeah.
2: they have any issues with the controller because I know people you know mouse people get all
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> well I mean uh, FPS that's the thing it's, it would bother it would bother a PC person going to console. This is for console players. Uh, It played great. It, it really did. It controlled really, really, really well. Uh, I only broke the demo once. It, it, you know, really I built. broke
3: so many games today. I know. Today. There were a few I broke today. So many. I was yeah. feeling bad at a certain point. Eh. It, it
0: happens. You know, it's early know. stuff. But uh, no, I was very impressed with the controls. Uh, You know, it doesn't play like a t- typical first-person shooter. It's a sniper game first. So the expectation is if you have to get into closer combat with a machine gun or whatever, it's not going to be as accurate as playing like a Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh and they represent that really well I thought. I, I was I was actually pretty pleased with it. And again, it man, it looks really good. Um it'll like suggest different vantage points for you, but you don't have to use them. Uh it it did. It, it to a certain extent it felt very much like Far Cry 4 to me. Uh you know, you got zip lines, you got Sewage pipes that you can go through is one is one of your entry points. So you can be, you can kind of play it the way you want to play it. You can play it more of like an action game, or you can play it more like a stealth game. Uh, I like how they're doing it, you know. And it's mission based, like a, like a, like I said, and you just don't have a little uh, gyrocopter like in Far Cry Four, unfortunately. If you have a drone. It's more like Watch Dogs. You got a drone, you can hack things.
3: I haven't played it. I, I want to get Watch Dogs too. What would video games things? in 2016 look like if drones didn't exist? I know, huh? Well, drone. Wait, what? Uh, no, does every game has a drone now? I know. Year of the drone. Yeah, I just want to know. Well,
0: no, this year was year of the bow. Next year a year of the drone.
2: No,
3: year of the bow was last year. W- what was this year then? Even drone. Even, no. Even this podcast is this
2: a drone because you drone on about baseball.
0: <sighs> Damn. Yeah, because nobody on our that listens to our podcast cares about baseball.
2: <laughs> I know. I just I had to work in the jokes Shut somehow. The fuck up, nerd. <laughs>
0: Go play a Miku game. He's, he's, I will. He's gone. Bird. Like like. Do you want to play while we while we're, while we're uh, recording? No, no, I don't. I have it in my backpack. No. Yeah, and your three oh, years. Is this the
3: new mom and dad fighting? No. <laughs> no. God no. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done.
0: Year. No more sniper. Who's got Who's got something else? We're almost done. Um. We're almost done, Wyatt. We're making it.
2: So I talked about Destiny, but I remembered one thing because. Uh, uh when we were playing destiny we ended up sitting there for like four rounds we were only supposed to do two yeah and uh we recorded the first two and then uh for some reason my footage didn't work what so they let me do another round oh, and okay. record it again
0: so you actually have footage
2: yeah we have oh, footage okay.
0: i'll have to get that from you yeah. yeah
2: and we we went in and looked at all the uh weapons <laughs> and right. equipment and you armor. know what's
0: funny we did that when dave did that last year too yeah
2: so the the one thing that I noticed is that the uh, SRL gear this year actually has a light level. Last year they were all no they shit. had no light level, oh. so people can actually wear your SRL SLR gear, you know, doing other things. Um, but the the interesting thing was the dev was saying that after the event's over, they're going to actually add the racing to the private matches. Oh, okay. So if people want to race after the events over, they still can. That won't be during the event because I guess they want don't want people like. I don't know ultra practicing or something I don't oh, know yeah. but uh after the afterwards if you want if you and your friends want to jump in and do some racing you can do that I could care I know I
0: know less about sparrow <laughs> racing
2: but I think it's there's a lot of people I know on like the Destiny Reddit and stuff who are like yeah. I want to race more and they offered then, it once in the past year so Which is hilarious
0: like yeah. was, what was it 2 weeks yeah I d- I never even had a chance to try it if I wanted to exactly because there was stuff going on and I literally couldn't get in front of Destiny. It
3: was like PSX yeah. and then Christmas. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what it was.
2: Yeah, I was home for the holidays, so I think I only played for like a few oh, days and then. God. Plus,
0: I didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't like I don't like driving my Sparrow to begin with. Why do I want to race one now? It plays play... slightly different than that than it does in normal. But Let's play a wakeboarding game. <laughs> play wave race. Wipeout. Even that plays better. Yeah, Wipeout, damn it. Wipeout.
2: Um, and then I uh, went and played... Gonna, uh, if I see
3: that guy, I'm going to hug him.
2: Corsi? I don't like hugs. Who? No, uh, uh, Sean, Sean Layden.
3: Layden yeah. Sean
0: Layden? Yeah.
1: He probably He'd probably be all hugs. for that.
0: He was... And I really got... I got some time to talk to him today. He was really fun to talk to. But he, he was... Legitimately, like, he was just beaming. He, he said, I love this so much more... Then E3 and all the other things, he goes, you know, this is, I'm trying to remember the words he used, but basically he's like, this is the PlayStation collective here. This is the people that care the most. And and he was like, yes, I'm tired, he says, but it's such a good tired. And and he's like, I I wish we could do this more. He he was legitimately just, you could see it in his face. He was so about this. And he's so proud of Crash Bandicoot because that was one of the first games, like, that was his entry into the games world. Uh, his work on Crash Bandicoot, and he was nerding out with the team that's working on that game so much. It was so much fun to watch. Um, but anyway, sorry. It, it was a really cool thing to see today. Yeah. And also seeing Tim Schafer play Padapon was... Or no, I'm, I'm sorry. Tim Schafer playing uh, Parappa tonight, and him nerding out about that. Nice. Like, the three of us were standing there just like little nerd geek boy, like fanboys, like, Tim Schaefer's over here playing a video game. So, anyway. <laughs> Alright, what were you talking about? Sorry. Uh so then played uh, Resident Evil. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wanted to go play that today.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: I'm not huge into high tension games like that. Right. And I had seen a little bit of I haven't played the kitchen demo on okay. VR, but I've, you know, seen second screen footage of it. And it seemed right. too too unnerving. But I did jump in and play this. So it it's I guess my idea of the Resident Evil games of the past couple, which have been very high action. Sure. And this is completely different. Um, I'm, so I'm sure most people have played it now if they want to because the demo's out. Spoiler!
0: I think. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I'm pretty
2: sure what, we, what I played was exactly what's in the demo you can play online. It's good possible, Right now. Yeah. Yeah, when but, they
3: announced that, they were like, and you can play it for those here. Yeah. yeah so.
2: But we played it in I, VR, which was nice. Cool. Um, so it's it's very slow. You're more looking for clues. And then, of course,. The clues give you, you know, things popping out. <laughs> One of them, you, you pick up, like, a uh, bolt cutter, and then, like, a doll drops out from oh, the geez. ceiling right as you pick it up. So a couple jump scares got me.
0: Yeah. Were you standing up for this, or were you no sitting, sitting down? sitting down. Okay. That's probably the, for the best.
2: And uh, they did do, like, a lot of games, they had two different control schemes for movement. So oh. either the continuous movement or the... The blink. The pie. No movement was always like that sorry the oh, okay. looking okay. was either continuous looking or pie segment looking. okay so i played both and i couldn't quite get into the pie segment okay. personally. so um but i didn't get sick from the other one so that was good oh, all right good and i got a, a bad ending from the demo <laughs> cuz i didn't didn't explore enough i got the key to the end and i'm like i'm out of here <laughs> and of course like right at, right as right as you're getting to the door that's when they give you one of the last jump scares and
0: Oh, okay. He was like,
2: yeah, that gets most people. I know I I jumped a little bit. But, Did the game call
0: you a pussy then? It just said, you know, bad end or whatever.
2: Oh, all right. You you open the door and then the guy, you know, oh, you're trying to leave and, like, pulls you out and kills you kind of thing. Oh, no shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's funny.
2: Um, And that was uh, Wyatt's first time playing PSVR.
4: Yeah. Oh, what'd you think? Yeah, um... It, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's really the I best... I mean, I uh... didn't, like... It didn't make me sick or, like, I hate it or anything. i yeah. just, like, just getting used to it. You should not... try
0: Farpoint. You should okay. definitely try Farpoint. I think you'd... I think you'd uh... Can you give
4: me a headset? <laughs> no, it? it's it's at the... Sh- it's not okay. out yet. Right. Uh, it's
0: it's the big, like... It's the right. big display that they have that looks kind of like you're in the mountain or, like, in sand or the desert or whatever. It's Was that the one they introduced the new controller with? Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. It's off to the right when you walk in. Uh, but try yeah. Farpoint out. Okay. Yeah, and
4: E! Valkyrie's there too. E! Valkyrie's fantastic.
3: You could probably get in now since the show floor's still open.
1: Yeah, floor's yeah. yeah. open. I mean, all then. the
4: VR stuff was like had mass more lines. Yeah. Lines were longer just because it's like you got to set up with the helmet uh, or the yeah set and everything. And they got to wipe it all down and yeah. And I mean, it's, and because of that, they, there's like they have to take up more room for each yep. gaming station. So yeah, yeah, it's like I wasn't prioritizing those just because like it's sure. longer lines. <laughs> well, check the back too because there's demo stations at the back of the place. And they'll give you a card to
0: uh, get an appointment time, so you don't have to wait in line. And they were pretty easy to get today, because a lot of people didn't realize that was back there. Okay. So, check that out. A lot of the newer games are back there. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Cool? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like Resident Evil, more used to zombies. Sure. I I've played the earlier games, too, so I'm used to the slower stuff, not just the pure action stuff. But, I don't know, just more... Classic horror than some used to with Resident Evil, but they also mentioned that like the demo is not how the game starts. It's right. like something it's else. It's just a so slice of it. I actually, I probably not... isn't
0: even in the game.
2: He he said it's canonical, but it's not in the game. I think.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still not really 100 sure to expect from that. Sure. Yeah. All
2: right. It was interesting that um I played it one way, and then after I was done, you know, Wyatt played it. And because of some of the clues I had found, he knew things ahead of time, and that actually changed how Cheater. it changed how it played. Well,
4: well, I basically the guy
2: told us when he, when I was done. Oh well, you know, if you do this first instead of doing that, then it changes. Oh okay.
4: Was well, more of I just like found a way to skip some of the stuff he did, and yeah. then instead of taking the key, I took a fuse, and then like went upstairs. Okay. So yeah. it just changed it, and then. I mean, I was running off his borrowed time, so I didn't yeah, fully un- Unfortunately,
2: that was it. one of the few uh, times where they like, Oh, the- you're at your time. We're kicking you out.
0: Well, a I
4: lot mean, look of at, things- look at the line that was around that
0: yeah. booth all day, but yeah. a lot of it was for multi- Marvel Capcom. I mean, yeah. they had a lot of people playing that today. There was a huge crowd around it. Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, that demo's online, though, so... Right. I was just more curious to try out the VR. It have to
0: go- you have to drive down to Andy's house and try it out.
4: <laughs> I almost brought my VR with
2: me, oh but my God. tomorrow I'm driving from his house and then parking here. Oh okay and then driving
0: straight from here home.
5: I didn't uh-huh. want my
2: VR in my VR in my car all day.
5: Yeah. That that probably would be wouldn't be the
0: best idea. Bad idea, So since somebody can just pick your car up and walk away with it. Yeah, my fit. <laughs> I still wish you guys would have gotten a picture of Dave in that thing. <laughs> he hardly fits. <laughs> oh, poor Dave. Uh so my last game officially was this game called Games of Glory, and I want to talk about it a little bit. Uh free to play game. Um kind of MOBA ish. Top-down, you know, twin-stick shooter, 15 different characters. Uh, that's one of the things that you can buy is to unlock all the characters. But they said if you buy that pack, any new characters they bring out, you get for free also. Uh, so that once you buy the the whole all-characters thing, you literally get all the characters no matter what, uh, like when they release a new one. It's 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 pretty well implemented in terms of what they have for, like, the different power-ups and everything. Gameplay-wise, though, it just everything seemed non-impactful. Like your special moves and everything else, you just seemed to bounce off your enemies, and it just didn't really have any visceral feeling to it at all. Um, it's early. I mean, the game's not out yet, so who knows. But as it stands today, I don't think I'd play it very much. I just It's a neat idea, but I don't think the execution's very good. Um, we'll see how it works out. But I know they're looking, I think they're shooting it early next year to bring it out. So visually it was it was nice, but um, yeah, like you you would have this move where you would dart forward and try to stab something and you would just bounce off your enemy. I'm like, all right. You know, that MMO feel almost. So yeah. That was 3v3, right? I think so. I didn't I think play I passed it. that one. Yeah, I only did the tutorial because I was. Basically, I sat there with with somebody separately on a different TV, and we went through all the characters and and all tutorial stuff. I didn't actually play it Mm. because I had to go to a different uh, appointment by then. So I didn't get to actually stand there and play it with other people. But, I mean, we'll see. You know, the levels look great, but it just wasn't doing it for me, unfortunately. All right. I think we have one last one, don't we? Uh, I
2: have one more.
3: Yeah, oh, do you? you do. Yeah, you have giant sparrow. Oh,
0: yeah. So, yeah, 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 giant sparrow. So that's Edith Finch. Yeah, what remains else? of Edith Finch.
3: Okay.
2: Um,
0: so it's it's a very weird game, and this came up before uh, Unfinished Swan, I think. Yeah, it's
3: it? a PC game from a couple years ago. Yeah, how oh, is it?
0: Okay. Yeah, so they're finally kind of bringing it to PC fi- or uh, to PS4 finally. Okay.
2: Well, they had they had two parts of it because I guess it's. The, the main story is that you're playing this girl who's going back to this house that her family used to live in, and all the rest of her family has since died. Or right. They all died while they were living in the house. Right. And so she's kind of slowly going through the stories of how each of them passed away. Okay. And so they had two of the stories in there. Um, The second one that I played was really short. It was only, like, a couple minutes long. They, like, put you right in the room where they had the clues. Okay. And then you kind of find the clues, and then they show you the story, and that was it. Um, So it's 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 kind of like one of those walking simulators- But Uh, with a little bit more gameplay, there's occasional gameplay. But it's still very much, okay, walk here. You see some story bits. It's supposed to have that deep narrative. Yeah. Which
0: I would probably lean toward this over. um, What was the one that. Rapture. Rapture. I would lean toward this one any day of the week over. Yeah.
2: Well, because then the first one I played actually. Was a little bit longer, and it, it was the whole beginning of the game. So walking into the house, getting some of the kind of like the flavor of the sure. the the mansion and everything, and then finding the first room and uh, finding out what happened to the first relative. Right. And the weird thing about that is, so whenever you find you know this person's last journal, then you kind of slowly relive their last moments.
5: Oh. Ugh.
2: Um, but it's it's not a gruesome... They're not dying like gruesome deaths. Oh, okay. These are very kind of occultish instead. So, um, I guess, slight spoilers for one of the things. Spoilers! um, The first one, this girl, she's locked in her room because she did something the mom didn't like. Okay. And she suddenly realizes she's getting hungry. She walks to the window and there's a bird on the window. She's like, well, I don't know. And she pushes the window open and all of a sudden she's a cat. So she's this cat chasing the bird, chasing the bird, chasing the bird. She gets the bird, she eats the bird. And then suddenly she's a... Owl?
4: Yeah, owl. Turns
2: into an owl. So then you're, you're playing as an owl, and you're flying around trying to catch mice. The fuck? And then you change into a shark.
4: <laughs> the yeah. fuck?
2: Yeah. So then you, you swim around, and you eat some otters. And then you change into, like, a sea monster who starts eating fishermen. What? And then finally the, the monster ends up in her room, and... That was her last moment.
1: Uh, her, her,
2: right. her, last, her last journal entry is... Um, I know, or we both know, that I'm going to be delicious. That was her last journal entry. So it's a very weird game. I, I finish the thing, and I, I look at the developer, and I'm like, that was interesting.
0: That's
3: okay. oh, so good. Uh, I'm wrong. Edith Finch isn't a PC game. <clears> huh? <throat> yeah, Edith Finch isn't a PC game. I just looked at it. Oh, okay. Up. Yeah. I thought it was. I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything for it on PC. I'm thinking of another game, probably. No, I'm almost positive this was. Yeah. But yeah, so
0: it seems very
2: weird, very interesting, so...
3: um, I'm thinking of the uh, Gone to the Raptures old game that's coming out. The original one?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Dear Esther.
3: Yeah. I'm thinking of that Dear
0: Esther. Okay. Okay. Um, It's it's really interesting with this one, too, because... uh, So Giant Sparrow, when they were doing um, uh, Unfinished Swan, they actually had office space at uh, Santa Monica Studios at yeah. the old building. And this game also was supposed to be like published by s e i e Well, then, a couple of days ago, we get an email, and this, this film production company called uh, Annapurna...
2: Mm-hmm. Their logo was on the game, yeah.
0: They all of a sudden popped up, and they're like, we're going to publish games, too. And now they're publishing this instead of Sony. Yeah. Did they talk about that at all? Did they...
2: No. Uh, the the most PR people are, like, very outgoing, and the devs are very... This guy was basically, okay. asked me questions, uh. and I, I don't know. It was so weird, I didn't really have any questions. Um, I think I asked if there was pro support, and he said no. Um, and uh, maybe it's early, but it was... There was a lot
0: of pop-in. Yeah. There was a lot of pop-in. I wonder maybe that's why Sony decided we're not going to do this, because they were... Because I mean, the, Unfinished Swan took a long time to come yeah. out.
2: But what was there was pretty good-looking. That's cool. Um, it trailer wasn't look good. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not like realistic. It's kind of yeah. got a little bit of a cartoon edge to it. Yeah, just yeah.
1: To, but the trailer so looked, you
2: know, people beautiful. dying isn't too grim, <laughs> right? Hmm. But yeah, it was. It was pretty interesting. All right. And I did play a couple other quick games before we met okay. up. I played a uh, tactics game called Pox Nora.
0: Yeah, that's another one that I think we had an email for. And I yeah, said in fact, the the PR lady was there, and she's like, "I think
2: you, I sent you an email," and I was like, "Oh, well, we thought we were going to be busy, but I wasn't, so I came over." Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, it's another free to play game. Okay. And it's one that wasn't on the PC for like a number of years. She said there's like 50 updates on the PC, and they're all going to be available day sure, one. Sure. So it's you. It's a tactics game, but your units all come from like you know, ran uh, like a deck that you build. Okay. So of course the. Uh, Free to play element is that you only start out with certain units, and then you got to open them in packs. And of course, you can buy packs to go. Oh, faster. of course, you can buy yeah. packs. and they they were very again they were very adamant. That's the only thing you can spend money on. So yeah, you we're know, not, we're not you're gonna just and dime, speeding you. up your process.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, it was
2: pretty interesting when I played it. Um, some pretty good tactical elements. The UI was very hard to read. You could tell it had come from a PC. Sure, it was one of those things that if I wasn't sitting right next to the TV. If I was sitting my normal setup, which is like you know, six feet away. Yeah. I would have had trouble reading it, but they said they were still working on it. All right. And then we played that, that racing
0: game at the very end. Smuggle. Oh, uh, Smuggle craft. Yeah. Yeah. It's another one. We, I, I think, I know we got an email for that, but I thought we had set up an appointment, but I don't see it on the calendar. Oh, no yeah, it, was, it was weird it was, it's a weird looking game yeah
2: it's procedurally generated racing yeah so like the track is procedurally generated and your vehicle is procedurally generated yeah um and in the multiplayer the vehicle doesn't matter every vehicle is the same but I guess he said there's a single player campaign and in that okay. it's not generated you actually like earn components that you like smash onto your vehicle and okay you, know, you can make up a vehicle as you go so oh, it was right. it was weird I it wasn't Head over heels about it, but you know, it was fun to play a couple times. Sure.
0: Okay. Well, very cool. Wait, there we go. We got through day one. Wyatt, thanks for putting up with this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for your input. Thanks for letting Andy stay at your place. Yep. So close to here, too. It's only like an hour away. <laughs> LA traffic, y'all.
4: Uh, too much traffic this morning. There's just like one, they closed like two lanes on one part of the freeway. That was uh, the biggest traffic yeah that's
0: yeah. Tough for like 15 minutes we're gonna have to leave so brutally minutes. early on monday it's not even funny fuck god damn it I hate this city sometimes uh yeah so tomorrow we've got a lot more appointments uh also uh i want these guys to talk about a couple of the games that they're playing right now uh mjc with mother russia bleeds i'd love to to go over that with you and then also final fantasy 15 because i know andy's pretty far into it yep so i want to cover those as well um Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, hopefully, some of you made it out here to PSX. I met a bunch of people today. Like, people wanted to take pictures with me. I don't know why. Why? Why would you want my fat ass on your <laughs> on your phone? Uh, no, it's been great. It's it's been really cool to to meet some people. You're the there.
2: you're the number one PlayStation
0: podcast. Well, we're the we're the best PlayStation podcast on the internet. Or I'm sorry, no, we're the best PlayStation podcast in the world. Okay. And also check Twitter because uh, I was it, bestowed upon me today. Was the title of King of All PlayStation Podcasters by none other than Sean Layden. We have a picture of it that'll go up on Twitter. So thank you to Mister T- Mister Laden for uh, th- this honor. I uh, I'm humbled. So it was very cool that he that he did that. So uh, anything else, boys, before we go? Because we have to go get dinner.
3: Yeah. No. Nothing. I talk about more games tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Hatsanamiku. Jesus Christ.
0: Wyatt, again, thanks so much for, for hanging out with us and, and uh, for your input. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow, day two PSX
3: 2016.
0: Ryan Gosling.
3: PSX by Ryan Gosling. Oh, no, that's the actor you couldn't think of the name yeah, of. Yeah, I honestly. always forget
0: Gosling's name.
3: I don't know how you can do that. I don't either. The only and, way you should be able to forget his name is if you're looking at him in his beautiful eyes. And
0: the thing is, the nice guys, in my opinion, his best work seriously he is so damn good in that movie drive huh drive no I love drive I do I love that movie but what he does in the the nice guys he
3: shows that he has a personality like he can be funny he's so good in it though yeah
0: yeah he's so good end of the podcast Ryan Gosling Uh, we just completed day two of PlayStation Experience 2016, so part two of episode 503, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's 503. I
3: was 501, 502 happened at yeah, 503. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're 503. The Joshless episode because uh, he did not make the trip. So uh, obviously we don't have as much to talk about tonight uh, since there was no keynote today, at least as far as I know. Um. But there are a couple things we will talk about uh, on top of PSX, and that is I've asked Andy to kind of just give kind of a a quick rundown on Final Fantasy XV, because he's doing the review for that, and uh, MJC with Mother Russia Bleeds, which, you know, we found out was available now at the keynote. Um, It's a game I've been playing as well, not nearly as much as you, obviously, but, you know, it's a game that we saw at E3 last year?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, last yeah, year. it was last year we yeah. played
0: it. Yeah, so it's been a long time coming. So uh, we'll just kick it off uh, with MJC making us late because he had to sit on the phone with Spirit Airlines for 20 minutes.
3: Oh, man. That shit was
0: crazy. Like, he's telling me, oh, yeah, there's all this feedback on the phone, and they actually tell you that to go into a quiet room, when you like on the recording, and he's talking to him, and, and basically whatever he said would echo back through, and I could hear it plain as day. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Wow. And, and I could not hear them wow. at all. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's Spirit Airlines. You're lucky we can even get in the air. <laughs> and now i got to like find uh, an office here to print my thing, or they're going to try and charge they, me they call $10. call Spirit Airlines,
2: because when you die, you become a spirit. So. Exactly,
0: yeah.
3: The the worst part of being on that plane is when you're looking out the window and you see the wing that says, Howdy. And every time you look it out. It does? Yeah.
0: I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. But I was so fed up with Spirit Airlines already, because that's, that's the flight that I had back from E3. Two years ago, I think it was, where I flew back to Minneapolis and uh, we were delayed 12 hours. I sat in LAX for like 12 extra hours. And then I got I didn't really know the whole Spirit Airlines story back then. So I'm like, can I get a, a water? She's like, yeah, that's $4. I'm like, what? 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 And she goes, or you can just have the tap water, which you don't want to drink ever on a plane. The potable water? Yeah, you do not want to drink that. So I'm like, I guess I'll just sit here and die. I'm not giving you four dollars for a tiny bottle of water.
3: But if you pack it with chips, it's only like three fifty.
0: Ah, yes, of course. Yeah. So, uh, Spirit Airlines. I'm surprised. I think what, didn't I say something like if if the FAA allowed it, you'd probably have livestock on there with you.
3: Oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah, that would totally be a thing.
0: Yeah, it'd be like one of those airlines you see in movies where you know there's chickens flying around the,
2: <laughs>
0: the seeds and everything. You were on Southwest, right? Yeah. They don't give you cookies anymore, do they? No. But, so my flight out here was literally only a quarter full. And they told us on the thing, like, take your own row. And when they were walking around with the snacks, she's like, take as many as you want. Just take whatever you want. Nice. They were giving us full, full cans of juice or whatever. And, and then, of course, I, I put this on Twitter and everything. Like, they say, take your own row. So I, I took one of the first ones. I just went in and sat down. This dude sits down in my row. I'm like, what the fuck? And even the, the
3: flight attendant gave him a look like, didn't we tell everybody to just take their own row? <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, of course.
3: Yeah, hey, I had uh, pretty much the same situation as yours, except the flight attendants were like, no, stay in your seat. And then like the oh, flight tra- attendant was just like, I don't know why they told you that. Sit where you want, honey. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> just got up and sat But my down.
0: trainer told me that's how it has to be. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, another... I really had a great day today at, at PSX. I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, just had a brilliant day um, MJC and I By the time we got out there I mean the line was still moving in Because they have metal detectors um, But we, we got in through a media door So that was really nice Thank you Sony for that Yeah Because uh, you did too You messaged me like Well where do I go I'm like I don't know Yeah me. I was
2: sitting out there About 10 minutes before they opened the doors So like 10 oh. to 10 And there was a huge line for me And it wasn't nearly as bad as
0: the Apparently press you could have gone in early Yeah That oh, was really? nowhere in our emails But apparently you could have gone in early Son of a I could have got Damn it <laughs> well, I I couldn't have though because I had to check in for my flight and that was nine fifty five. Oh, I
3: would have left. <laughs> well, that's fine Good, because it's like spirit. I'm not you're, I'm not, not, you're yeah.
0: not my crutch. I don't need you. Don't no. leave, me. I'm JC. Don't okay. leave. Okay, okay. Um, so something really cool is Sony set up uh, kind of a media room again uh, for for media journalists, whatever, uh, to, get, uh, to get to get to a lot of the games, like a lot of the bigger games, so you don't have to wait in line. And it was it's great because it's kind of like E3 where we were setting up appointments and you don't want to get off schedule and, and it really affords us a great opportunity to get a hold of these games and be able to talk about them. And um, they, this year, though, they actually went above and beyond. They set up a bunch of the games on recording equipment and you just had to bring a drive. And they had drives they could loan you if you didn't have one. Um, so I recorded, uh, the next Machina from, uh, house Mark and I recorded, um, uh, a little bit of, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah. Thanks. You brought that drive. Um, uh, wind jammers. I recorded some of that, but then today I need MJC's hands. Cause obviously my hands don't work the greatest. We actually got some raw 4k footage of wipeout. So I uh, got three, three different races for MJC and full 4k that we can put up on our YouTube channel. So i'll be putting that stuff up this week. I got to edit and everything still uh you know, put the stuff on it, but man
3: That game's still gorgeous, and the
0: funny thing is right now, so I know the producer pretty well i did, she just got assigned to it, uh so I couldn't really ask her any questions, like I brought up the I, I, I heard that yeah and <clears throat> she goes, I was just put on this game, so she really yeah. didn't know, but she said her her holiday
3: break is like
0: learning Wipeout. yeah yeah uh and she's she's really sharp, so she, it's in good hands um. But they, I'm going to say I'm a lot tonight. I think. Sorry, somebody has to do it. Josh isn't here. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, burn, motherfucker. Uh, I was, I was talking to her about it, you know, and, and I mean, it looks fantastic already. She was saying that it's essentially right now in the state that it's in, it's essentially a port from the PS3. Yeah, they haven't really done anything with it yet, so they're going to be adding a bunch of uh, particle uh, effects. Particle effects. They're going to be taking the textures and and actually get them up to the native 4k all the textures in it and they're gonna be adding some other effects and i was like holy crap because the lighting especially just looks so good already
3: on it that tv my eyes were watering
0: yeah they had it on a of course like a big fifteen thousand dollar sony whatever running at 4k
3: i wish they had zone mode running i I would have love zone mode running i'm gonna follow up on that
0: would be amazing i'm sure What's that? With HDR
2: in the zone oh mode. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she didn't know for sure if they were going to do HDR, but she thinks they are. Uh, she didn't know about zone mode, but she's going to check in on it. So I'll, I'll check back with her in a couple of
3: weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> that's the thing, Holiday the holiday season's coming up, and, and a lot of game companies take quite a bit of time off for yeah, holidays. Yeah, they
3: take like a week or two off. It's about two weeks usually. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, but it was really cool. It was great to watch. You, you did all right until you upped the difficulty. But you Even held on.
3: Yeah, yeah. But it happens.
0: That's all right. You're probably out of practice. <clears throat> yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, like we'll just I, use I that was, excuse. Excuse. <laughs> I was playing a couple weeks ago, but I was only playing zone mode. Yeah, that was the first time I actually did an actual race in a, a really long time.
2: It's it's exciting. My excuse in one of the games is like it was my like my fifth game playing for the day. Oh, and it was similar to another game, but the buttons were slightly different. So I'm like, press X to dodge. Oh wait, this game doesn't have dodge. And Oops. I just got hit. Nice. <laughs> it's one of the problems with playing you know ten <clears throat> games in a day at
0: yeah. these things. Um. So we did that. What did you start with, Andy? You I know, started with... Was it an
2: appointment or life. did you
0: just go somewhere?
2: Oh, I started. I didn't start with an appointment. I went to Hand of Fate 2. Nice. So I, I played the first one. In fact, I think I reviewed it. I was going to say, did you get your free copy? <clears throat> yes, I did. So I have a code for that.
5: I think I own that game. I have to look. If I don't... I'm not going to take it from you.
2: If you want it. No. But, no. Um, so I played the second one, and it's pretty similar to the first one, but they've... Expanded a lot of things There's some new uh, Kind of Card types That give you new um, Abilities And uh, You get like a uh, Helper person An AI controlled helper person To help you out in battle Stuff like that So Nice It's really cool It's kind of faithful to the formula With a a few meaningful upgrades So
5: Oh okay Cool
0: Yeah it looks good It looks like they up the graphics A little bit Yeah Yeah.
2: And it it Seemed a little bit early Um, There was You know It hanged a lot When you would Change levels And things like that Or hung yeah.
0: Rocket scientist,
1: Hanged.
2: right? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Whatever.
2: Rocket scientist doesn't mean stuff for words and things.
3: <laughs> Masterfully done.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> At least oh, I shit. can you know
0: tell the difference between
2: your and your.
0: <sighs> that drives me insane. I don't care who does it. It's just your, there's, your, there's and your. There's a
2: couple people in our
0: chat that there's are more than a couple. really bad with it. Yeah. It's funny because I've become a stickler now, like when somebody sends us a review uh, s- sample. That's one of the things that if I see it, it's almost like hitting a light switch. <laughs> there and there, and your, your, and your. Those yeah. are the ones that just drive me insane. And it's it sucks because every now and then, autocorrect will actually autocorrect it to the wrong one. Yeah, the situation. I've had that. So,
2: uh, oh, my,
3: auto-co- because- my autocorrect hates we are, you know, where. Yeah, yeah. And it changes it every damn time.
2: Apparently, <laughs> we an extra- to where? Are you on iOS? I'm on Apple, uh, uh, Android. Okay, on iOS. Apparently, if you add an extra e at the end, then it'll auto it'll auto correct to the we are oh. contraction.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, that's stupid Apple. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Hand of Fate two was pretty cool. cool.
0: Uh, and then you hit Fallen Legion.
2: Yeah, Fallen Legion. Um, so that was really cool. It was it's a game that's really up my alley because it it feels inspired a lot by uh, Valkyrie Profile.
0: That's the one that's like a Vanillaware game, right? Yeah, it looks a lot like a Vanillaware game, so it's got really good good. graphics.
2: Um, It's four party members, um, each tied to one of the face buttons, and then you kind of press the buttons to perform combos and stuff. Okay. But uh, Valkyrie Profile is kind of turn-based, so one team goes, you do your combo, and then the enemy gets a turn. Yeah. Whereas this is more action-based, so both both are going at the same time. So in the middle of a combo, you might need to stop to block, and... There's, you know, mechanics for if you block just in time, then you take no damage and you get, you know, uh-huh. a bonus kind of stuff. Okay. So it was really cool. And I played the first level and did pretty well. And then the guy's like, you did pretty well. Here, try this level. I got wrecked. And he's like, yeah, we made that. That's a, a PSX exclusive
0: and no one's been able to beat it yet. Nice. Way to go, Andy. You could have you could have really stepped up. I know. Represented. Oh, I tried it. I did a retry and then I did even worse.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's because you're overthinking it
2: by that point. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But it had, had some pretty cool
0: mechanics. Um, I mean, did they mention at all that they were any kind of an offshoot from Vanillaware? No. Is it just like an it's, homage to it? Yeah, it's just an homage to it.
2: I actually didn't, didn't
0: mention it to him, but uh, it,
2: so I don't know if that was um, something that they were It looks fantastic. From, but they're a, a small studio that's um, not even in Japan. So. I'm
0: telling you, we've seen that this week, especially, where it's just like one artist. And they're like Wonder yeah. Boy Three that they, I played. All of the Shit. indies this year were beautiful. Yeah, like even some of them are like
2: just pixel graphic, and they they're just you know great great sprites and
0: it. And, and I'm sure Brambler's just rolling his eyes right now, <laughs> even though Rocket League's an indie, Brambler. Um, yeah, I, I was just knocked down by a lot of the games I saw this weekend mm-hmm. uh, on the indie, you know, in the indie areas. Uh, the one that you played later on that we were that we were taking taking a look at that yeah. looked fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> so
2: so and the cool thing about uh, Fallen Legion They had the Vita logo on their booth So I asked him Oh you're doing a Vita really? version He's like well actually the Vita version is separate So the, the story is I guess there's you know, two factions against each other So the one of them you're playing as The leader of the one faction in her party okay. And the Vita version is actually you're playing as the other faction
0: So, No kidding sound kind of interesting and I, is there going to be any interaction between them at all or? I don't know
2: but he did he did say that mechanically it would be similar okay. just like you know different party members and so they would have different kind of attacks and stuff
0: but that's an interesting way to to yeah, tackle it yeah especially
2: this. between platforms but yeah might be cool i guess the unfortunate i didn't ask but the unfortunate thing is it probably wouldn't be crossed by in that case oh, i doubt it
0: <laughs> Yeah. But but I mean who who can blame them if they're putting that much work into it? Yeah. Hey, make your money and more love for the Vita is always a good thing. More love for the Vita is always a good thing. I gave Geo Corsi a hug this morning. <laughs> said I needed Geo hug at Starbucks. Nice.
3: <laughs> and then you asked. He said, "Good job on Windjammers." And he just gave a song like,
1: "Yeah." He's yeah. Like, Ugh.
0: <laughs>
3: <clears throat> I want to know that story.
0: Dot Emo man. They had three solid titles. They had Windjammers. They had East Origins, and they had uh, Wonder Boy Three. So pretty badass. Anyway, all right, MJC, are you next?
3: Uh, yeah. Um, felt bad. I was
0: like fifteen minutes late for this appointment. Yeah, I get an email like, "Hey, man, you coming?" I'm like, "What?" I thought I, I thought MJC was. And, and then right like when a, I saw it, then he's like, "Oh, he's here."
3: Yeah. Uh, t- I I got distracted by something, but then uh, I looked in my calendar and there was no booth on it. So oh, then I was really? just like, I think I know where this is. So I went to one section, and then I looked into the program. Yeah. And then it said B1, I'm standing by B1, I'm doing circles, and yeah. then I have to open up the map, and it's like, no, it goes like B2, B3, and then B1's by giveaway. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that, man. Oh, no, no big deal. I, mm. But I got to play the game, and luckily I got there just when a session finished, you know, like oh, okay. people were playing. Um, so Orcs Must Die, it's uh, the third Orcs game.
0: I've been getting emails on this game for other platforms for a good year, and they finally announced it for PS4.
3: I, he, uh they asked, like, "Oh, have you heard of this game?" I'm like, "Yeah. Uh I've been getting stuff for them for yeah. a while now, but I just haven't been able to do anything with them because you know,
0: it's not on PlayStation and yeah." Yeah.
3: Um but um it's a free-to-play game. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> did uh,
0: it did it feel like a free-to-play game or it was actually
3: No, so they're doing the free-to-play that I like, which is when you uh Download the game, it'll come with three characters, and all you're buying is additional characters.
0: Okay, so it's like that Games of Glory that I played yesterday. Yeah, so it's okay. additional
3: characters and skins. It doesn't seem like it's going to be like a timer type okay. thing, or buy money. Yeah,
0: buy money so you can
3: actually... Is it one of those things where
2: you can like unlock the characters in the game as well, or do you have to buy them?
3: It sounds like you have to buy them, but uh, I'm is not sure. Is there a way sure. to like,
2: try them before you buy them at all?
3: I don't know, I didn't ask that. I didn't okay. uh, think about asking that. Probably that, not. No. Yeah.
0: By the way, I just got a message on my watch that your flight is on time. Oh, cool! Tomorrow, so I'm sure that that totally, you know, totally equates to what it's going to be like tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> well, not- we got
0: a message last night saying it was on time. What the f? What, what what's changed in the last 12 hours? It's not like it's been snowing all day in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. Anyway, um, works must die.
3: So, if you're not familiar with the game, it's a uh, third-person game, uh, tower defense. Uh, third-person action. Oh, and, God, uh, I
0: totally forgot. I'm really glad you went to that one, though, because I hate tower defense.
3: So, but, but it's, it's you know, you're not pulling back the map. You're just dropping traps. Right. Uh, so it's wave-based, so waves of enemies are going to come at you, and you have a certain amount of money from killing enemies that you can spend to drop. So, so it's
0: more like a plants versus zombies.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, in terms of uh, that mechanic, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and then you can always hop out of the build mode or whatever, and then you can just play it just like a Action game uh, where like my character had like a bow and arrow, so I was just shooting arrows. Why? That's kind of cool. All the stuff is happening, and then like you can uh, purchase like a guardian who can he's like a big dude, and he would just start knocking enemies out for you. And then again, you're running around setting up traps in between the waves. Um, Well, thing about it is, um, it has a co-op mode, uh, three-player co-op mode. Okay. Uh, and when you go into that, you're going to deal with, like, a bigger area that you have to maintain, and all three of you have to work together, drop your traps. You, you're you not sharing uh, any currency. Yeah. So each one has their own set of currency that they need to maintain, you know, to spend on traps. So Sure. Uh, it's one of those things where you can probably carry someone through a game if, you know, they don't have a lot of money to spend. Oh, okay. Uh, and I mean, like, in-game money, not, like, buying actual money for the game.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
3: Um, they they said they're gonna have a bunch of maps. I know it's over twenty uh, that you unlock over time. I want to say it was like thirty. Okay, uh, but there's gonna be a decent amount of maps in that. They're doing weekly challenges. They'll change the rule sets. Oh, okay. all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I talked to the developer for a while. Just like he wants that he he wants to uh, he wants to look into getting a uh, competitive type mode in it. Yeah, but he t- wants to make sure he can at least nail down. The co-op and the regular mechanics, because I don't think the previous games were free to play. So this is like I don't think so. This is new for them, and they want to make sure they do this right before they try and do something else. But so many things are free to play. So
0: I'm surprised we're still seeing as many free to play as we're seeing. Because I mean, it is successful for some games, but it does. It seems like a lot more of them aren't successful. Hmm. The guys at Dreadnought.
2: Since that was one of the free to play games, he was saying that Sony's been really nice to the free to play games. Oh,
0: well, because but, cause you don't as, have to have Plus to play them, and yeah, which
2: is which is a big thing. Like he 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 didn't specifically say they were snubbing their nose at Xbox, but he hinted at that uh, they might have shopped around and Sony gave them a good deal on. Oh,
1: you know, uh, okay.
2: And, but yeah, so it sounds like part of the reason is that Sony's been really kind of helping out. That's the cool. the free
0: to play games. I mean.
3: They must be successful because
0: mm-hmm. well there there have been very 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 successful free to play games. There there have been. Pokemon Go. Huh? Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go, which it was successful for a while but it's actually leveled it's, off quite a bit. Yeah, huh? yeah. But there there have been and and but the thing is it's still on the mobile side of things. I think it's more successful still from what from what it looks like. There have been some successful ones on PlayStation though. Warframe. Um, uh, Warframe is is and War Thunder and World of Tanks. They all do very well, uh, from what I've heard because they're, they're really popular on PC. But from what it sounds like, they're doing really well on console as well. I mean, World of Tanks is a lot of fun, I still get in there every now and then. Warframe, I really like, I always have, but it, it's a very confusing game. Like,
3: every time I see that, I'm like, are they making a new Vanquish? And then it's a Warframe, and I'm like, yeah, no.
2: I, they <sighs> changed it a lot. Since I know, launch, from what I understand. Yeah, my I, friend's still played on PC, and I. It looks completely different. It's and,
0: totally, the UI yeah. everything's totally different but it still gets confusing in terms of what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Uh, which is always a problem I've had with CCP games, you know, Dust 514 and, and even v- Eve Valkyrie, my biggest problem with those games is all right, I know how to fly, I know how to do whatever, but what what the hell am I actually supposed to be doing in this mode or you know wherever I'm going? So that's what gets a little frustrating. You're playing
2: Eve, you're supposed to be trolling. That's what I've heard. Yes. Apparently, that's
0: all that people do in that game. <laughs> um, all right. Well, cool. So it it seems
3: solid. Okay. Um,
0: Did they give any time frame on release or?
3: Uh, it's out on PC in the next week or two. Okay. And then uh, PlayStation Q one. Oh wow! Okay. That's so, quick. So pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Uh,
0: so I tried to get over by the the metalhead guys all day. To record some footage for uh, Super mega Baseball 2. they were totally willing to do it. Uh, the problem was every time I we went to the booth, it was literally swarmed with people because they were giving away free game. because the, because if you s- scanned your badge in, you got a free copy of the first game, which is not a bad deal,
3: yeah, I wanted to do that, but they were swarmed the entire day, I so it was a plus game, but maybe I'm wrong no no uh,
0: so yeah i don't i don't we didn't get any footage, which sucks, but uh we actually. Got in the elevator tonight and Scott and a couple of, the, or I can't remember the other guy's name, uh, from Metalhead, got in the elevator with us. So I'm like, dude, we got to talk. So we're going to try to get something taken care of because it is really good. I played it again. Yeah, I actually played a little bit last night after we recorded. Oh, nice. Nice. What'd you think? It was interesting.
2: Yeah. I went over there to get the free game, of course. Of course. And uh, someone dropped out right as I was walking up. So they That's were like, r- here, hey, play the game. So I was pitching and I proceeded to give up like five runs in a row. Yeah. Nice. Like, I really didn't know what I was doing, and there was they had they were the one of the few few booths that I saw that they didn't have the controllers wired. And right. every once in a while, it would just kind of go, haywire.
5: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, they they played pretty well.
5: Nice. Yeah, um, I
0: I really like it. Not yeah, a huge
2: baseball guy yeah. as far as games, but
0: it, it's the improvements they made over last year are all really welcome. Like I, it, it didn't need improving to a certain extent, but they're, what they're trying to do is make sure that the look. Seems more conducive to a baseball game now, so the running animation looks a lot better. And uh, the swing animation, the characters look more like a real person now instead of, like, hugely deformed characters.
2: They still like, the big heads and everything. But...
0: Yeah, it's... They, they. I mean, they're all still characters, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, so, after we got done recording, I went over and played uh, Gran Turismo Sport in VR. Uh, I got to do two circuits. It wasn't a race because it was just time trial. Uh, so I, I, it was both on, we're on Willow Springs, which is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, they added that in Gran Turismo six. It's, I really love that track. And the funny thing is it's not too far from here. It's like an hour away from LA. Uh, it, they had the full seat set up, you know, and, and they had the new Gran Turismo wheel from Thrustmaster, the, the new branded one we just nice. put a story up for. It, it, it was cool. I mean, it, obviously this is still alpha, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to change, but the core driving was Fantastic! It, it it drove like you would expect a Grand Turismo to drive, and and the whole time I was like, "Holy shit, I'm playing Grand Turismo on a PS4." You know, it it dawned on me, even though it didn't dawn on me at E3 as much as now. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I'm Willow Springs and on in, in PS4." Um, the thing is with this build, and again, it's an early build, folks. And actually, they told me that this build just came in a couple weeks ago, and they said the one before this was even worse with uh, like textures and everything. The core track and everything else looked good. If you looked off to the right or left, it went off forever. There was no cutoff. But like billboards and everything on the side of the road were insanely low res. Like you couldn't even read them. So, but again, early build. And I brought it up to him. And I said, you know, hopefully this is fixed by the time the game comes out because that's the biggest complaint a lot of people have with DriveClub VR. You know, um, and he, they're pretty confident. Yeah, it's it's going to be fixed. But you know, just something to food for thought. But it was cool. I uh, I was taking corners really well. The first race I did was just like in a a Mazda or something, just so I could get a feel for it. And then they let me do another, uh, another run. So I took a, a McLaren F1 and I was doing great. And I came up to the second to last corner on Willow Springs and I just clipped the sand a little bit and I just spun out like crazy then i had to go find the track i couldn't find the way. i found that i lost the track and here of course i've got the vr headset on and i'm just like i've lost the track i'm sure there was people looking at me just laughing uh but i'm telling you like i was playing from the cockpit view and everything and you know it's kind of like drive club vr where you can look over and you can see the the mirrors and all that stuff and they had uh hot air balloons which looked really crisp uh what was there looked great like not, no shimmering no aliasing nothing like that uh, the lighting was great. Like the sun was just on the horizon on one of the, uh, there's a yump that you come over into a right turn, uh, about halfway through the track and the sun was right there and it was, you know, it was shining off the road and everything. And it was blinding, you know, I'm, I'm, and at one point I actually stuck my head up to try to look over the, the dashboard a little bit more and I could hear, hear the producer laughing because I'm sure I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden you just see my head go up. And I took my head, the headset off, and he's like trying to look over that uh, dashboard once, huh? Like,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, you should have tried to do what happened with Giant Bomb.
0: Oh, move over and yeah, yeah But the I was project in a seat. cars I was oh, in an okay. actual racing season, so they thought about it. Oh, I I, I I was watching that stream and I was laughing my ass off. That's one of the few Giant Bomb streams that I watched like for hours yeah. uh, when they were doing... It was the Oculus I yeah. think, launch day. Yeah. Yeah. That's now
3: their new test for any racing game. They stand up and move That's just a, it's to see a good if they break it.
0: Well, I have a video from Drive Club VR where I was in a replay, and I stick my head out to the left, and I actually stuck my head through the window, <laughs> but it's a replay. Yeah. So you're kind of in a, a weird camera, but I stuck my head out the window, and I'm outside the car, and I can look all around, and, and I have a video of it. It's, it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be preaching GT Sport for a long time. I don't know when the release is going to be. They're very adamant that get
3: ready, guys. Next three
1: years, it's going to be bad.
0: It is because I'm, I'm very psyched for it, and the stuff I saw this weekend was, it was impressive. It really was impressive, and they're very confident that they're going to be able to do this stuff. And you know, we hear it before, but. I keep saying, you know, GT5 with all of its problems was still really solid and they fixed it after a lot of patching. GT6 was damn solid when it came out. It really was. So, I'm excited hopefully online won't be a trudge. We have to put a 40 digit character or a 40 digit
3: uh lobby code in and all that shit, but and have some decent menus.
0: Actually, the GT6 menus are fantastic.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: They're they're very very good. That interface they completely retooled it and it's it's very good. So that I'm not too concerned with, but yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was great that I got to sit down and I also went out to, uh, behind the, the, the keynote area and I saw that humongous hundred inch screen that that he was talking about. Holy shit. It's a $60,000 display. Jesus. Yeah. It's a hundred inch Sony. I want to say ZT nine. Uh, and it runs at 1500 nits, which is one of the highest HDR sets right now. It looked oh, real good. I oh per- I
2: periscope today and I walked past it on the periscope and
0: I was like I'm sure I'm doing it no justice no. at all. No. Yeah, that was that was really cool to see. Um yeah, so uh GT Sport, I'm excited. Uh they might even they were kind of hinting that they might do a uh, an event at some point, so I'm hoping we get invited to that cuz I will be all over
3: that. Then and they can like have you drive a car and then you can crash it or something.
0: I'm all right with that. I'll go out in a ball of flames. That's fine. But if I'm telling everybody now on staff, if there's an event for GT, I'm going.
3: They're going to fly you out to Germany for that famous Dragos oh, Hockey.
0: For the Nürburgring? Yeah. I remember I read a story, I want to say last year or the year before, where they took a couple of like kind of enthusiast writers. I think it was somebody from GT Planet and from another site that does a lot of grand tourism or racing stuff. And they actually took them to the Nürburgring and uh, they put him in. What car did they put them in? But it's like a $80,000 car. And, and they're like, get going. And <laughs> I don't want to crash this car. Are you insane? Because the problem with the Nürburgring is they run all day. So they, what they do is they queue everybody up and they release you and 90 seconds later, they have another one. So there's always some asshole, the Porsche, you know, driving by you if you have a kind of a more regular car. So it's, it's insane. Like there's always crashes because guys come around corners and they're too aggressive because they're trying to set a time. And if the people don't know the rules there to get out of the way and everything else, I mean, there's videos on YouTube, like 20 minute videos, like worst Nürburgring crashes for 1998 and for 2006. And I, they're all over the place. I would be scared shitless if I ever got on the Nürburgring. I'm a good pretty decent driver.
3: You'd want a professional drive and then you sit in a passenger yeah, if, and if just there, watch it. Like yeah, it, it, totally. if you had the if, chance, you would do that. Then Yeah.
0: I'd be alright if if I have a professional driver and I'm just sitting in the car, I would love it. It'd be awesome. Uh but yeah, there's I don't I personally never want to drive the Nürburgring. I I do not have any faith in myself. But I I probably have that damn track memorized. I've I've driven it so much and It's in every game. So, Project Cars, Forza 6, Gran Turismo, everything, yeah. But I'm, I'm psyched. I'm totally psyched. I wonder how much money they make off of licensing fees. Nürburgring? Yeah. Oh, actually, that's why in some games it's called Nordschleaf. Mm. They get around a lot of the licensing fees by by calling it Nordschleaf. <laughs> yeah.
3: And slightly change the color of the asphalt no? they good. good...
0: No, and they have all of the laser scan stuff. No, I'm saying
3: it. that when they change the name, yeah, yeah, those companies, then they just change like some little slight details. So <laughs> like, no, it's different.
0: Yeah, you added a tree on the side of the course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an extra tree. That's not your track. Yeah, no, I'm 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 actually there's
2: a, there's a slight pause. Yes.
0: Well, so we might get that new Thrustmaster Gran Turismo wheel. So if we do, I'll probably crack out uh, GT6 on. Uh, I'm PS3 and play it because I'm actually itching to play GT again. I like Project Cars, Forza Sixes. It's Forza Six, but I'm really itching to play Gran Turismo right now. Damn it! Stupid Sony making me want to play GT Sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next, Andy?
2: Uh, sure. So next, I went and had an appointment for uh, Arrow. Arrow. Aero.
0: Eero,
2: like A E E E R O. Something like that. Um yeah, it's it's kind of like a little bit of like uh Rez Child of Eden kind of yep. thing. Yep. Uh so it's got some kind of music elements. It's definitely timed to the music when enemies pop up and things oh, okay. like that. Uh, and there's kind of two parts to the game. So one part you're flying through a tunnel and there'll be like a track that'll appear. You have to hold the analog stick to kind of stay on the track, and you'll build up a uh, multiplier during that, and then you'll end up in a section where there's enemies, and then you have to, you know, target fire them. Okay. Thing kind of like in in uh, Child of Eden. So huh. it was really cool, and of course the music was all real good. Um, <clears throat> there's a boss fight that I played too, where you're fighting this giant uh, worm thing. Okay. And that was really cool. Nice. Because uh, like you're, it's flying along to the, it's you know coming in and out of the sand next to you. Uh, and you're firing at it, and then eventually it'll pop up ahead of you, and you, like, fly inside of it. So then you're on the inside, and that's doing the the track part where you're following along the track.
0: I mean, did they... Did you talk to him very much? Did they even say anything like, well, we're kind of inspired by Rez or by Um, whatever? The
2: the only guy who was there was a PR guy.
0: Okay. So, um,
2: but yeah. I mean, I talked to him for a little bit, and he was talking about... There's 15 tracks in the game at the moment, and uh, there was only, like, three or four that were playable there. Okay. But, uh I was having a lot of trouble with one of them just because when I first started playing, the guy was talking to someone else, so I just kind of started playing, and I didn't oh, okay. know how to fire the weapons. <laughs> so I kept <laughs> kept trying this one level and kept dying because I couldn't figure out the button for it. Nice. But I uh, did a little bit better once I figured it out. And he said there's they're actually going to have uh, different difficulty modes. One of oh. them will be the chill-out mode where you can't die. So if oh, that's people want to you know, just experience the game that way.
0: I like that idea. I really like that idea. Yeah. Um... What was the question I had? Oh, so there's those sections in the trailer where you're kind of going down the tunnel and there's a line that you kind of have to stay on. Yeah. Did you do any of that? Like, how was that controlled? That was with the analog stick. So you're actually moving to yeah. stay on this. So basically, the the ship goes
2: wherever your analog stick is. So if you leave it centered, oh. the ship stays centered. If you move it to the you know right, it'll be on the right side of the circle. So basically, you can move the ship in a circle around kind of the, the sides of the screen. Okay. And you're following along those tracks.
0: That's, that's where I was kind of thinking it was like TXK. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because well, Tempest 2000 and TXK, one of the bonus rounds is you have to keep the cursor on a trail. Yeah, and
2: in that's those right. sections, if you're not on the track for too long, then you you lose a life. Okay. Um, right. And there were a few sections in one of the levels where you're on one of those sections and a few enemies pop up. Okay. So occasionally you have to use... Because the other analog stick is what you use to target, move the target around. Okay. So you're using both both thumbsticks... Uh, at the same time. All right. And then, well, of course, firing was,
0: as I found out, R2. I'm kind of proud of myself that I kind of figured it kind of what it was going to be like. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It looks good. I was yeah, watching. Yeah, the graphics look pretty
2: pretty amazing, too. Yeah, yeah it's
0: nice. Because I was watching somebody else play it for a little while. I I asked,
2: I asked. think I asked about Pro, and he said no plans yet, but they were thinking about it. Okay. You know, try to get a few enhancements on there. But sure, sure. And Oh, and he said they were definitely looking into VR. Which would be pretty cool. I think
0: that game could work very well in VR. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Res proves it. I mean, even if it's a game that you're always moving forward, yeah. you know, well, Res, even, you move around and Thumper too. Yeah. 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 Thumper is very cool in VR. And the timing is great because it's built for the VR headset, so they know what the input yeah. lag and is going to be. Exactly. Yeah. The timing is really well done on Thumper.
3: Cool. Mike? Uh, I had the uh, game uh, Move or Die.
0: Yeah, and you were kind of excited for this one already.
3: Yeah, I, I'm always looking for couch games, you know, local, uh, local multiplayer competitive co-op games, sure. and uh, this is a competitive game. Uh, it's four players offline, and I believe they're working on the online. Okay, uh, it's just a bunch of uh, different types of mini games you can play against people. Not mini games; just uh, different rule sets. Right, right. So you just play like these little. Little tiny, they're very square little characters on the screen, and there'll be uh, game types where it's, uh, there's a spike ball bouncing all over the map, and you have to avoid it, be the last person standing, right? Or there's a rocket picking on each, uh, picking on a specific character, so you have to dodge it or lead the rocket to kill everyone else. Hence,
0: move or you're gonna die.
3: Yeah, no, and uh, the, what plays into that is no matter what mode you're playing or game uh, 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 game mode you're playing, yeah, you can't stand still if you stand oh, still at right. any point you will just die automatically isn't it also like
0: it changes the modes change every 60 seconds or something where or like the game type changes
3: you can set a playlist to do that oh okay there's about 30 different uh modes to choose from okay and then you can just set a playlist so you can just play the same one over and over again but you can make the playlist i think as big as you want and you can change like oh. how many wins you need to to uh,
0: cuz it seemed very tower fallish to a certain extent but you know, they were changing things up, and they were making it a lot more frantic, basically. They were They're, trying to find a, a way to make a Tower Fall game more frantic.
3: And I think they did, and it sounds like it's pretty customizable, so you can probably just have it switch every okay. so often. Okay. Uh, it, uh, it's been out on Steam for a little bit.
5: Oh, really? Okay.
3: Uh, it's coming to PlayStation hopefully soon, or... He's very consistent of like he's not done adding modes. Oh yeah. So until he's done adding modes, then he'll be able to lock down. Currently, oh. it's at thirty modes, but he wants to do more. Jesus. Yeah, I thought that was fine, but he's just like, yeah, I still have more ideas to keep it keep it going. But yeah, right. it's easier to add those modes at to a Steam release than they are to add a to a PlayStation release after right, it's been released. Right. You know, it's just he'd rather just get it all in at launch because they have to go of,
0: through CERT, and yeah yeah.
5: Yeah,
3: it's a it's a pain. You basically just unlock characters, uh, different characters. All of them are just like weird little things. It was like a I, – I was playing an owl. Someone was playing a banana. Someone was a Dracula. Or, I'm a, a banana. Not a Dracula. A vampire. Sparkly vampire. Sparkle, sparkle. No, it was, it was definitely a Dracula.
1: Dracula. <laughs>
3: cool. Yeah, it, was, it was a fun game. Uh, it's definitely something that appeals to me, because anytime I have friends over, I like to just load up one of those types of games. Sure. Like, Nidhogg's our go-to, and uh, screen sheets, stuff like
0: that. I was watching somebody play Nidhogg 2 today. Wow, those visuals are... It, there's so much more going on now. Yeah. It doesn't have that weird Nidhogg look. Uh, yeah, like... I like the animation and everything in that, too. I mean, the animation was always good in that game, but it was simple.
3: Nadeauhog gives me now a feeling of just like, it kind of has like a Five Nights at Freddy type of look. <laughs> those characters are just weird. And, yeah. I don't know. Something something about that game. I, I still don't know. I still love the way it plays, but I still don't know if I like the way it looks. Sure. Sure. Yeah, those
0: characters look weird. But.
3: And uh, the, the giant dick monster that eats the winner. <laughs> that <laughs> just looks so much scarier That's now. That's a
0: tent pole! Or something. Uh, So then you and I walked over to Windjammers. Mm-hmm. And, well, the Dot Emu booth. So Dot Emu has Ease Origin, which looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I only watched a little bit of it, but that looks really good. And then uh, they had a couple things of Windjammers set up. Andy and I were going to play with these two dudes, kept doing rematch over and over and over and I said, all right, screw this. And I kind of walked around for a few minutes. Uh, but what I was there for was Wonder Boy 3, uh, Dragon's Trap. So this is a remake of... It was a game on the Master System and on the Turbo Graphics. It was called Dragon's Curse on the TurboGrafx. Uh, I did an interview for this two weeks ago. And my dumbass deleted it on accident. So uh am going to be doing an interview with them again probably next week. I'm actually kind of glad that... Uh, I waited, because, or that this happened, because now that I've seen the game, I didn't actually play it because it was, there was a lot of people, and I didn't want to take away from other people seeing the game. Well, so, then I ended up playing it while you were standing oh, that's right, You played it for a while, too? Yeah. yeah.
2: What'd you think? It was cool. It's definitely got the classic vibe. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful. Yeah, it
0: is. The anim- animations are all oh, really good. I love the art, and it was funny because Mark is a huge Wonder Boy fan. He, he's like the biggest Wonderboy Boy fan and uh which and and then ease so he must just love dot emo. i'm not to give him some shit but uh we were talking about it because there's actually two wonder boy remakes in the in the works there's another developer doing a different wonder boy remake and they're both working with the original developers so it's this really weird thing going on right now uh but i was talking about the art and i'm like man look at these look at these screenshots and everything he says yeah, I think it looks really good, but at the same time, I don't like it. But I really like it. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, because that's Mark. Uh, I I did. I watched it for quite a while. I didn't really. I just didn't want to take it away from because there was a line of people there, so I didn't want to be that guy. You know, I have a media badge. Screw you.
2: I don't know when I was standing there. The guy finished, and then no one else was standing, which is why right. I, I picked it
0: up. Yeah, you really you you came in at the right spot. But uh, it, it's cool because. It's kind of a Metroidish ish game uh, with some RPG elements. But the hook of this one is that uh, you get cursed and you turn into four different animals. So there's like a dragon and there's a piranha and a lion and a mouse. And every single character plays completely differently. So like the mouse can actually walk up walls and walk across ceilings. Whereas the dragon can breathe fire and he's got a better attack, that sort of thing. Um but they're literally, it's like a remake of that game. So if you ever play Dragon's Curse in the TurboGrafx, this is, it's the game. And, and and they're trying to stay very faithful to it. Uh, Omar, who is like the, I think he's like the lead programmer in the game. Uh, he's the one I I interviewed a couple weeks ago. And he actually collects Sega stuff. And he sent a picture of one of the rooms in his house. He, it's more Sega stuff than Sega probably has. Like, he actually travels to Asia to get the really hard-to-find stuff. And he had, like, boxes of Master Systems and all this stuff. So, very, very big fan of the game. He said he used to play the Master System one all the time, and that's why it's such a favorite of his. Uh, I'm ex- insanely excited for this game. Uh, I really like Dragon's Curse on, on the turbo Graphics, and it, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm I'm stoked for this game. So, keep your eyes open for that one, folks. Uh the reason the interview got screwed up is because they announced at the keynote that it was coming to, to consoles cuz they everybody knew it was coming but nobody knew exactly like when or where, you know, just that it was PC. So, they were being Sony was being kind of weird about, you know, like, "Oh, don't tell anybody, it's going to be a PSX." Uh so I kept moving the interview file around because we were it was supposed to be on the podcast like 2 weeks ago. And then we didn't get the okay from from uh, Sony Europe PR. So then we had to wait another week, and then yeah, I deleted the folder by accident because I usually delete the old the old uh, podcast files, and sure enough, I deleted the damn interview. Ugh. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it, it's it, look it up. Uh, like I said, th- this is Wonder Boy Three: uh, Dragon's Trap. Um, it looks like it's only been worked on by a three man team, but I think it's cool. I, I I'm really excited for it. Uh, it even had like all the old trappings, like you know you couldn't breathe fire through a solid object but the enemies could yeah i noticed that and he said that was actually a limitation of the game of the systems back in the day uh that it just had to happen because they would have to put too many instruction sets in to uh prevent it from happening and there wasn't enough room in the memory space for it huh. so they kept all that in the game nice i love that that that's really cool so uh yeah, keep your ears open here. We'll definitely have the interview hopefully in, again in a couple of weeks. And uh, I'll talk to Omar cuz it it was a it was a lot of fun. I'm so pissed off that I deleted it anyway. Uh what next? Who's got next? Who's got next? Sure, I guess I'll go.
2: All right. So uh I went to another indie booth for a game called Heartforth uh, Alicia.
0: Yeah, I didn't see much on this.
2: Um there's a, a trailer out there. I think I watched the trailer before I went, because the game looks pretty cool. It's a very Metroidvania-inspired game, okay. but then with a lot of RPG elements added in. So it's um, playing as like, a, a mage character, and she has oh, a, yeah. a whip similar to like Metroid, uh, or I guess Castlevania games. But then like near the end of the demo, I got a spell that I could use to cast a... Uh, I guess it was like a wind spell. Okay. To use for both puzzles and for uh, enemies, kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, it was really cool. It's got um a very simple kind of pixel
0: graphic art style. Um, but I thought it worked really well. It's it's got some really cool lighting and, and yeah. a lot of layers of, of background scrolling yeah. too. So and a
2: lot of like good animations for yeah. Know, the relatively like kind of small sprite sizes and everything. Yeah, yeah. And uh so that was kind of funny because I walk in and he's like, oh, we've, we've got two demos, so play this one first and then play the other one. So I played the first demo, and then it turns out that's kind of like the beginning of the game, the first um, dungeon. Okay. And then you finish that, and then you go back. And the second demo was what he called the story demo, or the oh, okay. narrative demo, which was um, not a whole lot of gameplay. It was mostly story. So oh, okay. uh, the developer was saying that uh, the game is very inspired by kind of classic RPGs. Sure. So it's got a lot of those kind of trappings. So I, at the end of the demo, like... Um, a giant meteor kind of falls near the village, and your your character's, you know... It's
0: always a meteor. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> it's kind of funny, there's a... In uh, Final Fantasy 15. there's a giant meteor in there. And, uh, oh, seriously? One of the, there's this nerd character who has a shirt that says, um, Eat, Breathe, Meteor, or something like that. <laughs> people are, like, saying,
0: When's Square Enix gonna make that as a shirt? I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it will. Square Enix never has a problem selling something to somebody. Yep. But yeah, so the Alicia game
2: was pretty cool. It's definitely, I think, one to keep an eye on.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, What'd you have next? I
3: had Devolver. <clears throat> Devolver. Oh, yeah. I only played one game at their booth. This is okay. um, they had uh, Strafe. Or Strife? Strafe? I think it's Strafe. Strafe. Which is a uh,
0: first-person shooter, yeah.
3: But the, the devs weren't there. They were, with, uh, they were on uh, Sony stage or something.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to see that Sundered game today, and that got canceled because they went up on the Sony stage, so I have to email them back, and we, I never was able to reschedule it, So, uh, but I want to check out that Sundered, because it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, so that same thing happened to you with Strafe.
3: Yeah, and then the other game they had was Ether, uh, which I played last E3, Yeah, uh, but the devs weren't there, so it was just the demo thing, so it was one of those things where it's like, I'd rather talk yeah. with them and catch up on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Shadow uh, Shadow Warrior 2, that's been out for a couple weeks on that's, PC and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's been so. out a while. Uh, so I just focused on Absolver, which is the one they just announced. Which and, you
0: were already kind of talking about anyway.
3: Because they released a trailer last week Yeah, as just, you know, like a PC announcement, and then they revealed at PSX that, hey, it's coming to PlayStation. Right, right. That game's, it's a, it's a combat game, you know, like right. a fist fighting sword type of thing.
0: I thought uh, I saw something. They they called it like a melee combat RPG or something.
3: Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah, um, this game can actually be pretty cool. I I, I enjoyed what I uh, played. It, you, you choose from like three different characters. They each have their own style uh, and their own like special. Like the the one fighter I chose, if I hit R one and then uh, move the right stick a certain way to block something, yeah. I would absorb the blow. And then it would kind of like push back the enemy a little bit. Okay. So it wasn't just like a normal parry. It was just like I absorb the blow, don't lose any health at all, and then huh. I would be able to like counter.
0: Uh, Interesting.
3: And the the way they have the fighting, like the, the, they're taking the, the 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 how you build your character and their fight style, like really serious. Like you um, can break down your fighter's stance and okay. have move sets based on the stance. So, you would edit your character, you would, like, hold R2, and then move the right stick to, like, a left quadrant, right quadrant, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then when you did that, it would break down, like, three combo stances, like, three moves that you can build into a combo, and then you would have a bunch of moves to choose from. So, you can, like, one of my stances was I would go with the right hook, left hook, leg sweep. Okay. And you would build that, and that's just for one quadrant. So, then when I would get to another stance, I could do that again. Huh. So you can, break, you can customize your character to where your fighting style will feel kind of like your own. Okay. Cool thing about the game is it's going to be uh, multiplayer. So it breaks into an open world and people will just make in and out of your it's game. It's just people
0: fighting all the time.
3: Basically. I, you, you I don't can, think that's a world I want to live in. Uh, and when you do that, you can um, mentor someone. So uh, I had that one Wait, fight. so you can be
0: like the sensei?
3: Basically, sounding more and more like Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do not talk about Fight Club.
0: What? Exactly.
3: So, like, if I had the, uh, <laughs> if I use my character, the one that like absorbs blows, and then Andy had another character that did something special, I can learn his fighting style, oh. and I believe possibly learn his moves because he might have unlocked different moves than me. Okay. Or we could just fight and kill each other, and I can steal his like armor. Or there something. you go.
0: Take his take his underwear.
3: Um, Not it, my underwear. Take your Patapon
0: underwear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, uh, um, I spent a decent amount of time uh, just doing the one v one stuff, sure, which I won both of my matches. But the mat, like the matches, take a decent amount of time because you want to it turns into that you have to be very strategic with your movements because you mess up and someone gets into a combo. Yeah. So how the combos work are once you hit someone, a little meter will go and it touches a point. So it's just like uh, you have to hit it like on a rhythm. Right. And you need to get it exactly. And once you get it, like it's a five-hit combo and then it breaks. But once you get someone in that combo and you're in that rhythm, if they can't break it, you're doing heavy damage and it's
0: brutal. Interesting.
3: So you can, tur- you, can uh, you can be damn near dead, but if you get into a heavy combo with all your heavy strikes, sure, you might be able to turn things around and then hmm. uh, pull out something. And then wow. there's weapons, too, so it's not just like fist fighting. You can have a sword, uh, axes, all that type of stuff, but you'll have to find through the world or trade with someone. Oh, okay. So someone might find a better weapon and it'd be nice enough to give it to you or you just kill them. Huh. All right. And Interesting. Uh, it's really early, though. So, like, I mean, they just announced it last week, and they were talking about how they're still not ready yet to be an alpha. Oh, okay. But the game, like, they they worked out the demo pretty well. Like, nice. they must have busted their ass on that demo if they're, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because the demo looked pretty complete, but.
0: Very cool. Yeah.
3: We, Looking forward to there that. There were one.
0: more than, like, at E3, uh, the, I think the percentage of demos that we're breaking here is definitely higher than an E3. And I heard so many developers, like you were talking about with Provinciano and uh, uh, the Shakedown, um, I always forget, Shakedown Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I had so many people today say, oh yeah, they found so many bugs last night so we went back and made a new package this morning
3: or last night. <laughs> so many things. I broke probably like five or six games well, today. Of course you did. Just like you break all of our hearts. <laughs> I, the only one I broke was that uh, Arrow
0: game. The which one? Oh, Arrow? Yeah. Nice. Crashed it right as I was finishing. Fuck yeah! Finishing. Way to go. PS Nation, crasher of games. Uh, and then I went over and I was talking to Dan Adelman, who famously used to work at Nintendo. He handled the indie game stuff there. Uh, he's been doing his his own company now for uh, like PR and everything. And uh, he handled the game uh, Axiom Verge. So I went over to talk to him because he's handling Chasm, uh, which... It sounds like that Chasm finally is complete end-to-end, and now they're putting all the finishing touches and everything on it. I played so that
3: two years ago and talked to him I know. about that no, game. No, but he
0: actually said end-to-end it's done now. Like You can make it all the way through the game. So they're adding additional animations. They're putting all the side quests in right now. But he's handling another game, and I went and got Andy for this because I wanted him to see this. A uh, game called Mages of Myster- Uh And... I was really interested in it, but with my thumb and everything, I just didn't think I'd be able to play it too well, and I thought you'd be interested as well, so that's so why I wanted you to see it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a over. Zelda-ish game. Very much, yeah. Uh, I was kind of saying that it's got cartoony graphics, but they're not cartoony. It's really hard to explain. Like they're, You can tell that they're trying to make it look kind of with that cel-shaded look, or even like Zelda a little bit, uh, but... Like, adulting, it, you know, it wasn't like Tom and Jerry, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But you played it for quite a while. What did yeah. you think? So, it was pretty cool. It's it's definitely very
2: Zelda-inspired, especially, like, yeah. with the way the dungeons are laid out. Well, there's a lot of, like, puzzle-solving involved.
0: Thirteen different dungeons, you were in one of them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I guess the big hook for the game is that there's a spell-crafting system built into it. Right. So, part of the puzzle-solving comes from crafting a, a spell that you can use to... Right. uh to get to the dungeon. So there's different, you know, elements you can add to your spells or... Like, for example, um, near the beginning of the game, one of the first things you get is you get, like, a, a hold spell that you you place it and it stays there. Right. And that was what you were using early on, like, light torches that would open doors. And then eventually I picked up a modifier thing. I forget what, what their terminology was for it. Yeah. But uh, once I attached to that spell, it was, like, a move modifier. So then I would cast that and then my fireball would... Yeah, so you could cast somewhere. a fireball essentially. Yeah, exactly. And then it would fly out and hit something and Right. Um so different different little things like that. I, another thing like you get the me- melee attack. Yeah. And eventually I got uh some modifier that made that do kind of like a burst damage which Yeah, like could a ground knock, pound thing. Yeah, knock shields off of enemies and stuff like that. Yeah. So the devs were saying that um at some of the demos they've had uh, in this one there wasn't a whole lot of modifiers I got. Okay. At least playing through you know, just the first dungeon, but he said that They've had some people kind of pick up and make things that they didn't even realize you could do with the system. Kind yeah, of
0: thing. Uh, the one they were telling me about was somebody created a thing where you had like a helper, and the helper would literally just follow you around and shoot fireballs out at yeah. different directions. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, they were they were saying that they've been they've been finding because they can go back in and look and see whatever he did, and they're like this we've never seen this one come up
2: before. Yeah, and it sounded like in the final release, um, they'll have a. Uh like a sandbox mode where you'll have all the modifiers and everything unlocked so you can yep. kind of mess around with it and make up your own spells, that kind of stuff.
0: Right, right. Which is, I think it's a great idea.
2: Yeah, it was a really cool system. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a grid thing and there's, you know, different rules as far as placing these different modifiers and stuff to right. kind of keep you from going too nuts. But
0: What did you think of the gameplay? Like, the controls and everything?
2: That was the one thing I had a little bit of an issue with. It was kind of floaty. Okay. Um, And <laughs> that was the game I was having issues, problems with, like, because of what I've been playing earlier in the day. I kept trying to press X to dodge. That's right. And uh 'cause in Hand of Fate you dodge with X. In this game there was no dodge at all. So oh, okay. X didn't do anything. I kept trying to dodge out of the way. But um Yeah, it was just a little bit floaty and uh okay. the attack didn't feel too weighty, the kind of melee attack. Sure. But uh, it feels like a minor thing that you know maybe they're still working on. So
0: it kind of looked like that too, like when you were fighting kind of the the, the smaller bosses. Yeah, uh, it was really tough to tell that you were actually landing blows. You know, like yeah. you would see a flash, but it didn't seem like they had any weight at all. Yeah, yeah. But other than it, that, I think the I love the art style. Yeah, the
2: game looks good, and I think the the hook of the crafting spells is really cool. Yeah,
0: so. I actually want to play it. I, I really do. So. They they gave us a Steam code for it. I don't know if it's an early access code or whatever, Probably, but yeah. yeah. But I'm definitely gonna try to check that out when I get home. It was neat. Yeah, I watched you for a good 45 minutes. Yeah,
2: I played through that whole first uh, wow first dungeon, and I feel good because uh, the guy next to me got to the boss like five minutes before I did. I got to the boss and then beat it before he.
0: Started. Oh really? How to beat it? That's funny. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, he was yeah he was about five minutes ahead of you because I, I was watching what he was doing to see how you would handle it. Yeah, you were figuring out the puzzles a lot faster than he was too.
2: Yeah, I did get stuck once or twice, mostly just because there was a occasional times where you had to backtrack and find something, or I I hadn't realized that something was a door. But uh, overall,
0: it was pretty decent, like puzzle nice. puzzle design and stuff. Yeah, it it, look, it looks like something to keep an eye on. And yep. I, you know, I didn't even know anything about it. I'd walk by it, but and kind of looked, but I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Yeah, and I they think were it was, re- they were really popular because they they were giving away t-shirts yesterday. Oh yeah, And everybody was walking over like, oh, can I get a t-shirt? And like we're out, <laughs> sorry. I think it was in the might have been in the keynote briefly. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. in one of the sizzle reels, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks good though. I'm excited for it. Who's next? Who's we're on? We're getting low. We're getting low here.
3: Uh, the Burning last of appointment I had was uh, ukulele. Okay. Uh, which I was kind of dreading all day because they had the most. <sighs> Ridiculous line, and people were sitting on the floor, like
0: blocking the the walkway, and they were letting them do it.
3: it yeah, the, the, the line management and uh, PSX isn't that great. No, they didn't do a very good job of that. As someone that works C two E two every year, I'm very like <clears throat> very OCD about line management. I wish I could have just started moving people. But, All right, we need to wrap this line or something. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, when jammers was blocking like the devs that were trying to show off their games. and so was like,
0: like, Nex Machina. Remember, you and I were trying to walk over, and we had to go like through because they they had the whole. Uh, yeah, aisle they, they
3: angled that at least to where I was blocking the aisle. Yeah, but the Windjammers line was just blocking devs that are just like yeah. trying to show their game, which yeah, it was sucked. crazy. Uh, but I love how a 15
0: year old game or a 20 year old game like uh, Windjammer still was pulling a, a crowd like that. Well, they were giving out frisbees. That's true. I never got one. <laughs>
2: frisbees either. and a theme. Yeah, and a theme. Yeah, I think all of indies had a lot of lines this year.
0: They did. It was. Uh, it was pretty cool to see that, like a lot of them had near
2: a constant ton of stream people of people in coming in. Yeah. I don't. It was very rare you'd walk past a, a dev and see no one playing their game. Right, right. No, I agree.
3: And when d- he did, they looked like they just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. oh my god, <laughs>
0: all the input we're getting. There
3: was a couple empty ones where I just like went up to it and I'm like, can I play? And they would look up from their phone and be like, no, I don't care. And just go back to their phone. It's like. <laughs> Okay, and then I'd flip my badge over and it would say media, and then it would sit up like, oh, okay. Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Cool. What do you want to know about the game? Uh, but Ukulele, uh, they were so busy. It was one of those things where I watched for a couple seconds before I went because it was a couple minutes early, of just like, man, these people are going to be pissed because it was like two hours till closing. It was a big Kickstarter. Yep, and I'm assuming most of those people in line were just checking up on their Kickstarter. Probably. Uh, but as soon as I saw her, like uh, the, the person at the booth, she. Um, as soon as someone got off one of the stands, she flipped the chair over and then put a sign on it saying "for media." So I was like, "I don't feel as bad now." And then I went over there and oh, got to okay. play it for fifteen minutes. But uh, got to play it. it. It was it was pretty much just like an open section, and I could just go where I wanted and do a mission or two. Okay, uh, this does feel like it was made by the people that did Banjo Kazooie, and I, I had as that, it should. Yeah, I had that old three D platforming vibe with. You know, that the humor where it's like it it works for young people, but there's a lot of puns and stuff like that that an sure. older person will get. Um, the, the I think the bad guy was they kept saying, um, uh, the name was capital B. What? So you're just like constantly like, oh, I don't want to deal with that capital B. So I'm assuming that's like their word for bitch <laughs> or something. I don't know. It was, huh. it was, there was like weird stuff like that. And then there was like puns. And then you know, they'll talk about like. Oh, you don't want to be this character in the game or something like that.
0: Oh, that dry European wit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the game was fun. Um it it glitched out on me.
0: <laughs> you broke it, didn't
3: you? Uh, no I d luckily we were able to just like restart real quick, but it was only a fifteen minute demo. Right. And then right. the the game would just end. You know, a screen will come up being like your time's up, and you have yep. to go. Yeah, uh, so I didn't really get a chance to. I, I just started to play the game, got the full fifteen minutes of play in there. Didn't really get a chance to talk to the person that was there because they were just so like flustered of just like getting people oh, in and out. So uh, they if,
0: put them in a bad spot too because. The line for the gear store, which was like two hours long to go buy PlayStation stuff...
3: Yeah, it was against that wall. ...was
0: right in the same spot.
3: And then the uh, booth next to them were giving away a game for the scan badge. Oh, really? So there was also another line shooting through the middle of it, oh, and people God. were sitting in that one. <clears throat> I think
2: uh, the Let It Die line was also like behind their booth. Oh, It was, well, it was, uh, it was yeah. a
3: little bit more, but yeah, their line was kind of going in like two splinters and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that area was amazing. That's why like I I wish I would have been able to talk a little bit more to them, but I totally understood of her just sure. being like I you know just trying to get people in and out. So. I mean,
0: I, re- I I approach an event like this or PAX a little bit differently than E3 because E3, I mean, that's what we're there for, you know. Uh it's it's not a public event. It's not fans spending their own money to come in and 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 spend time there like like at this or at PAX and I I'm very passive, you know, like I don't need to play, play, play the game. I'll I'll stand and watch somebody play because honestly, I like doing that sometimes just because I think you get a little bit more out of what you're seeing because you can pay attention to it. And I have no problem doing it. And that's why with Wonder Boy, I was like, no, keep playing. You know, I, I'm I'm having a blast watching it. I
3: I did that with uh, Orcs Unchained. I played okay. I played the single player thing, and then there's the co-op thing and yeah. I just stood with the dev and I just talked to the dev why I watched other people play it and I feel like I got a lot more out of it than if I had to just focus on playing the game. Right, right. I was able to at least talk with him, answer questions. We would see the three screens, three different screens of the people playing and I'd be able to learn stuff based on all the different things they're doing. Nice. So sometimes there is a benefit of just being like, I just am going to watch them play yeah, and I'm yeah. going to talk to you and you're gonna explain all this stuff that's happening in the game.
0: Yeah, I I was totally fine with that this weekend and uh, I was watching, I mean, there, there was a lot of games I was watching, so it, it was kind of cool because, you know, I just, a lot of times we just don't have time to wait in line either, you know, but even with appointments, you know, things get screwed up. Things get screwed up with the schedules. You're dealing with an indie developer a lot of times that doesn't really have the experience to work with appointments and, and whatnot. Or they're by themselves. Yeah. Those poor people. Uh,
3: that's why so. I didn't make a big deal with the ukulele. It's mm-hmm. like, I got to play the game. Got to ask ask a couple questions while I was playing it, and and we can all email needed. questions later. Yeah, if exactly. We need to, yeah, you know, there was a couple of times where I just told them, you know, our different developers that I met with of just like I might email you some questions because you know yeah. it's crazy right now,
0: and they love that.
3: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But, uh, but the game the game's like, kind of good and, and look good. Uh, I it glitched out on me, but it was just like a scripting error, which is easily fixable. It's, it's early, and stuff. and they even said like this build is from like. A couple months ago, which oh, okay. is usually the case for you know, like you have to do the build way ahead of time sometimes, sure. and uh, it's apparently releasing uh, first half of next year.
0: Yeah, we'll see about that.
3: It's one. It would be cool if they hit it though, because it would be very cool. Kickstarter. You know, games usually drag a little bit, so this would be a this would be a relatively quick turnaround <laughs> for Kickstarter. games. Some of those
0: Kickstarter games drag a lot. Yeah, yeah. You mean like
2: all the games we saw at the Adult Swim games booth?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I give, I give the you know the, the guys for raise the dead a lot of shit, but at the same time, like guys, get it done, will you? I mean, they're, they're very adept developers. They they used to work at Midway, et cetera, et cetera. And the demo I played is pretty much the same build I have for for our system. <laughs> it's just a new. It was newer, so like everything looked a, a lot better, and they they changed around. There's like this flashback scene in it. And they changed a lot of the mechanics in that. But I was like, this is the same... So when I was going through it, uh, the PR guy from Adult Swim was standing there. He's like, you ever played this? I'm like, yeah, I actually have this. Like, I have this level at home. (laughs) So I went through it. And, I mean, they they fixed a lot of the mechanics. They fixed a lot of the stuff. But I was like, oh, come on, guys. Bring a new demo. (laughs) But I'm sure, you know... A lot of these indies go to a lot of conventions, not just PAX, not just PSX, they go to a lot of stuff. And I'm sure there's a point where they get a stable build and they just want to use that. It yeah. still gives you an idea what the game's about, you know. And I get it. Especially was, when the,
2: when like you're only a month apart like there's not yeah. enough time to really iterate anyways. Well,
0: cuz there's GameStop Expo, there's PAX South, PAX East, PAX West, blah blah blah. GDC, there's,
3: you might, might want to take a, a yeah, build
0: there. Indiecade stuff. I mean, there's just always something going on.
3: And and yeah. a, a lot of indies that I talk to, it's not their full-time job for a, no. a good chunk of them. Like, no. Uh, I, I, I saw Earth Night. Uh,
5: yeah. Um, yeah. We watched
3: a little bit of that. Oh, that, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah that, yeah. that looks really they cool. They said they saw. They talked
2: to
0: you at one point. Yeah, the, uh, it was supposed to be a friend of mine was supposed to be working in the booth and she wasn't there and, and oh, I, I her talked, boss was I think there. I talked to her. That's the guy that you ran into last night.
3: That makes sense then. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. That's the
0: guy that we, I was outside waiting for MJC to come back from the Capcom Cup, and I'm waiting on the corner outside by the lobby, and I'm like, yeah, meet me outside the lobby. All of a sudden, he texts me, and he goes, yeah, I'm in the lobby. I'm like, no, you're not. You didn't walk by me, and he's inside the lobby. I'm like, dude. So at the same time, the the guy that runs the PR firm comes up and starts talking to me, and he went inside, and I guess he saw MJC, and he's like, oh, Glenn's outside.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it was cool, because I saw that game two years ago at E3. Yeah. Um, and the dev was working a part-time job and then when I talked to him today he's like I can finally work on as full time. Nice. So it's coming out next year Man, it as opposed good. to you know 2 years ago where he was working on it part-time because he right. had to, you know make a living and everything like that but oh, now yeah. he's at the point where he can just focus on a game soon and that's, cool. that's great cuz that game's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah and it's I don't know if they were doing it when you were there but when you would play the game they actually had the musician there and he would play
1: no As shit. you're playing,
3: which is just fucking cool. No, that wasn't... he was just that- on a guitar, and and he's, you know he was like look oh, at the awesome. screen to see where you're at, and then he would just start playing oh, the thing, great. which is like nice. And that's the only reason I noticed it is because I heard really loud music, and then I looked over <laughs> and there's a dude on a guitar, and then he would stop and then wait for someone to get back to the game, and then start again. I'm just like that's fucking brilliant.
0: That is great. Yeah, that's like the I did. There was one time I did Team Fremont podcast years ago. And uh, Yeski was there, and he actually—I had him play uh, background music the whole time I would talk. So anytime I would talk, he'd start playing background music for me. <laughs> I'm like, "This is the best." <laughs> but when you're the king, you know.
1: <laughs> 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 uh,
0: and, and then Adult Swim. What did what did you play? The Battle Chef Brigade. Yeah. So what what was that all about? So it's some world where people
2: uh, <laughs> fight against each other using. Food cooking, so like culinary <laughs> con- competition. So it's like Iron Chef? Yeah, a little bit. Is the secret but, ingredient shark anus? And in this case, it was bull meat. Oh, my God. But the, the main thing of the game is there's part uh, culinary competition, but you don't have any actual ingredients when you go in there. So oh. on your side of the the competition, there's a door. You run outside the door, and there's this big sprawling level where you have to fight the enemies and take their meat. Okay. Or you know, there's some plant enemies and stuff like that, or like you know, other things you find. You grab the stuff there and bring it back and use it in the cooking.
0: I'm stealing your parsnips.
2: <laughs> exactly. Nice. Um. So the when you're out there, the combat's kind of a 2D side-scrolling, um, brawler kind of thing. Okay. So a lot of kind of combos and
0: uh, dodging and. So that part of it, I saw somebody else playing it, and to me, it seemed kind of clunky. But oh, I liked it when I was. playing Was it, it. good? Okay, because it was it. It looked floaty to me, or
2: it. I guess a little bit. It reminds me a lot of like the vanilla games. games, okay. where it's kind of like you know you do an up combo and then combo them a little bit and then knock them to the ground and then like jump on them to do some more damage and then evade their attack and then go back into a combo kind of thing. Okay. Um, so that's where you gather all our stuff. Then you bring all the, the materials back into the cooking area. And what I played, um, there was only a single. I only had a single pan or a single pot. Okay. And it's kind of a match three game. So you drop your ingredients in, you match them up, and if you match up an element, it'll like uh, pull them into one and upgrade it to level two. okay, so then you do that again, you get another level two, another level two, and then you match those up and get a level three kind of thing. so you're trying to like build up a dish in this in this manner, and there's um, the ingredients are adding more orbs, and maybe like you don't have enough, so you go back out and you try to find another enemy that you know, has that that color kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's, it was really interesting, and he I was talking to the dev when I was done. And uh, he was saying that that's kind of like the very base level of what you do in the game. Okay. He was, he was commenting that um, mine was actually pretty good because nice. uh, I think I had uh, level two of each of the elements, which uh, he said no one else had done. Look at you. Weekend. I know. Representing the in just a positive good. light. But he said, like, later on, once you get into the more yeah. kind of high-end uh, competitions, then you might be trying to juggle something that's, you know, in the pan frying and then something that's boiling, and then you have a crock pot <laughs> that you can uh, let simmer for a while mm-hmm. while you go gather more materials sure. and all that kind of stuff. He said that once you get to the high end, there's um, more types of gems that go in there, like poisons and things that oh, okay. maybe you have to like boil out the poison to get the best kind of ingredients, things like that. Huh. So it was really cool. Um, I-, I like the Atelier games, which have that kind of mixing element, and sure. this seems a lot like that. There's oh. kind of a-, a puzzle element and a fighting rpg element to it oh
0: okay so
2: cool and the art style is really cool it sounds like it was really pretty it's not entirely final like not all the animations are in there right but it's a very kind of anime style um like sprites and everything that look look really good
0: nice and then you played um, another death's gambit
3: yeah i played death's gambit that is a um Side-scrolling game inspired by, like, Dark Souls, Castlevania, and a little bit of Shadow of Colossus. And I,
0: I was taken aback by the visuals when I saw it at E3. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's humongous boss characters. Yeah. And, um, But I stink at it.
3: I, I was struggling at the boss fight. Because the boss fight is, like, totally a Shadow of the Colossus type thing where you're climbing on the boss. Yeah. To try and damage him in certain spots, and man, that game was hard. Like, they, they were inspired by Dark Souls completely. Oh, God. Because uh, you you collect hope, which is basically your souls, <laughs> like in Dark Souls. So if, right. when you die in a spot, you can, like, regain the hope which you use to spend on stuff, or... Uh, you drop a feather, like, you know, Phoenix feathers to, sure. to revive your health and you'll drop one where you died and you can pick that up and, you know, like go back to your steps. Okay. Uh, since it's inspired by dark souls, very animation heavy to where you're going to have to learn, uh, characters, things. And then also like when you're fighting, once you start an animation, you have to finish that animation. So you get attacked. Like you have to make sure your timing's perfect. Uh, with, hmm. with your strikes, because like I, I, he had a really long sword and that was heavy, so he would do like yeah a big back swing that would just you know take forever to f- go through. It was powerful, but you could get damaged in between that. Right, right. So you, I've you, seen that one. You yeah. want to time everything perfectly, hmm. uh, and then you have to be careful of everything your enemies are doing. I thought I was avoiding one of the mini bosses, but his back swing was just hitting me enough that it was just doing chip damage and taking me out. Oh man, um, you, there's like a main hub world, and this is where like the Castlevania element kind of comes in because sure. there's different paths you can, or different uh, you know different areas you can go to. So you might want to do some backtracking or something, stuff like that. It's not full blown like you're not filling in a map sort of thing, right? But there's some areas that you're going to want to head towards, and okay, there'll be someone there that can like give you a new power type of thing to where it might make it easier to go down another another path than. You know, every area has a boss that are gigantic. Oh, okay. Uh, the game messed up on me, so I had to quit at a certain point because they had to, like, reboot the whole system. Broke it again. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I, I usually man. break a couple games at E3, and... Yeah. I still remember uh, seeing Octodad in Chicago. Yeah. And I, oh. I glitched it, and I remember them going on the couch, like, we're all sitting on the couch. Yep. And I remember one of them, after I did something weird... And then them turning to each other, and be like, he's not supposed to do that. <laughs> and then like immediately someone like took down a note, like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm kind of used to breaking or glitching games. Way to go! I had, a, I had a good stretch today. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: anything else that you guys tried? Because I know. Well, I did the. Well, I keep forgetting the name of that game now. Blood Strike, Blood, some space, Star Blood, blood Star Blood World. Arena. <laughs> so. They Star cha- Fox. They, they, they closed the the PR or the the media room early. And I was supposed to go in there and, t- and actually do an interview with the guys and everything. I'm like, damn it. So I waited in line for uh for the VR area and went in and played it. So this is it kind of inspired by an older game on PC called Descent. Uh that, that was years ago, years ago. It's back in the old Doom days. And one of the guys working on the game actually worked on the original Descent. Uh, and it's exclusively for, for PlayStation VR. Uh, it's being handled production-wise by San Diego Studios, but it's you know it's an ex- external company uh, that is that's actually developing it. Uh, so I got on and played it. it. First off, it wasn't as fast as uh, Descent, so I was a little thrown by that for about a minute. But
2: probably good for nausea,
0: though. Yeah, probably. I mean, when Rock used to watch me play, actually not just Rock. A few of my my friends used to watch me play Descent. And they would all get like motion sick just watching it on you know a 17 inch monitor. Um, I used to play Descent like every day. I was I was so obsessed with that game. I had the old Microsoft Sidewinder force feedback joystick, uh, which the game supported full force feedback. And like I had the hat set up on the top, the view hat to do my strafing and everything. I had it all configured out. So when when I talked to the guys yesterday. I was like, yeah, I'm getting a real Descent vibe from it. And they're like, oh, yeah, he used to work on Descent. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and, and I just nerded out. Uh, it it had those feels when I was playing it. It's it's really cool. Uh, you control it kind of like regular first-person shooter controls. So the right stick turns you and, you know, you move up and down with it. Uh, and then the left stick is all your strafing and moving forward, moving back. Uh, your guns are actually trained on where you look with your with your visor so wherever you're looking that's that's where you're firing so it's a little bit like uh E Valkyrie to a certain extent rigs if you choose the head tracking uh, side of things uh took first place does so a 3 and 3 just team for, uh, actually i think it was just deathmatch i don't even think it was team deathmatch it was just deathmatch uh but it's cool like there's a bunch of different pilots with different ships and obviously everyone you know has their strengths and weaknesses one might be faster one might be better in defense one might have better offense Uh, I kind of took a little bit heavier of a ship, but it had good speed still. And so like my heavy attack was, uh, it was a, like an energy beam that would strip away uh, an enemy shields and they can just finish them with your machine guns. Uh, and I got really good at it because you're tracking with your head. So, I was able to keep my focus on my enemy and I just, I would just zap them all the way down and then take them out. Uh, and then you've got like proximity mines you can drop. So a little bit more like, um, uh, uh, uh oh shit, what's that game I've been playing? Strike vector, uh, like strike Vector EX, where you have the, the mines you can lay out. Um, not as fast as strike vector though. Um, and then I just had kind of like a machine gun type weapon on mine and it's, it's really neat though. It it's, it's not too bad figuring out the controls, you know, you can ascend with R1 R1 and you des- descend with L1, you know, so you can actually do the 3D movement. It looks fantastic in the headset. Uh insanely clean in the VR headset. Like and you said it was running on a normal not a Pro. Yep, not on a Pro. Uh they didn't even talk about the Pro. They didn't talk about if they were going to do anything with the Pro because it's VR only. So, you know, they don't know if they're going to put any more Effects in it or whatnot because you know they don't have to worry about 4K with that because it's in, in the VR headset. Uh, sounded great. I, I'm seriously excited for this game. Uh, it's definitely a VR title I want to get. And I, we didn't go into what modes were available, any of that stuff, but yeah, it's it's exciting. So hopefully, get those guys on the podcast soon. Uh, I'm very, very good friends with the, the producer. He's actually a, become a very good friend of mine over the years because we're both Kansas guys. Uh, so I talked to him tonight and, and we're going to definitely set some stuff up for this game because it, it looked really good and it played well. So very excited. Uh, but then you guys walked off. Did you see anything else?
3: Um, I saw a game, uh, this might be a little bit of mix of today and yesterday. Um, future grind, which is, a. it looked like Uniracers from the SNES. I'm not too sure what that game is, but So, yeah.
0: Uniracers on the SNES was... It was a unicycle. And it was a rare game. Uh, and it used the the rendering that they used for Donkey Kong Country, but it was a lot more simple. And it was literally a unicycle that you would control... It was a side view going through tracks, and you tried to keep the wheel on the track, and you could do flips and everything to get bonus points. And I was watching that today, because like, I, I saw that game too. I just kind of watched somebody playing it, and I'm like, that's uni- unicycles, kind of. So... <laughs> Yeah, you played it though?
3: Yeah, I played it. Okay, what did you think? Um, So so with this one, it's not like a unicycle because there's like two wheels that you're constantly right, right. flipping. Uh, mm. So like there's a pink wheel, blue wheel, blue wheel can only touch the blue bar, pink bar can only touch the pink oh, bar. Oh, okay. And if okay, now it's not like uniracers. Uni- yeah. So when you would mess up, you would explode instantly and you have to restart. So you're trying to build oh. a high score by hopping between the rails. You had a, a pretty good like double jump. Mm. Um. And then there's like white bars in between and if you would hit the white bar you can continue but it'll break your combo. Okay. So you're trying to hop around and make sure you hit these bars perfectly. Uh and you can you don't have to hit them like on the top like you as long as you touch the bar you'll just grip to it so you can do like a manual or just like a regular grind or like a like a hanging one. Yeah. Um it's really fun. It's difficult to I played it for probably like ten minutes before I finally got the hang of it, and I was able to go through most of the levels they had there. Okay, um, but it's uh, in like the the same vein of like uh, kind of like the trials games, where you're just trying to like you know get like the highest score you can. Right, right. There's a quick reset, so if you mess up, you just hit a button, you're back at the beginning, so you just keep trying to perfect okay. it. so you're just trying to build up a bigger and bigger combo. Okay, found that game interesting, to be pretty fun. Nice. Um, I don't know if I talked about it yesterday, but I uh, saw that Loot Rascals was there.
0: Yeah, you I don't you know brought if, it up. I thought I, it was you though. Oh, I guess nah, not.
3: I don't know if I mentioned it on a podcast or just after but like uh I saw that game, That was another game like 2 years ago at E3. Seen that
0: like forever.
3: Yeah, and it sounds like they're 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 just bug fixing now. They're just doing polish now. Okay. They added a, a new character that uh they hadn't revealed before. Okay. I might have mentioned this. I feel like I've mentioned it. I don't this. think you did. Um, so uh, before you just had like a, a pretty like wimpy character and now they added a, a female protagonist who's like tough and confident. It's not going to change the story dramatically. Okay. Uh, but it's a, just a different type of personality. Uh, I was just happy to see it because I, I love the art style for that game. Yeah. And I finally got to see cutscenes. Oh, And nice. they look fucking gorgeous, these nice. cutscenes. Okay. Like. So I was just happy to see that. Especially, it's cool when you see a game a couple years ago, and then you can see it progress. Yeah, definitely. Um, trying to think of what else I saw. Um, there's a game, Cosmic, uh, Cosmic Star, Heroin. That's oh, one yeah. that
0: I haven't I've been seeing for it feels like ten years.
3: Yeah,
2: it's
0: been in a lot of things. It
2: was at PSX two years ago, when I yep. played it there.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I walked really by. Cool, I'm like, oh though. my god, that game's still not out, is it?
3: Yeah, I, I played that for like fifteen. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, oh, it's an old school RPG, turn-based. Yep. Great visuals. Soundtrack sounded fantastic. Um, coming to Vita. Um, right. They they said cross-by. They don't know about cross-save.
0: By the time that game comes out, <laughs> Vita 2 is actually going to be a
3: thing. <laughs> yeah. they, they said they're trying cross-by. Uh, they don't know if cross-save is going to be possible, but okay. they're, they're trying. Okay. Apparently, that's a Unity thing.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I've heard many developers say that Unity presents a unique challenge for cross-save.
3: Yeah, Unity because you have to run like a modified version of Unity on the Vita or something like that.
0: Right, because officially, well, yeah, Unity works on the Vita, but not. You have to modify the fuck out of it. That's why they've had so many problems getting Oddworld: New and Tasty out to the Vita.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of some other stuff I saw, but if I think of it, I'll, I'll mention it later.
0: Okay. Did you see anything else, or
2: yeah, I just did a lot of wandering through booths. Right, did a lot of lines for a lot of things, so I didn't always right. sit and play them. But you know, I was watching a games. lot today. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Yeah. Watched some uh, Gravity Rush too. Looks,
0: Looks nice. It's going to be good. July yeah. or uh, January twentieth, I think it comes out.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, watched a little bit of Last Guardian. Nice, nice.
0: And that's out in like two days. I, you know. I was very honest with the PR people for it because I was talking, I sat in there for a while today talking to everybody catching up and I told them flat out, I haven't finished Eco and I haven't finished Shadow of the Colossus and I don't know if I'll finish Last Guardian, but what I played so far was very compelling. I was, I was definitely sucked in and when I get home, as soon as I get this podcast put up, I'm going to start playing Last Guardian more. Uh, It's, it's neat. It's, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look like it was made for the PS4, but it looks really good, and it supports HDR lighting, which is awesome, and and, and it's significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you walk into a room and um, there's just a beam of light coming in, and how it saturates everything is, is really cool to see. So, hopefully, critic sites don't get hung up on the visuals, because it's, it's a 10-year-old game. They will. I know they will. Uh, I hope they really focus on what's important, and that's the gameplay and, and the story elements, and you know, because I do think it's going to be really deep and rich.
3: does it play like a ten year old game because I remember seeing that first gameplay video of it, and
0: it's that's the thing like the controls aren't very traditional, so when I was playing it, you know you have to do things like hang on a on a ledge at one point and you have to you know climb, and in my brain, that just naturally equated with an uncharted game, yet none of the buttons are the same. Yeah. So to drop down, you normally hit circle, no, you hit hit cross. Um that sort of thing. So once you wrap your brain around the new controls, it's not bad. The only thing that I thought felt quote unquote older was the camera controls. Uh yeah. the camera in in tight spaces still could be a problem a little bit. It was nowhere near as bad as it's been on Eco or Shadow of the Colossus, though. Uh it's definitely refined. But it does. It feels a little bit old. That that part does. But the visuals, I was surprised because I would seen at E3. That demo was like an hour that we played at E3, and immediately the visuals looked better than it did at E3. So they they really polish it up at the end. Uh, I'm ex- I'm excited. I, I really. It's not just because we oh we've been waiting ten years. Blah, blah, blah. I'm honestly excited to play it because Trico. Like even in that first hour, that emotional connection was there. Uh, it it they are geniuses at getting that, that emotional play to work. Like when you're trying to get out of this uh, area and you're going to leave Trico behind and all of a sudden it's, it like sticks its head through this, like this tiny window. Like where are you going? Where are you almost like a pet dog or something? And just what, what that beast does to stay with you. And, and because that emotional bond is there now, it's really well done. it's, and it's basically nonverbal. There's some, there's some, uh, some things happening where a character is talking in the background uh, at the beginning of it, and that's really all the speech there is. It's not like you're not conversing with things, but all that nonverbal communication is is just coming through in Spades. So it's cool. It's it's really neat. I don't know if it's the greatest game ever made or whatever, but that first hour had me. It really did. Yeah, I'm excited for to get farther into it. Um, all right, well, I mean, we're pretty much done with PSX. want to get into, well, let's get into Mother Russia Bleeds quick. Sure. Uh. Um,
3: trying to think of even how to start that game. It's a disturbing game. It, it's an old school brawler. Yeah.
0: It is. It, it's a totally old school brawler, and and uh at its core, that, that's
3: what it feels like. Yeah, it feels like, uh. Fucked up future from Final Fight. Oh my like, god. Like, way more messed up future. Of, way like, Final fight.
0: more. Yeah.
3: So, the game starts out with, um, you're like in some weird, like, bum fight. Like, <laughs> it literally is bum fights. It's, it's bum fights commune. Like, yeah. Kind of just like, it. it seems like everyone's friends, but they, they do bum fights. In, yeah. In the middle of it, uh, your character or your characters, they get kidnapped and then you wake up in a, uh, or you see them passed out in some facility, and they're being injected with all sorts of different drugs. And you yeah, they like
0: it's like you're watching a a, a closed circuit cam, uh, camera, but they fast forward it, so and you, you see, see all this crap happen. And you're like, what
3: the hell's yeah, going people on? People hazmat, hazmat suits just jabbing you with like needles and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and then that's when it's just you see you fight your way out. You know, you you, fight, you know the story is kind of whatever. It's just about the, the core mechanics and it's just brutal, brutal violence. Uh, the thing with this is uh, when you knock an enemy down and you see him twitching, you can jam your needle into the enemy and pull out his blood or whatever drugs in his system and you can use that for health on yourself. So you're jabbing yourself in, the, in the, like the neck with a needle that you just stabbed in someone else. Uh, so uh, yeah, so, uh, it's That's a hepatitis. Yeah.
0: Well, and you can get the the overdrive thing going.
3: <laughs> yeah. So there's like the overdrive rage mode that you just become super power, super powerful, uh, and you use the same needle, but you you hit R two to stab that one, and for some reason that makes it rage and not health. Uh, but the game is kind of disturbing. It's one of those scenes where it makes me feel dirty, but but <laughs> but bad. I also I also like it so. I don't know. It's it's strange. There's some very disturbing type stuff. Like you you use. Uh, I mean, there's like random pigs walking around. You just you knock the pigs down. You just punch that pig's skull and but if it's you don't, nothing. they attack you. Yeah, and then same thing with the dogs. So it, yeah, and the uh, the moves are brutal. Yeah, like they they're like all they only like fatalities basically. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, there's four different characters to choose from. They each have their own, like, uh, stats. So uh, Natasha moves really quick. Right. Uh, you have, uh, I forget uh, some of their names, but there's, like, uh, the the big tank-looking guy. Right. So you get to choose from those different characters. Uh, you actually can play with all... Uh, so you choose one character, but you can actually have bots in the place of the other three characters. Even in the story? I believe so, I don't yeah.
0: I, don't, I didn't see that in the story, but I might be wrong.
3: I I, I believe you can. Okay. Um, and uh, what I've been playing through the most is the arena mode, which is just they send waves of enemies at you, uh, and that's all with leaderboards and stuff like that, and that's where I found the advantage of having the bots play with you because you could just burn through stuff a little bit easier. And the AI is pretty good with the bots in terms of making sure they revive you and revive each other. Usually if one of the other ones fall, they'll take care of that. You don't have to right. worry about it. You can okay. just worry about yourself. Uh, but the waves just get aggressively more <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I haven't been able to hit wave 10 yet. I've gotten halfway through wave 9. But then it just gets overwhelming with the different characters that they have. That will just come at you with, like, motorcycle helmets and this machete. Oh, jeez. Um. I'm trying to think of different things to to, to talk about with that, but well, it's, you don't it's, have to go
0: too in depth. It, I mean, you're writing one too, but
3: yeah, I'm, I'm writing a review. It's just one of those games where if you like side-scrolling beat beat em ups, this is a great one. If and you if have, you don't get offended too easily, exactly. I was going to say if you have if but if you don't if you have a weak stomach, you probably aren't going to want to mess with this game because it, it is brutal. <laughs> like they eat. Like um, I don't know if you know this, but there's a taunt button so you can stop an enemy. One of the enemies shits in his hand, yeah. and just flings it to stun an enemy, and then you have a couple seconds. Um, one dude just spits, so it was just funny. Me and my roommate were just like spitting and shitting on people <laughs> and just stopping them. Bump fights. Yeah, uh, it's, it's great game. I like. I'm loving the game. It's it, neat. It, it's still one of those things though, where it, even some of the things they have you do, it, it's kind of brutal.
0: It, it was one of the games that at E3, I think it was two years ago that. Uh, I, we think it's Kotaku put an article mm-hmm. up about how disturbing it is and, uh, you know, started getting all snowflakey about it. Did you it. see
2: uh, their, their latest Hilda that they're dying on?
0: No. Kotaku is refusing
2: to call Last of Us Part 2 Last of Us Part 2 because the Part 2 is a dumb addition
0: to the name. Because they're not truly the last if there's a Part 2 or something? I don't know. All I know
2: is that I saw on Why is Kotaku Twitter still that, a thing? That, yeah.
0: I'm serious.
3: Well, their parent... Got destroyed by Hulk Hogan. So yeah, they're, they're,
0: yeah. Well, but uh, I think they got bought up by some other. Because I know a couple of the sites got bought up by another company, and then uh. that company started uh, suppressing some of their stories, which is hilarious.
3: I, I mean, what happened to Gawker? Maybe someone needs to.
0: Yeah, I just don't understand how Kotaku still a thing. They, God, they're so bad. Yeah, I saw I saw some Twitter stuff about. Yeah. Like, how can it be part two if it's supposed to be the last of us? It's not the last, then you're lying. Well, to us. I, I don't even
2: think it's that. I think they just there's something about the part two that they don't like the name. They're like they're they're just going to call it Last of Us Two.
0: See, I don't like Last of Us Two. I think Part Two is I th- personally
2: just think sounds it's like better. a
3: continuation. It sounds yeah, like the actual. Thing. I think it's I think it's better to do that. Yeah,
0: idiots. What? Whatever. And you know, I think it's just one of those things. Well, I don't have enough stories in today. Maybe I'll bitch about this. F you. All right. And again, you don't have to get too in-depth. Okay. You know, ob- well, I mean, you have your own podcast. Yeah. It's going to be a little yeah. while, but, but also you're writing a review, so you know we want people to go to that website, psnation.com. I didn't do the housekeeping at the beginning, but oh well. Housekeeping. Housekeeping! <laughs> um, But Final Fantasy 15. So you, we were... I'm serious. I, I consider us very lucky that we got a review copy of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
2: You were Enix, telling me, like, even, you know...
0: A couple weeks ago oh, we're probably not going to get one and then and then I got an email saying hey you're getting one I'm like holy shit and they gave it to us a whole 24 hours before <laughs> the embargo lifted yeah but you know what even wired <laughs> just got it 24 hours in advance I,
2: at least a few sites got it earlier than then because they a few sites it's funny talked be- about the ending and yeah, yeah had a review
0: up at the embargo but. yeah that's all right I mean personally I'm like I said I'm just really happy that we even got it yeah, uh, yeah. because Square Enix has always been really tough to gauge if we were going to get something for review or not and um. It's it's really cool that that we have the opportunity, and it's great that you were freed up so that yeah. you had the time to do it. I know you're excited for it anyway. So exactly. So what do you think? Uh, it's pretty interesting so far. Um,
2: yeah. I was talking in chat. I think it's might be a little bit divisive among Final Fantasy fans. Yeah. Because uh, I guess the series has kind of done a lot of to reinvent itself each you know numbered entry, and this one does that again because. Um, the most interesting thing to me is when you first start the game, every time you start the game, the first thing it says is not, you know, square Enix or cry engine or whatever they did it on. It It says a final fantasy game for fans and first timers. Really? So they've kind of taken to heart the, the, the fan base, the, the people that haven't played a final fantasy before. Yeah. And they're kind of built in a lot to try to entice some of those people to play. Huh? Um, mostly by kind of copying, uh, like western RPGs
0: cuz it's a, it's a very Yeah, you were saying it was a lot more western.
2: Yeah, cuz it it's very open world. Um uh right when you begin, you know, you have uh um, basically this big area that you can uh search around, do side quests, you know, find okay. enemies, fight them, um and then of course, you slowly get more and more areas as you progress through the story. Right. Um but yeah, it, it's it kind of feels a lot more like it's been inspired by Skyrim or whatever, then... Really? Um, but at the same time, there's still a lot of conventions from to old Final Fantasy games. You know, the enemies are the same enemies you've seen in other games. And uh, I guess the story is one of the things that's a little bit less so, but um, just in the sense that they don't... Like, when you first start the game, there's not a 10-hour cutscene. It's, you know, oh, okay. here's like five minutes, okay, now go play. Oh. But the story itself does feel
0: kind of fantasy I there's a big bromance in it.
2: Yeah. You're playing as the uh, prince to a kingdom. Okay. Who's been uh, basically married off to another kingdom, and he's traveling to meet his fiance. Okay. And uh, I don't know if I should get too into spoilers. Cause don't, it's, yeah, you it, don't need to well, get, get too deep into it. at the end of the first chapter is you find out that shit went down back home. Okay. And your dad is dead. Oh. So then it's it kind of... The story goes a little bit into now you're trying to figure out what happened and some of that was stuff that was shown in that uh, movie that they did uh, a couple months ago King's Glave or whatever Yeah, King's glaive. Okay. King King's Glave,
0: King's, glaive. King's glaive. Okay.
2: But yeah, so it's it's been pretty interesting so far. Um the combat is a little bit interesting to get into. It if you watch the game it looks like it's an action-based combat. Sure. But it's less that and more kind of like a um uh, hard to describe it, like a flow kind of thing. You have to read the flow of the battle. Okay. Because um, you don't actually need to like mash the button in time to hit attacks. You just hold the attack button, and your character will automatically attack whatever you're targeting. Oh, okay. And similarly, if you just hold block, your character will automatically block. So it's more about, okay, should I be attacking or should I be defending kind of thing, rather than how do I do a combo. Okay. Um, so it's not too action-based. There's still a little bit of stuff like... If you block at just the right time, you get a parry or um, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's it's more like feeling the flow of the battle as opposed to actually like an you know a Dark Souls or something. Right, right. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's been pretty interesting so far. There's a lot of content. I'm about a third of the way through based on uh uh chapter trophies, uh-huh. and I'm already played for 20 hours, and I still have a ton of side quests that I haven't even looked at yet. So there's wow. there's definitely a lot to do. Um, the big thing is the the car. You can you know drive around in the car and push it and push it. Yeah, the the game starts off with you pushing the car because Jeez. it ran out of or it it got it broke down.
0: Yeah, that famous scene that was in the 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 clueless gamer uh, yeah section. Yeah. So
2: um, the, the interesting thing is for the whole first chapter they don't even let you drive the car. One of your uh, other party members drives it, <laughs> and then eventually they're like, oh, now you can drive the car," but it's you don't actually drive it. You basically just hold R2 to do the gas, and then it automatically follows the roads. Oh, really? Yeah. And then when you get to a fork, it's like, okay, hold the direction button, which way do you want to go uh, kind of thing. And then later you can fly, though, I see. I yeah. Say. I think that's mm. post-game, but you oh. definitely get the ability to,
0: to fly around in it. Ooh. Mm. The flying car. The flying car. Final Fantasy finally made it
2: happen.
3: Uh, it's just you and your friends going to heaven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the end
2: of Greece. But yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of Final Fantasy isms. Like, I always talk about the meteor. The meteor's being held up by this giant titan, and of course, you go and fight the titan. And sure. All that kind of stuff that you would see in a Final Fantasy game. So what Summons. Was, what and, was the
0: whole story about there's a boss battle that takes three full days or something? Apparently, uh, there's a boss battle in the game that literally takes three full days, like well, actual life, like Earth days. It, if there is, then I haven't gotten to that. Okay, but, but there, there was some story about it. Like, is that really the thing? And I didn't read it cause,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Any dope product placements? Oh yeah,
2: that's the thing. There's a ton <laughs> of product placements in this. No so, shit. When you're when you're running around the wilderness, occasionally you'll you know sleep in the wilderness and pitch tents. And, mm-hmm. um, the way you uh, level yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about bromances before. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we're not talking like about bromance. the VR mode. <laughs> I, I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but so. You level up by sleeping. Um, okay. You gain experience, then when you sleep, you, you level up. But when you That's go camping, all of your gear is Coleman gear. Oh, jeez. Nice. And then, like, you go into a, a a convenience store, you know, near a gas station, and on the side of this, the thing, it says American Express.
1: Oh,
0: jeez.
2: Or the best one is, you can consume food, which gives you buffs. Right. And one of the biggest towns, there's a truck selling... Cup Newman, a uh, cup of noodles.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that stuff. So cup
2: and it's noodles. actually it's actually a really good <laughs> food. It gives you like a really big boost for of how course. much it well, costs. It does. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that,
5: that's
0: that's cool. so. There's a <laughs> lot
2: of there's there's probably even more I'm forgetting. I think like the car is probably it's an Audi. branded.
0: Is it? Yeah, and actually they released they they actually made it. Uh, it's available, but they only made did like. I want to see if they're like 100 or 1,500 or something. Didn't we get an
3: remember. email with their collector's editions and they listed the Audi as one of them?
0: <laughs> Probably. I don't, I don't think
3: they I did. remember we were laughing about like all the collector's editions that came out, and I think they casually mentioned in the, the press release we got. And there's also, there's a collectible Audi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. They, uh, I know they made it available because I saw it on one of the gadget blogs. And it's ridiculously priced, obviously. Yeah,
3: of course. Yeah, Palmer's got yeah. one parked in his basement. I wouldn't doubt it. it, it yeah,
0: in the original like, plastic, it does feel
2: weird to have like all this product placement, and that's that's the weirdest thing. Is it it feels half Final Fantasy, half like Americana, because the whole <sighs> the whole setting is like it feels a lot like Arizona, and then you well, get into the forest area, and it feels a lot like you know, but Southern does, California. Kind doesn't that
0: kind of I mean, isn't that kind of a good thing that maybe they're embracing the fact that they have a big audience in the US as well? Yeah, probably. Yeah.
2: You know. And there's still I mean, you're driving a car and you have a cell phone, so there's kinda of that but then at the same time, you know, you're casting spells and there's uh, you know, giant titans and stuff that you're fighting. Right. So there's still a fantasy element to it, but um it's it's a weird like juxtaposition between the the two kind of
0: things. Seems like a weird direction they took the series. I mean...
2: Yeah, definitely. For so but many of them. For the most part, I'm enjoying it, so... Yeah. Question
3: it's... like Last Guardian. Does it feel like it's 10 years old? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit.
2: <laughs> really? Um I, I understand that it, it gets kind of disjointed near the end, but mm-hmm. I, have, I haven't gotten far enough to really know.
0: One thing I, I noticed, the Digital Foundry put up a uh, video about frame rate and everything, and it seems like it's not the greatest frame rate at times.
2: It's locked thirty, but at the moment they're having frame pacing issues. Yeah, so that's some, what I was frame pacing. Yeah, yeah, some frames stay longer than others, and uh, it, based on their testing, it sounds like it should be easily
0: patchable. Well, and they said even on the pro, it's just not really much of a difference right now. Yeah, so, apparently it's I, there is worse. a pro
2: enhancement, but I think the pro enhancements there's only it's either on or
0: off. Well, the pro enhancements are coming. The, there's actually a, another patch coming. Yeah, it supports HDR out of the box, but that's not yeah, a that's pro true. thing. Uh, there's actually a pro patch in the works, but they haven't given any timeline. I thought
3: that because someone was uh, mentioning. I was listening to someone talk about the game how there's a pro mode and a light mode or a heavy yeah, mode and a light it, mode. It, oh, that's right. Yeah, it, yeah there yeah, is yeah. a
2: pro thing out, but yeah. I don't know if they're maybe adding more or something. Yeah, there's another patch coming. Yeah, yeah. I know that much. Because
3: apparently, if you if you have a pro, put it on light. Because if you put it on like heavy or whatever the fuck they call it, yeah. it, it the game just runs terribly.
0: Yeah, yeah. they uh, they showed uh, examples of all of them. It, Digital Foundry's like hitting it out of the park lately. Definitely.
3: They're needed more than ever now.
0: Well, and the funny thing is they they actually started a Patreon. I'm like, Jesus, it's Eurogamer. They're doing a Patreon. <laughs> Jeez. That's sort of serious. Uh, Cool. I mean, obviously you have a lot more to go for the review. And, yeah. And yeah, but it's, it's cool. I, we don't do much RPG talk on here, so I wanted to use that opportunity that we have with you here for a change. Well, there you go. There we go. And there is the VR thing coming. I
2: played that at E3. Um, I don't know how they're adding it. At the moment, I haven't found anything in the game right. that indicates it. And in fact, the fight that I did in the VR, um, I played it in the regular game. And just, you know, there was no like, hey, do you want to play this in VR? It was just, right. oh, here's the fight. So
0: Interesting. But
2: maybe that'll end up being some extra mode, or I don't know if they're going to charge like for it something. From
0: the, something from the menu. Or, I don't think they're going to charge for it. Because I think they... When I asked them at at E3, they were... Yeah, on off about it. Like, yeah. No, no, no. no. They were probably yet. like, well, we'll see how the game sells. Yeah.
3: We'll see if the check Sony gave us cleared.
0: Yeah. Uh, they say that, well, the the problem is we don't know if it's sell-through or shipped, but they gave the number 5 million, so it and sounds they like it need to
3: send. And they needed 10, they said, as yeah. the bare minimum?
0: Yeah. They, they spent a lot of money
2: on that game. 10 years in development would do that.
3: Now Nomura can get his ass at the Kingdom Hearts a little bit harder.
2: I'm going to make Final Fantasy fifteen too.
3: Yeah. I know he's gotta be at another E3 and have them announce another game he's working on. Exactly. <laughs> Finds out he's working on Final Fantasy VII when he first sees the trailer. Yeah, was the story.
0: I actually thought we'd see something on Seven Remastered. I'm surprised we're not because I don't
3: think they want to remind people every couple months that it exists because well, it's going to be. Maybe it's a while. just because Fifteen just came out. Yeah, and
2: they
0: don't yeah.
3: want
2: to remind people that they said it was going to come out this year. <laughs> Yeah, well,
3: episode one, the
1: full priced episode Uh, one. God.
0: Um. Well, guys, seriously, both thanks so much for helping out this weekend. Uh, you know, obviously, you drove all the way up from Phoenix, and and MJC flew out on Spirit Airlines. That that alone is is hell enough. Uh, but thanks for coming out, and hopefully you had some fun. Yep, a little bit here and there. Yeah. I mean. The cool thing is, we I didn't really over overbook the calendar, and we kind of split things up, so we had some time to screw around, screw around and whatever. Um, but thanks to Sony uh, for for getting us out here. Um, it was it, I love this event. I do I really do. I love PSX. It's it's such a cool vibe, and it's not overbooked like, PSX, or like uh, PAX. era like packs, and it's all the stuff we want to play. It's it's really it's a good cool. crowd too, really good crowd. No bullshit like we see at E three and yeah.
3: I didn't hear one comment. You know, you know, you overhear conversations at like PAX and stuff like that or E yeah. three. I didn't hear any of that. <clears throat> like, there's more people hungry for swag at E three than there is at PSX. Yeah, probably because yeah. it's organized people, with the yeah. the barcodes. Yeah, it is. Which I was using at a certain point just to keep track of what I played. Right. <laughs> Like that—that that worked out at a certain point of just like you know what I need to remember this. Yeah, scan it comes this? up in the app. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool.
0: No, I, I, you know, it gets better every year. It really does. Uh, the first year there were there were definitely some logistical problems. Last year there was a couple things, but and and it wasn't perfect this year, obviously too with the, the line outside. Uh, but hopefully they learn from it and it keeps improving. But um, it was it was great. Got to see a lot of the indie devs that we really don't get to see very often because we don't go to all those events. Um, I. Great venue, yeah everybody was a fr- like weren't you hearing from somebody that it's an old place and it's kind of real run- that's
3: what people on Twitter said was down, but there was a couple of water fountains that just had like yellow tape on them, yeah, yeah, it's
0: fine, but overall, I mean it was nice because everything was on one show floor, unlike last year that was between two floors you know and and uh it was it was really cool how they did it um it was great to see everybody, thanks to everybody that just. Came up and said hi. Uh, had quite a few people this time. It was it was really cool uh, to meet some people. How many people came by and called you King? Four today. Nice. It was awesome.
3: You would and count,
0: I think, y'all, huh? You would count. <laughs> well, no, it was four. I mean, I was like, what the hell? That's hilarious. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, it, it's been really fun this week, and and uh, it sucks. I missed a few people. I, you know, there's a few people I really wanted to see that I didn't get to see. Uh, I got to see Lady Hawk at least because. Didn't see her at all yesterday. I uh, got to see Dave from Philly, so it's officially a PSX because I always have to run into Dave from Philly. Uh, but the you know the people that work for Sony and the, and the people that we know at different developers, it's cool because I don't live in San Fran. It's I'm you know we're not like GameSpot, we're not like all those other outlets that are in San Fran. You know we're all over the place, and it's not like we can go out to lunch with these guys all the time. So it's we don't have a lot of opportunity to not talk to somebody via email and and actually do it in person. So, you know, I mean, I was busy, you were busy, you were busy. But for me also, it was a time to sit down and catch up with some people. And and this isn't bragging. It's more surprised as shit. But, man, I got to spend like a decent amount of time with Sean Layden. Because he came in and he was playing Crash Bandicoot because that's the first game he worked on when he started in the industry. And we just started nerding out. And it was awesome. Like he was such a cool guy because I've talked to him before, but it's always been kind of in passing. Like, Hey Sean, how's it going? So it was kind of cool to to sit down and actually talk to the dude. Uh, it wasn't planned. Uh, but I got to sit in a session with Yama na not yeah, Yamauchi for Grand Turismo. And I got to, I don't know. I just got to spend some time with some really kick-ass people. So, and we got to go out with Randy and Brian for dinner and, yep. and, uh, where does he go by Randy or Charles? I always forget. Yeah, I'll call him both.
3: He wore a name tag the first. That's right. It said Randy. Didn't Randy. It, okay, it said yeah. Randy.
0: Because I think on Twitter he goes by Charles. <laughs> I don't. Know. God, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, no, it I got was great. to hear
3: you guys argue about uh, plasma versus 4K for about like, no half
0: uh, hour. plasma versus his LG OLED. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he and he's like, Well, oh, I'm having a problem with my Denon receiver. I'm like, well, that's that's why. It's because it's a Denon receiver. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool to see everybody. Uh, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to meet everybody. And, and I met a lot of new people this year, which that was really kick ass. So thanks folks for, for come up and saying something. Obviously I don't, I don't know everybody and, and uh, it's, it's really cool. So uh, very humbling to meet everybody. And, and the fact that you folks for some reason, listen to this, um, it was awesome. So uh, again, thanks to Sony for not only putting this on, but bringing me out here, uh, you know, and, and for getting you guys media badges so easily, man, that was awesome. Like I just emailed like, Hey, can I get media badges for these? Yeah, no problem. It, it was the best. It, it was, was really it was, helpful. Yeah, it is. And that's, you know, that's, that was the thing. Like, uh, if it, it frees some things up for you and, and it affords us a few advantages. So it's, it's really nice when you're trying to stick to a schedule, uh, awesome venue, great, great hotel. It was nice that it's only like a few hundred feet away from the camera. center. Yeah, I came back like time. two or three
3: times Ugh. the last couple days. Yeah. We're just like, I have forty-five minutes. I'm going to go charge my phone for like fifteen yeah, it's minutes.
0: <laughs> it, it's been really great. Uh, and thanks to the folks again for coming out to the bar on Friday night. That was a blast. It was really fun. Wish the music would have been a little bit lower, but other than that, I it they was played great. Queen no at one point. So that's did. nice. and some ACDC. So I was all right with it. Um, yeah. So all you folks that came to PSX, uh, safe flights home, safe trips home. Andy, don't get lost in the desert tonight. It's a straight shot. We will miss you. If you I, was, if you I was telling him,
2: you see, there's there's certain points where like I'll set my GPS on 50 miles, and literally it's just a straight line.
5: <clears throat>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, if I fall asleep, at least I, you know...
3: Don't fall asleep.
0: Don't <laughs> even joke about that. Just rock
3: out with Miku out. and
0: oh, There we go. Oh, God. Oh, boy. There will be some of that. Oh, boy. That's why you never hear our text messages. He's rocking out to Miku. Um... Yeah, so uh until next week. Uh you guys got anything else before we go? You wanna pimp Lip, your podcast? Yeah, to side quest,
3: yeah, uh every movie ever. dot fm. What are you on Twitter? At the first MJC.
0: Andy Scout. Andy Scout. We we were joking about that today, weren't we?
3: Oh
1: that yeah. He's a
0: scout.
3: Yeah, that he wouldn't give his friend a badge because he's like
0: oh, Scout's yeah. honor. Because we were like, dude, just give your friend your badge for the second for the second I offered period. it to him, but he was like, uh I got other stuff to do. <laughs> Well, and tell, tell Wyatt again, thanks for, for joining us last night. It was really cool.
3: And uh, sorry for The Last of Us spoilers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so he, he'll, he'll never listen to this, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe he will. But we get home last night. He was letting me stay with him. And he goes, by the way, I didn't want to like say anything because you
0: guys were kind of launched into it. But I actually haven't finished Last oh, of Us yet, God. so you spoiled the ending for me. We didn't really spoil spoil it, did we though? I mean, we alluded I to it. I tried things, to stay but, uh,
3: vague, but then you guys <laughs> kind of just jumped into it a little bit more. I didn't, I didn't really I just said you 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 mentioned like or Andy might have mentioned it the choice that you have to make. Yeah. And yeah. And went into details on that of just like Do you yeah. leave for, we're going to oh, spoil well. it again.
0: Yeah. I didn't play it. I watched it oh, on well. YouTube. Uh, I watched it on the YouTubes. Uh yeah, so um seriously folks, uh thanks for listening for so long. Uh thanks for uh everything. Thanks to Sony. Thanks for, to Sean Laden for for crowning me uh, king of all PlayStation podcasters.
3: <laughs> we have visual proof. It was a small ceremony, you know, very, very, very small. What group. you need to do is redo your previous nation shirt and just have a little crown in the corner. That's it. But it's only <laughs> your shirt. It's really subtle. You know? Yeah. It's not bragging. God damn it. Uh, we were
0: talking about today, like modifying something so that I can take a microphone and paint it gold and put it on a staff. I think that'd be kind of neat. Um, yeah. And, and also it was great. I got to see Meredith Molinari a couple times today and, and I, I always get bummed when I don't run into her and, um, tried to talk to Jaffe today, but man, he was just surrounded all the time. Um, but it's, I, I just love it. I wish it was only, I wish it wasn't more than two days For to a certain extent. I mean, I'm exhausted, but.
3: Man, I, everyone I talked to today was like, why were we open till 10 yesterday?
0: Well, it's because they I, had the I, Capcom I, Cup going and they have no way of, of really closing I, it Yeah,
3: off. I get that, but so many people were just it was dead. A 10 hour, or 12 hour show floor open. And some of them got there, you know, like an hour or two early to yeah. set up. And, and the indie teams, you know, might just have one person at that booth all yep. day.
0: Yeah, no, I I was shocked. I w- that's why our appointments only went till six because I thought it was going to be like the years past where they say ten o'clock, but it actually isn't the show floor. It's just the stuff going on in the in the theater or whatever. And all of a sudden they're like, no, the floor's open till ten. I'm like, what the shit? Yeah, those poor people. All right, uh, we're out of here, folks. Thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Get out to play some games. Have a great one. And uh, thanks to Sony for a very successful PSX Bye
1: Ryan
3: Gosling
0: (laughs) You did that last night
3: It's my catchphrase now Oh god
6: What's up guys how you doing (laughs) Hell yeah Good to see you all again Good to be back in Austin, fucking Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, I like Austin. It's a good drinking town. It's a good drinking town, and I'm a good drinker. By the way, you guys, don't drink and drive. Be responsible. No response for that? That's awesome. That's great. The whole crowd's like, I mean, I gotta get home, dude. <laughs> uh, I can't just appear in my home. <laughs> I need uh, a transport. <laughs> God, be careful. Yeah, I, uh, I don't drink and drive. That's one thing I don't do. I, I mean, I hate being the sober cab. It's the worst. <laughs> I rarely do it. But uh, the worst is being the sober cab and everyone in your car is shit-faced and you have to go through a fast food drive through (laughs) and get everybody food. The worst. Because you're in control. You're at the speaker. You're sitting there. You got to navigate all these idiots in your car. You're like, Mark, what do you want? Yeah. Can I don't even what is that? I don't what's that Vietnamese? What did you just say? I don't even know what that is. Let's pick a meal number. What meal number do you want? Ninety-four. They don't have a ninety-four, they don't go that high. They've never gone that high. There's never gonna be a meal number 94. Steve, what do you want? Do they have wedding cake? No, they don't have wedding cake. Nobody has wedding cake. You physically can't eat a whole wedding cake. All right, dude, chill. Oh just give me a vodka soda. And then there's always the guy that ruins it who's like beyond blacked out. You're <laughs> like, Gary what do you want? And he like leans in the microphone like, Yeah, what's up? Can I get some pussy? Okay. Nobody gets food. Nobody gets food. You had one easy task. Just point at a glowing menu. It's a glowing... Just point at it. Pretty sure McDonald's is going to have pussy anytime soon. Or a McPussy or whatever they would have. Idiots.
1: Drunk, friends.